previously on Yoksafath is the key and the gate. Recap. In the cargo hold on board the Soundwave, everyone prepares to cast Bulk Brood to expel the spider babies from Wallace, though Mateo just stands by not wanting to take part. Cat chants the dark incantations. The walls seem to shudder as Wallace begins to vomit from every orifice, a goo full of skittering embryos pouring out of him. We put Wallace to bed and clean up the mess. With the remaining five days to Perth, Liza reads the Necronomicon, then considers booking herself into an asylum. Mateo meditates and practices his Kung Fu, while Mitch receives some training on self-defence. Father Eduardo and Felix consult Kat for some wise words and calm any moral dilemmas and make a call to Perth to contact the mental asylum to book them all in. They also search Kat's room just to make sure the Cthulhu statue has been disposed of. Once arrival in Perth, ambulances are waiting to take us to the asylum on Burtwood Island, but it's basically a luxury hotel spa for a two-week stay. Mateo and Eduardo are released early as they are sane and decide to board a plane to Sydney after checking the cults haven't infiltrated it and in order to talk to Professor Cowles about the cult of the sand bat and the monoliths in the desert and if there are any dig sites related to the cult. Meanwhile, at the spa, Liza has a visit from Bastian Silver, though she or Wilter don't recall making the appointment, though he is supposedly a doctor. He is familiar with her investigations and hands her a scroll to aid in the journey. It becomes clear he is not a doctor, but is an ally against Nialathotep. Felix recalls he is known as the Wizard of Perth and is known for his divinations. Mitch, during his relaxation, is called to a civic court-martial, a normal procedure when a shipwreck occurs. Walter arranges for a lawyer to accompany him and advises that none of the Vanderbilt party were on board in order to, co- to corroborate their being in Egypt story. Recap. After a week at the asylum, Wallace receives a visit from Cecil Mortimer Clark, a member of the Theological Society, the lighters of the hidden lamp of wisdom. He is fascinated by Wallace's research with radio waves, but Wallace is of the opinion that they were crackheads. Their research is detecting radio wave sources from outer space, and Wallace recalls his research also had similar results. The society is interested in a collaboration and hiring Wallace's boat to investigate the planets. Felix, Cat, and Liza enjoy a nice sauna in the steam room. They recount the different groups and cults in Australia, and if any could be of any use to us, and also how we will get assistance for casting the Eye of Light and Darkness again. They start to discuss acquiring orphans as part of the ritual. It definitely doesn't sound like the start of a cult. In Sydney, Eduardo and Mateo make an appointment with Professor Cal's assistant, Dr. David Dodge, for the following day. In the meantime, they visit the library and find a journal by Ludwig Leichhardt from 1848 describing a city beneath the western sands of Australia, full of crystals. Maybe the cultist dig sites are associated with this. They also visit the University Museum and discover some Aboriginal symbols of the creator and also the sand bat. They buy a book from the gift shop so that they can show it to Liza later. Back at the asylum, the group meet Etienne, who gives flowers to Liza and takes her out on another date, while everyone else dines on kangaroo steak and koala balls. Eduardo and Mateo meet Dr. Dodge, 
and they discuss Professor Cowell's research on the cult of the sandbat. It supposedly died out in the 1700s during colonialization of Australia, but a father Solero abandoned the church and seemed to resurrect it in the very early 1900s until his disappearance. But the cult has since seen a resurgence since 1921 in the Argyle Flats and the Kimberley region of northwest Australia. He also shares with us Arthur McGuire's diary, who discovered the monoliths in the desert and contains coordinates to the location of a city in the sands. In the asylum, Mitch is getting cabin fever and wants to do something to help the investigation. So Liza gives him some books and some sheet music for his harmonica. Though the music lyrics are in Italian, so they need Eduardo to translate what these songs actually are. Recap. Dr. Dodge recommends speaking to Robert McKenzie in Port Hedland, not too far from Darwin in northwest Australia, regarding the city in the sands. Eduardo sends a telegram to the group in Perth that they are due back in a few days. Eduardo reads Kat's book while Matteo does a bit of sightseeing in the Technological Museum. After a slight delay, they arrive in Perth and inform the group all they have learned in Sydney. During the last few days of Kat, Liza and Felix and Wallace's treatment, Eduardo checks with the captain of the Soundwave and he is ready to leave when Wallace gives him the word. Wallace buys some gun permits for us, Liza some desert clothing for the group. Then, with the captain, we decide to plot a course to Port Hedland. We will talk to Robert McKenzie and decide on the appropriate next actions regarding the monoliths in the desert. The captain wonders if Wallace can perform his radio experiments on the way, rather than have to make a special trip into the middle of the ocean, which would cost about a week of time. Felix then checks if this is possible. Wallace decides to perform tests each evening to assess if he can do this. On the journey, Mitch investigates the songs he is learning with Liza, and she makes some recommendations based entirely on the song titles. Liza reads her scroll from Bastion Silver, and after sounding like a dolphin for an hour, she learns the spell. Kat also practices and learns some of her spells and prepares some magical incantations. Wallace spends time in the radio room and sets up the equipment. Matteo practices his kung fu. Eduardo finishes skim-reading Kat's book. And Felix spends some time sketching the coastline and begins writing for his new book. Wallace successfully aligns the radio to Jupiter with Liza's help, but the experiment fails and jolts electricity into Mitch Matteo, and then squarely into Eduardo, which knocks him unconscious as the lights fail throughout the ship. Felix comes to investigate and tries some first aid. Then Wallace tries. Then finally, Cat applies the proper technique and aids in Eduardo's recovery. The crew get their doctor and confirm that the ship is now adrift with no power. While they wait, Felix tells us gripping tales of their time in Peru with some creative licenses. Eduardo dreams himself on a strange starlit plane. A voice warns him not to listen to the voices in space, especially while the great plan is being prepared. Mitch attempts to assist the crew in recovering the generator, but there is a lot of damage to fix. Whilst some rest up before reaching Port Hedland, Wallace cannot fix his equipment and the ship's crew are grumpy with him, so they aren't in a hurry to help. Mitch gets more gun training from the crew, but fumbles and drops the gun overboard. Felix continues to write his notes for his book, while Eduardo recovers from his shock the day before. The following days after, Felix reads one of his Arabic scrolls, but there are dire consequences to his sanity. 
Wallace manages to remove the broken spark gap generator, but it is very badly damaged and he has no spares. Mitch isn't doing very well with his handgun training and decides to check in on Felix and ask if he can be useful to the team. So Felix gives him a copy of the Iron Light and Darkness to learn. At dinner, Wallace updates us on his broken equipment. Mitch is too grumpy with him to help, but Matteo and Kat offer to help, but they just don't have the knowledge. As we approach Port Headland, Liza sees a lighthouse, which also acts as a radio station. Kat spots the local train station, and Mitch spots a local enthusiast's plane runway. Liza notices Felix was not at breakfast and checks on him, but the door is locked and he isn't answering. Kat suspects he's barricading himself in. She grabs Wallace, Kat and Mitch and a master key. Wallace unlocks the door and they see the furniture is all torn up. There are concentric circles of red blood drawn all over the room and Felix, naked and also covered in his own blood, attempts to grab Wallace but stumbles and falls into the corridor, muttering in Latin. Mitch punches Felix to try and send him to Sleepy Land and knocks him unconscious. Wallace peeks into the room and notices all the circles are drawn in Felix's blood, and Cat is unable to administer first aid, so Wallace calls to the captain to signal for a doctor from the mainland. Liza happens to spot a papyrus scroll in the room, and it whispers to her and the unconscious Felix... Liza picks up the scroll, following its commands. The gate is here. All it needs is the key. As Cat tends to Felix, his eyes jolt open and and they glow a white starlight. He stands up and re-enters the room. Mitch, from the other end of the deck, hears the commotion and comes over to see Liza's eyes are also glowing a starlight. Cat hears the chanting and flees the scene past Mitch. On the bridge... Wallace notices from the lighthouse that the radio waves almost seem visible and ozone and sparks are surrounding the ship and he dashes along the bridge past Matteo, who follows him mostly from curiosity. Eduardo seems oblivious to the growing panic and keeps staring ahead at Port Headland. Felix, the gate, and Liza, the key, finalise their ritual and she erupts in a blaze of light as he dissolves into round worms and thick black ooze, and the combination rips the aft of the ship completely open. Mitch and Cat find themselves in the sea, clinging to one another, watching the stern sink. As the bow flounders, Matteo and Wallace cling to the rails and watch the back of the ship sink into the waters. Wallace looks into the waters and sees a white light and cries, All my stuff! and runs down the ship towards it whilst Matteo runs back to the stern past Eduardo and leaps overboard, grabbing the father in the process. In the aftermath, Eduardo, Matteo, Mitch and Cat are all swimming away from the wreck. Wallace throws himself into the bubbling light and dissolves. Rescue boats pick up the survivors and watch the stern sink. There is calm once again in the harbour, and Yogzatoth has taken Felix Walker and Liza Vanderbilt into himself. Ascending them to godhood. Merry Christmas, everyone.
welcome back to Masks of the Architect. Yeah. I died. No, no, you ascended. I ascended. <laughs> I ascended. died. I died. Where last we left our intrepid heroes, they had run into a small hitch in their plan to relocate to Port Headland. Just a tiny, tiny little hitch. You know, it wasn't a big, big problem, but it was a small, emotionally devastating problem that admittedly only Kat and Mitch saw and everyone else just saw the boat explode. (laughs) It has been 48 hours since the sound wave uh, seemingly broke in two in the middle of the harbour and went down with about 47 people on board, still unaccounted for, including Felix Walker, Liza Vanderbilt, and the owner of the boat, Dr. Wallace Sharp. Oh, well, I'm sure sure they'll turn up. Uh, Marjorie, Liza's maid, is also missing, presumed dead, as well as about 40 members of the ship's crew. Oh, no, we lost an NPC. Um, the survivors from the disaster are Lady Catherine Shaughnessy, Nee Vanderbilt, uh, Father Eduardo, her Catholic priest, uh, her dear friend Matteo Romeo, her cook, Mitch, and sailing uh, consultant. Current <laughs> <laughs> advice is don't get on a boat. certainly not one that he's on (laughs) Uh, Walter Partridge her uh, chief of staff Uh, I I thought Walter was his surname her maid Uh, Captain Birkenhead first officer Stowe and chief engineer Jordan who were all on the bridge along with the bosun uh, doing docking manoeuvres um, so they were able to get off the boat when it suddenly cracked in half. Wait, did the captain not go down with his ship? That's in poor taste. Uh, he was kind of thrown into the water, so it's allowed. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, sure, that's how that. Oh, I, oh no, yeah. I was thrown into a lifeboat. Shame <laughs> <laughs> those kids weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't inspect them for bullet wounds <laughs> in the head. <laughs> they, were, they, were re- they were beating me to the lifeboat so I was like <laughs> just in the legs you know just to give them a sporting chance Port Headland is a very small port um, it's mostly a cargo port where people who have dug up a f- ton of gold in the western Australian desert or other rare met- metals ship them to the port sell them to merchants who then ship them off to other useful places it doesn't have a very big police force but the harbour itself is very well run and is privately owned. So the survivors are currently all staying in the harbour master's building. Uh, the harbour master has been looking after them. The harbour master has also locked off and cordoned off the beach and the harbour whilst the investigation is taking place. Uh, he's mostly hired some local fishermen and uh, the stevedores off the docks, who are already his people, to lock down the beach and the harbour because. Poking out of the middle of the harbour is um, the radio mast from the song wave. It's it's the only part of the boat poking above the surface. And, you know, it kind of shut down the whole harbour due to the fact that there's now a sunken boat sitting in the middle of it. 
it makes it a little bit difficult to have other cargo ships come in and out of the harbour. The boat was named after a pun. It had to be destroyed. Mm. My life's work. (laughs) Your life. (laughs) I'm a scientist as important as the life's work. (laughs) You should be fine with your life's work being over in one way. (laughs) Or another. Yeah. Um, You can go to the great beyond, like in Seoul. You'll just go into the eternal bug zapper and... Hey, hey, hey. Move on. (laughs) Anyway. um, Just scrolling through my plot document. No one has seen Kat, really, since um, you were all fished out of the harbour. She's been in her room. The only person who's seen her so far has been Walter. And possibly her maid, who's staying in the room with her. Uh, The rest of you have had a couple of days to sort of just sit around the Harbour Master's building drinking coffee and occasionally answering questions to officials like, do you know what happened? And the general answer has been, well, I was standing on deck and then suddenly the ship exploded. Since, um, yeah, that's pretty much all anyone knows. As far as they can tell so far, the Harbour Master seems to think it was some sort of explosion with the radio equipment, since the ship cracked in two right along where the radio... um, lab was. Well, they don't call it a spark gap generator for nothing. And um, as the captain has reported, uh, Dr. Sharp was working on repairing his radio equipment, which had broken. So clearly, oh, yeah. Dr. Sharp oh. did something wrong. And oh yeah, throw me under the bus. Throw you under the boat. So, so far, it's looking like an awful tragedy caused by general incompetence. Oh, I hate that general incompetence. I mean, the worst yeah, leader we have. Anyway, that's the true reason, but, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am the no. gate. I am the key. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell anyone about that bit, Mitch? <laughs> you going to report that to these officials? Ah, they're Australians. I'm sure they're very understanding liberal folk. <laughs> Yogg-Sothoth is the key and the gate. I wasn't there. I was... Uh, Officer. <laughs> I was absent at that point. You put your welding goggles on. Are you expecting disaster? <laughs> when are we not back together? <laughs> okay. Uh, for everyone else who is in town, uh, our new players... Port Hedland is a very tiny port town. The population is only about 1,700 people. So it is tiny. The town literally exists as a gateway to the great western desert for the gold hunters and prospectors and explorers. The harbour is privately owned, as is the only airfield in town. It's not a commercial airfield. Um, It's owned by an air racing enthusiast which is mostly a small private club for a bunch of rich Australians to fly really fast planes. There isn't much of a viewership for air racing because um, there's not much fun sitting in the stands and uh, watching an empty sky for three hours. Sounds like you're Mm. describing Formula One at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't understand why people watch that either. 
I mean, I, I like... understand why they watch it on the telly. I don't understand why they pay a lot to go and sit in the stands because the cars go, boom, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand why they watch it on TV. I've watched Formula One on the TV, and the cars start and in a line at the beginning of the race, and then they drive around the track in the same line. <laughs> someone does some actual racing and overtakes a car, they have to stop, get themselves back in the line, and resume because apparently yeah. racing isn't allowed in Formula One. The, 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 oh, first, no. the first lap is the best part. Then you can just switch off. <laughs> Unless it starts raining or snowing, then it's good. <laughs> Basically, you're hoping car, for danger. The car completely exploded the other week. How, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, yeah, the man it's was fine. Impressive. That's why it's okay to enjoy it. Yes, yes. It's always impressive how they like to kind of like walk out of the car. It's like the car is on fire and in pieces, no bigger than a thumb. How are you alive? <laughs> well, Halo. Games. Anyway. Anyway, um, uh, two days ago, on the 29th of July, a radio science vessel that was moving into the harbour exploded. It was very exciting. One minute, there was this big, stately-looking science vessel. Next, it cracked in half with some sort of massive gas explosion boiling up out of the centre of it, and it sunk into the harbour. It's all anyone has been talking about for the past couple of days. Uh, Apparently, nine survivors were fished out of the harbour, and the latest estimate was somewhere between 36 to 49 people died on the ship. It seems mostly only people who were above deck at the time of the explosion survived. Because everyone else would have been trapped below decks when suddenly the ship filled with water and sunk. Yay! <laughs> the harbour master is still establishing the facts and has closed the harbour due to all of the hazarded ship um, materials and chunks of hull now poking out of the middle of the harbour. Uh, the beach has also been sealed off. Um, but we begin in the harbour master's building. Cat, you have received a message slipped under your door. I believe I shared it with you. Yep. Cool. Um, it's been 48 hours, and Walter has been encouraging you to meet up with everyone else this morning at breakfast. Mm. People have been asking. Yes. Will you come down, Mrs. Mandeville? Uh I will read this note. Okay, I'll, I'll assemble everyone else. Mm-hmm. Walter shuffles off. Eduardo, Mitch... And Matteo, uh, you are at breakfast in the Harbour Master's um, dining room. Uh, his cook has prepared a beautiful Australian breakfast. Um, I don't know what Australians have for breakfast. Um, koala meats. Probably the same thing as blue jerky, <laughs> croissants. You know, whatever <laughs> meat. Koala meat. Yeah. I see. I see we're already going to have to apologise to the people of Australia again. <laughs> I forgot the last time we ate a big bo- big heaping bowl of koala balls. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Um, I pick my teeth with a... <clears throat> I've forgotten what they're called. Never mind. Move on. Uh, Boomerang. There we go. <laughs> Mitch, Eduardo, Matteo, you are gathered around the same dining table when Walter sticks his head in. Hey, Walter. So, like, uh, is Cat uh, coming to join us finally, or is she going to stay up in her room again? I've asked her to come down. I think it would be good for her, but she's a little bit in shock. 
still. Um, you know, her sister-in-law and best friend are missing, presumed dead. Uh, how's everyone else this morning? Well, apart from this breakfast, um, well, I'm probably more shocked over the breakfast than I am the disaster on the boat. Yeah, you haven't had much luck on boats lately, Mitch. Maybe you should change careers from a sailor <laughs> to uh, a cook who lives on, on land. Uh, there's this new continent called Atlantis. I've, heard. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of somebody getting court-martialed twice in a week. <laughs> well, he wasn't a member of the crew on this yeah. one. <laughs> and it's not court-martialed. Like it, it's court-martialed in the Navy, but it's something like, you know, wreck assessment tribunal or something. Uh. I just make a disgruntled noise and continue eating my breakfast. I have to say, since uh, since he, since kind of falling in with all you lot, uh, certainly my life has become a little bit more exciting. Well, um, I've got permission this morning from the harbour master to um, for us to go down to the beach to see if we can find anything. Um, quite a lot of debris has washed ashore. So we might want to go down and see if we can find anything. I, I went down yesterday myself and found a couple of items. Uh, best, but yeah, I mean, like they had all of their belongings, and maybe there's something valuable that we can like uh, use to get some funds. Well, we don't really need funds, Mitch. We have a Vanderbilt. <laughs> they they, they <laughs> own all the money. How much? How much is one Vanderbilt? <laughs> Well, considering you had two, and now we're down to one. Oh, uh... God. <laughs> but no, uh, no, you make a very good point, Walter, because um, there are some items on that boat where we don't really want just anybody picking up. Well, So if they what... have washed up, we should get our hands on them first. And Kat, are you going to come in at this point? Yes. Okay, Kat walks in, and Walter like shuffles off to pour her a coffee, and get her food. Gosh, cat, we haven't seen you for what feels like forever. How are you holding up? Mm. Yes. Come, come and sit with us. Come on. Come down. Okay. I have my coffee and I'll sit down. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, is Walter, was, <laughs> Walter was just telling us we can get on the beach today, see if we can find anything of value that washed up. Yes, that that would be a good idea. Yeah, there's probably some things we don't want just any old so-and-so finding. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that there's a lot of the uh, local uh, sort of police hanging around and kind of protecting the scene. If we go down there, I guess we've got two options. We can kind of just head on, say that we need to look for our beginnings, our belongings, not beginnings. <laughs> we need our beginnings back. <laughs> Man did begin in the sea. Mm. <laughs> or maybe we should wait until sort of like dusk and maybe head down there once uh, we won't get disturbed as much. Because I'm pretty sure, and I can't be, I can't, I'm putting words in people's mouths, but I reckon there's some stuff there that we don't want anyone else to know that we own or is there in the first place. Uh, yeah. Walter walks over and places a plate of breakfast in front of Cat. Cat eats the breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> believe. Um, we have another couple of points, Mrs. Vanderbilt, if I may. Um, and we have made arrangements whilst 
still sailing to meet with a local pilot to arrange transport for someone to go to Darwin. I don't know if we want to cancel that or someone to still go and speak to the pilot. Um, and Mr. McKenzie has sent his regards, the um, gentleman we were coming here to see. Oh. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> you okay, oh. Hedgehog? Oh, no. I thought I'd written down something relevant from the recap, but I haven't. <laughs> um, so I don't know what people want to do today if they want to just go down and look for the belongings and I'll put everyone else off or whether um, Father Eduardo I had you down as meeting the pilot um, do you want to continue that or shall I just cancel everything um, I don't mind doing it today or tomorrow um, three, just, three of your friends vaporized in an atomic explosion. <laughs> Do you want to put them off for a day? <laughs> she understands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't mind doing it today or tomorrow. It just depends how many ha- hands you want on the beach, really. It's probably about, I don't know, 80 odd hands floating around the beach. Mm. <laughs> uh, Make them into necklaces. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to follow Mitch's advice and go down this afternoon as it's getting dark. So there's less gawking public members of the public. Um, that might be wise, and we could spend the day meeting other people. Yeah, I can go see the pilot people this morning. Okay. Um, it, it seems like it would be wise if we, if we they we fly there just right now. It seems like a really poor timing. Like, see if the pilot like get him drunk, buy him a cheap bottle of whiskey, and tell him to wait out for a day or two. That's how pilots work. Pilots are always drunk when they fly the plane. Exactly. (laughs) Cooking on my boats. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt, did you want to go and meet Mr. McKenzie or did you want to just stay in or? Uh, Mr. McKenzie. I mean, Matteo and... Mitch could always go see Mackenzie about the archaeological ruins out in the desert. Mm, so long as someone is looking at the beach. Um... Well, we were going to go do that this evening. Okay. So people can go meet people today, this afternoon and then we'll go down to the beach this evening when there are less crowds to watch us fishing um, arcane artifacts out of the harbour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, let, let's do that. Okay. Uh, did you need anything else, Mrs. Vanderbilt? Are you going to stay in? Uh, did you want me to call Roger? I mean, uh, he thinks you're in Egypt, so um, what does he? Yeah. I've lost track of where he thinks you are. Oh, I, I, does anybody else know we're here at the moment? Like, is it making the news? Well, or? no one knew you were on that boat, so the only thing making the news is uh, Cambridge radio researcher's boat explodes in Australia. So that's made the news, but no one knew you were on board it. Mm-hmm. We managed to keep that out of the news, so and the public eye. It cost a lot of bribes to various customs officials. Maybe we should have allowed them on to inspect the boat. Maybe they'd have found whatever exploded. Mm. <laughs> or whom exploded? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Mr. Wallace was a loose. Ca- Mr. Sharp was a loose cannon who uh, didn't take lab safety seriously. It's not what exploded; 
it's when it exploded. No. Um. <laughs> maybe, maybe workshop that one. Cat grabs a coffee and heads back to her room. Uh, Walter makes his uh, excuses. Uh, he hands you the address for Mr. Mackenzie. Matteo? Yes? As you were leading up the ex- you know, the um, investigation with Professor Cowles in Sydney, it makes sense for you to go. Mackenzie was uh, the professor's uh, partner in the expedition that found the archaeological ruins. Yes. So he will have more information, which is why we came here to talk to him before we go into the desert and try to find lost ancient ruins. Right, yeah, I have a distant memory of that. Um... It was only Christmas. <laughs> Nothing more exciting happened between then and now. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, well, I uh, grumpily look at the address and say, I suppose I'm going here then. I don't have much expertise in this area, though. Well, I would say take our archaeologist, but um, she's missing. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, if you like, I can come with you. Like, uh, I've got nothing much to do until this evening, uh, where I'm going to go and uh, disturb a crime scene and steal some, uh, like, possibly arcane artifacts that will destroy the world. So until then, I'm quite free. Uh, Well, yes, let's go together. We might as well... um, You never know these outback types. They can be quite... You know, unfriendly to foreigners. We'd like to apologise formally to the people of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like you know. Okay, that's that's, that's casually. Quite now. Br- what was it casually racist? Casually racist British. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? They're all. They're all. They all come from prison stock. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, Matteo and Mitch are heading out to Mackenzie's house. Eduardo, what are you doing? I was going to meet the pilot people. You're going to go to the aerodrome, so you arrange a taxi. With Kat, what are you doing? Uh, still in my room for a bit. Um, we're still in the morning, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I've got this yes, note. you are in morning. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she left. People started talking about the dead people, and then she went. <laughs> I just imagined Cat is wearing black, massive black lace veil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it, is actually a veil. <laughs> sort of like you know, you know, like uh, you know, we can barely see her face. It's just a, it's just the profile of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for sadness. Stop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she'll be in a room, finish a coffee. Is anybody left around? Uh, she kind of just yesed through some of that, and uh, I, th- I don't think anyone's left. But, but... Around, uh, okay. Gertrude, your maid is about if you need her. Mm. Oh, that could, yeah, okay. Um, I think she'd catch up with Walter and Gertrude a bit later. Okay. Uh, we will deal with Eduardo first. 
So um, I just need my memory jogged. So the, talking to the pipe people was just um, in the aerodrome was just try and get transport out for Darwin, wasn't that it? Yeah, you've got the Randolph Shipping Company you need to investigate in Darwin. So your yep. plan was whilst everyone else was talking to Mackenzie and preparing for an expedition into the desert, uh, you someone would fly up to Darwin and investigate Darwin shipping from after you know hiring a plane here. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, do you remember? Do you remember when we had a plan for this ten <laughs> to eleven thousand years ago? Last <laughs> month, yeah. a long time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> the ancient machinations finally come to fruition. I, I can't perceive linear time anymore, Russ. <laughs> do you remember how many things have happened since last month? Like five. <laughs> I. I am the sum of all the quantized fields of the universe, expressed in a form that your feeble human mind can understand. <laughs> Otherwise, and you're looking talk. quite well too. <laughs> yes, Jerry. Why are you Terry? I'd be Terry. <laughs> uh, your contact at the um, aerodrome, the pilot, is Hugo Dawson. Hugo Dawson. Are you heading straight there, or are you going to bimble around the Harbour Master's house for a bit? Uh, no, I'll get, I'll get this done first, and then uh, it gives me a bit of free time this afternoon if I get done quickly. Okay. Uh, you uh, talk to the Harbour Master's secretary out front, who arranges a taxi and take you up to the aerodrome. The aerodrome is uh, a couple of barns, a dusty strip of cleared field and a rickety radio tower. <laughs> it, it isn't much of an aerodrome. Uh, there are a few small planes dotting the um, field. You, as you arrive, a plane is coming into land. Uh, the taxi driver takes you to the rickety, well, the, the shack attached to the radio tower, which seems to be like the, you know, the centre of the aerodrome. And you head on inside. Um, knock, knock. <laughs> and the man opening the door looks like Nido. Describe yourself. Well, no. uh, oh, I haven't. Uh, that was the one thing I should have done. Actually, think about my physical description. Um, uh, Model as a sphere. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Um, uh, I look uh, fairly young-ish, sort of uh, early 30s. Um, blonde hair, um, but sort of sort of cuts in that sort of very sort of, um, you know, ni- ni- early, early pilot sort of uh, neat and tidy. Yes, it's got a bit more, it's not exactly sort of, you know, neat and tidy wing commander style. It's got a bit more of that sort of, you know, the sort of gel in the hair and sort of... Uh, Race, racing, yeah, definitely. You can immediately tell there's a you know a, a racing pilot look about about myself. Um, fairly thinly built, not that um, you know uh, you know not not that much uh, to me physically, but um, you know there's uh, but I'm despite despite the uh, you know rickety look of the surroundings, I look pretty well dressed compared to the uh compared to compared to like the surroundings that you find me in it's um uh, fairly well tailored um well tailored flying 
flying suit of a sort, uh, you know, a shirt and a puffy jacket and a set of um, very old-fashioned uh, early earphones sort of still slung around my neck. Those are, still, those are a thing, aren't they, by this point? As basic well, radio earphones. No, they're, they're, they're high-tech and exciting. <laughs> okay, yeah. The they're very early-style earphones are still slung around my neck, sort of, you know, with a cable dangling, um, looking like I've just... I'm, 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 I look a little bit, like, hot and sweaty, like I've just come down from a long flight. Um, uh, uh, and, yes, uh, that's sort of what I look like. Uh, okay. Uh, Need a character of the week, number 56.79. <laughs> Look, look. If if you're gonna, you need to just stop being so mean and 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 murdering me all all the time, all the time. Stop stop doing the murders. Stop doing a murder. Stop doing the uh, murders, Russet. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm. Excuse me. I'm looking for Hugo Dawson. Oh, uh, that's me. Uh, good day. Who uh, who who am I speaking with? Oh, good morning. Uh, I'm. My name is Father Eduardo. Um, I've, uh, sorry, start again. Yeah, I'm Father Eduardo. I, uh, I was hoping to talk to you about, uh, possibly arranging, um, a trip over to Darwin at some point. Uh, how, how much of the, uh, we sent a telegram before. How much do you, do you recall from that? Uh, Russet, what, uh, what was, what was, what details was were, were was I given in in the uh, in the telegram exactly? How much detail was told? Walter contact you to say that he would like to hire you and a well he's already he's hired a small passenger plane that is here off the guy who owns the airfield, but he needs a pilot to fly a small group to Darwin and back for a little trip. Um. Yes, I look. Um. I look sort of like baffled for a second, and then it sort of suddenly clicks. I'm like. Oh, oh, friend of friend of Walter, right? Right. Sorry, Jacob. Uh, fr- you're a friend of Walter. Yes, yes. Ah, yes, yes. I I sort of welcome you inside. Um, I I take it there's probably like a little pilot's lounge or something here, Russet. The it's a cabin that is indeed the pilot's lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's one of those things where like we spend all the money on like the aeroplanes and like maybe a few nice things, but like the actual building is as cheap as we can possibly get it. Cause we want to put all the money into the actual flying. <laughs> yeah. You spend most of your time in the air, not in the building. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like there's maybe some good coffee here. That's about it. Um, yeah. I, 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 uh, would you like coffee? Oh, uh, please. Thank you. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Um, it's, uh, Oh, I mean, where, where is it? Uh, the details were a bit, little bit light. Exactly, what kind of how long? How long is this trip that you're you're taking? And you know, how how long are you got to need me for? Um, it shouldn't be too long. We um, we're, we're <laughs> part of a, we're part of a group that's uh, just doing some uh, investigation, some research. We've come here because we wanted to head out into the desert and um, you know go, check out one of the old expeditions that happened a few years ago. Um, but we also wanted to uh, meet a contact of ours in Darwin, and you know, given what's happened in the harbour, um, our current method of transport is out of operation. So, I, I, um, I, I saw, I, 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 my sort of friendly look sort of drops a little bit to a more sort of suddenly glum and like, um, oh, 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 of course you are, you are on board that. I had, I, 
we've been getting the, the news has been filtering through to here. It's it was terrible. I'm so sorry. Did, did you did you lose anybody you knew on the boat? Uh, unfortunately, yes. A couple of our friends did get caught up in that. So I, I was hoping um, so that everybody could have a bit of closure to just have some like a small, low key memorial service before we go. I might I might do that in the next couple of days. Um, but uh, but yeah, regardless, we still wanted to press ahead um, with our uh, with our tasks, with our journey. So yeah, we, we were hoping just to send maybe a couple of people up to Darwin um, for a couple of days and then come back in time to go out into the desert for the main ex- exhibition e- expedition. I <laughs> know um, this all sounds pretty reasonable, doesn't it, Russ? There's nothing. I mean, I take it. I've, I've said yes to this already pretty much. So yeah, um, just waiting for them to turn up, uh, take payment and arrange, you know, when they want to leave. Yeah. Uh, well, just, um, you know, we've got a phone here somewhere. Um, call through with the when when you know you're on your way, and um, and we'll and we'll get everything fueled up for you. Thank you. Um, very how much. many how many people is it? Um, the, there's not many of us left at the moment. So yeah, I, I'd say <laughs> how many are alive? I'd say two, maybe three, but I, I doubt that. So we're talking very low numbers. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I like the at at the moment. It really adds that sense yeah. of yeah. the It was the two, maybe three. It's like, well, he might pull through. <laughs> it's 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 uh, well, no, it's um, it's uh, going to be a different number of people, isn't it, for the uh, this trip versus the the trip yes. to Darwin. I, I, I understand why he said it, but <laughs> <laughs> doctors say if they get all of his blood back in, he might make a full recovery. <laughs> The, um, the plane that has been hired can take up to four people, including the pilot. Okay, that's good. How many le- how many rooms does the plane have, Russet? How many flo- how many floors? <laughs> Seventy nine. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't expect us. We'll we'll go for maybe the day after tomorrow. But yeah, I'll um I'll, I'll give you a call. Um. I not. Uh, this all sounds pretty reasonable. It's a bit curious having. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't say anything. I don't say anything. I find it a bit curious that there's a, a a Catholic priest involved in this party. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> they call him the curse breaker. <laughs> no, I sent you a Telegram message. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I I guess I'd offer to show you. I, I if you've got any time, I'll I could show you around the uh, show you around some of the planes if you're interested, Father. Uh, yeah, sure. I've I've not flown very much. I, I realise these are hardly uh, passenger ship uh, 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 planes, but yeah, let, let's have a quick look. <laughs> these these are hardly passenger ships. That they're called they're called they're called aircraft. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nido, roll me your charm, fast or call persuade, whichever one is highest. Uh, let's see. Uh, charm is fifty. Fast talk is twenty-five. Persuade is thirty. Uh, charm. Are you charming? You are charming, uh, Eduardo. You kind of get sucked into this. He's very enthusiastic about these right, these fast, speedy, single-seater, prop-engined uh, 
planes, it's very easy to get distracted and sucked in. And it's quite nice to have a distraction right now. Uh, <laughs> not have to think about all the horrors weighing down upon you. Ha- having some nice, innocent young man enthusiastically talk to you about fuel-injected aircraft engines uh, it, it, it's quite nice, and you get to see a couple of them take off and land. It, it, it's very distracting. You get I, it. A migraine. <laughs> <laughs> you get four sanity and seven luck. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. Press it. Press it. I picked. I picked the name for what is for my airplane for my 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 speed one. It's called Cloud Fury. Ooh, <laughs> that's my one. That's <laughs> that's a pony name. Yeah. <laughs> That does sound like it would be a pony name. Okay, fine, fine. Hold on, I'll keep searching. <laughs> I'm not having you. I'm not having you call it a pony. <laughs> I thought it was saying out of uh, hunting a dragon, but yeah, cloud, uh, uh, cloud, cloud, not cloud flare. <laughs> It'll go down without warning. <laughs> uh, I I misheard it as clown fury, uh, <laughs> which in many ways is much worse. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want an angry uh, clown. Just reminds me of Unland, that. <laughs> Crap, Ooh, how, about, how about the Dark Condor? That, that cool. doesn't fill me with... <laughs> it's a racing pilot thing. This would be the passenger plane. Well, this is true. Well, it's either a plane or a 17 port film. So I'll, I'll find a nicer name for the passenger plane. It sounds like something Don Carnage would name his plane. Don Carnage. <laughs> You want to inspire fear in your fellow pilots? Okay. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. you really want to give it a more comforting name. Like, <laughs> like the safety egg. The oh, sky bastard. Right. That's the nice... name of the passenger plane. The safety egg. <laughs> I'll keep searching for a nice name for the passenger plane. Okay, meanwhile, um, Mitch and Matteo. Mitch and Matteo. You are in a taxi heading across town towards Mackenzie's house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Matteo. Craig... Yes. Roll me a secret spot hidden. A secret spot hidden? It's not very secret anymore. Yeah, but only I get to see the result. Oh, that kind of secret. Well, that's useful. Thank you, Craig. Welcome. (laughs) Oh, good. I do like it when Russet disappears into the sun. Yeah, it's literally yeah. just your face in the sun. If you, if you if you hold the book up, it's just your head where the sun would be. Yeah. Are we? Is he the Teletubby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Craig just lost uh, fifty sanity. <laughs> Say uh <"Uh-oh." laughs> <laughs> It's 50 from all the stats at the top. Backup character. All of my dump stats. I can make yeah. characters faster than most people can. Yeah. I don't know. Do something. Uh, knit a jumper. Faster than most people can knit a jumper. 
Unfortunately, you jump so fast it catches a flame. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Mitch, uh, uh, Matteo, make me a spot hidden roll, please, as you climb out of the taxi. Spot hidden, okay. <clears throat> there it is. I will definitely pass this. You did? Yeah. Okay, I'm just sending you a message, Peter. All right. Oh. See, my camera has this uh, filter thing that I can slide over the lens so it doesn't show show me up. So if I do that, my background is just blank. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell. This isn't this isn't state of the art technology, Ross. It it's it's a little plastic flap. <laughs> yeah, but I like the little plastic flap. Don't ruin these games, I'm I apologize profusely. Right. Oh, I haven't eaten anything spicy for a while. Stop! <laughs> I can't! I can't! Egg. No egg! <laughs> spice? Why, why don't you have like a spice, but not like a hot spice, like a Italian spice or pepper or something, which isn't going to like destroy you, but... Italian spice. Well. <laughs> Suggesting that I just go and huff a big tub of pizza spice. Well, no, no, well, no, like you were saying you wanted like spicy food, but you could have spicy food, which isn't hot spice. You have like a ton of garlic. You like garlic. That is true. Um, okay, let's see. Did I tell you guys about the chili I made that was too much garlic? There's literally no such thing as too much garlic. I put two heaped spoons of very lazy and then I put also half a jar of garlic puree in it. It was not great. Shush. Uh, um, maybe. maybe. Uh, right. Um, Mitch and Matteo, you are climbing out of the taxi. I have a question. Is that how you spell that name? Because that's not how I expect it. Um, that's how Craig has spelt it on his character sheet. So yes. Oh no, no, that I. It's autocorrected me. Hang on. Right. <laughs> Wait, that, that, that can't be right either. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Where are the fouls? <laughs> that that's also not how I expected it. But okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, it autocorrected it to Thai, so you were Chai Thai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chai Tea. How, how close are we at this point? You're you maybe two meters away. Like they're climbing out of a taxi. You're walking down the path. Uh, Social distancing. I stop. I freeze, I point and go, you! What are you doing here? <laughs> Hello? Narrowly escaping death. I thought I'd, I'd left you guys behind. <sighs> what, what? Wait, you're, you're going to see Mackenzie, I'm guessing, seeing as you're in front of his house. That would be correct. Huh. Sorry, I, who, who are you? Oh, uh, 
I don't have an idea. Like, like sorry. I, I... This is um, this is chai tea. Chai um, tea. But, um, believe it or not. Prove it's me. Um. I am. I am me. We 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 met in uh, Shanghai. And then you went to the Sahara Desert together. In a much weirder circumstance, you were in the middle of the Sahara in a boat. Yes, that's true. We were, weren't we? We've been around a bit. Um, yeah, I came here because I thought I was leaving all of the danger you guys had behind. <laughs> Let me talk to you about that, Chai T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't believe we've, I've met your acquaintance yet. So. Mitch. Mitch. I'm a cook. Mitch surname. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Mitch. Um, Yes, he's a a ship's cook, but uh, his current ship is exploded. Um, He just points towards the harbour, like... (laughs) That makes so much more sense now. (laughs) And also the last ship as well. What? Yes. Yeah. So he's I'm sure we're gonna have some great stories to catch up with my time. my time. One of those. Why are you guys trying to see Mackenzie? He he won't even see me whatsoever. I wish I could keep in my head why we were seeing this person. <laughs> <laughs> He's been to the ruins. He was right. on the original trip with the professor. Yeah, the professor um, dead, but he still lies. He's the only person alive who's actually been there. He's aware of uh, some ruins that we are investigating. Wait, you're investigating? I, I was in. Wait, if you guys are investigating those ruins, maybe I don't want to investigate those ruins. <laughs> oh my, um. <laughs> I like, I like, I like that we're now like a thought. We're foreboding <laughs> sign that other explorers see and turn the other way. <laughs> the way he won't see me for whatever reason, so maybe I should make myself scarce because I don't want to ruin your chances. Yes, that that's that's a good point. Let's never see each other again. Wonderful. Um, I, I wander off into the sun. Please, please, please stay, stay with us. Like, please. Oh. Um, Excuse my friend. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm vaguely used to Matteo. We spent about a month together before I left their group. Is everyone else okay? No. Mostly dead. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> well, that's a shame. Um, I'm sure you don't need more manpower. Well... So, I will. You could always do some power. Alright, calm down, 1999. <laughs> what do you know about this? Uh, uh, well, the, I didn't get too involved with a lot of what you guys were getting on with, but I were, did do that whole little fun little trip into what I'd. Seem to remember someone explained as being the whole of the collective human subconscious with Felix. That was fun. And then, you know, um, I switch over to my now native language of Latin and spiel off a whole load of bullshit. 
Are you doing a ritual? No, no. Um, oh. I'm just demonstrating how my main language got overwritten while, while playing around in dreams with Felix. Okay, it's just that we've had some trouble with that in the past. No, Science what do you fun. what do you know about this whole ruin specifically? I uh, uh, I've got in telegram. Yes. Okay. So um, wait, what? So yeah, I what I know of this city is that no, not many people have been there, so it's still ripe for the archaeologicalizing. Mm. That's what I do, archaeology. <laughs> um, but um, nobody's quite sure of the location of a Mackenzie at this point, you know, seeing as how uh, Cowles is dead. Mm. And you've. Uh... Just spoken to Mackenzie, or you're about to? Just attempted to, but couldn't get him to speak to me yet again. I've been here for a few weeks. Why? Why is he so reluctant to speak to you? As far as I gather, he doesn't really speak to anyone, so I'm baffled as to why he's willing to speak to you. Unless, of course, you're just turning up on his doorstep. Wait, are we just turning up on his doorstep? No, you have an appointment. We have an appointment. Uh, it it well, turns out that if someone calls you and says hi, the Vanderbilts want to drop by, they don't normally say no. <laughs> yeah, but the Vanderbilts weren't with them while I was with them, so I probably don't make that connection. This is true. In that case, I say it's probably something to do with money. Why don't you uh, accompany us? Okay, yeah. Well, sure, sure. Um, okay, cool. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah. you're probably the. You guys? Yeah. You're probably the closest thing that we have to someone who is experienced in this. <laughs> yes, experienced. So, yeah, the, the, the number of people you have on the team who are experienced at putting together expeditions to dangerous locations is zero. Try <laughs> <Quite> an omelette. <laughs> I can eat an omelette. <laughs> Let's see, we've got a, a Catholic priest... The the Peruvian street boy made good, and and the super rich uh, author. Um, that's it for people experienced at going on expeditions. You all bid on expeditions, but none of you actually organised one before. Surely Walter can just do it. He can do everything. So, uh, are you accompanying us? You can still run yeah. screaming in that direction. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll accompany you guys for now. Um. I mean, I guess I can always run off in the other direction when things start to go wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually it's in a sort of enclosed, uh, cut-off space, like, a, I don't know, a boat, um, yeah. where the things go wrong. Insert, you can certainly try here. Transportation, if, you know, we head in the same direction away from here, considering what you've just told me, but... Go on, then. I'll, follow, I'll come along for now. Well, I feel like I've given you enough of a chance to run away. Um, I'm just imagining Chai remembering finding that boat parked in the middle of the Sahara Desert with all these chumps on last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. But it did lead you to all that exciting treasure. Yes, exactly. Actually, no, I was already on my way to that, my own exciting treasure, remember? You were, but they helped you find it, since Felix had already been there. Mm, not sure they did. But let's move on from that anyway. Nice field. <laughs> I'll find this treasure. <laughs> okay, Cat. Hello. You arrive at the Headland, the only hotel in town. Walter is with you. You you drift through the door, black silk uh, veils and dress trailing behind you, like some sort of dark wraith from beyond time. Well, that's a good idea. <laughs> you do not have polymorph wraith. <laughs> you can't just turn into a wraith and... and yeah, she she says she says it's a morning outfit, but there's there's a lot more black leather than. It's uh, <laughs> all I've got. Most of my and, possessions are on the boat, <laughs> and so many belts. Why did the BDSM outfit the only one that survived the explosion? <laughs> it's very Cause sturdy because it's, it's the sturdiest. <laughs> it's made from PVC as well, so waterproof. <laughs> Just happened to be wearing it at the time. And <laughs> with pins sticking all out of her face, or cheese wires, <laughs> muscles. We need to. Start. I'm going to say if you if you're if you're standing on an exploding boat, you could very well end up with a bunch of pins sticking out your face, but you're probably not going to survive it. <laughs> uh, Walter gets you a table and settles down. Uh, Jack, you see uh, Lady Catherine uh, Shaughnessy Nee Vanderbilt enter with one of her peoples, mm. and she takes a seat at a table and orders a drink. Um, I, I slidle up to the table um, and uh, nod politely at them both. The man Bye. standing by her chair definitely tucks a hand inside his jacket Totally not holding on to a pistol in case you turn out to be an evil madman he has to shoot. Ah, ah, Walter. Oh, okay. Yes, Walter. Walter is there. <laughs> I thought you said tuck yes. some ham inside his jacket. Yeah, no, no, I thought you were describing me, which is why I was confused. <laughs> no, 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 Walter. Walter definitely holding a gun mm. and ready to shoot you if you turn out to be a crazy evil man. Mm. Uh, I like that Walter's a bodyguard now. Lightning bolts. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to read the description of myself that I just wrote. Uh, you see a white, clean-shaven man in his late 20s who's got black hair and piercing black eyes. Dark eyes. He's dressed in a black suit with a waistcoat, which looks like it was expensive when it was new, but is now slightly shabby. At his collar, where there's usually be a tie, there's a small jewel instead. There, that's a good description. What colour is the jewel? Um, uh, dark red, like blood. Mm, exciting. I'm just reminded of the jewel that um, yeah. um, Mackenzie King's got now. <laughs> it, is, it is nowhere near as ostentatious <laughs> as the one that uh, William Blackwood Foster Mackenzie King wears. <laughs> Those I, uh, which is basically like an 80s medallion. <laughs> I like I, Agamotto I, is not being worn. <laughs> I like um I like that uh I, I like that uh, you know like uh mm, I want to kind of a character Rona's play ah uh, mysterious and creepy. <laughs> he's neither he's neither mysterious. Well, he's not mysterious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
I just like this could be any old, like a, a hotel in this small port, and we're just both formally dressed in black sitting at this table. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, Miss Vanderbilt. Miss <laughs> Vanderbilt, Mr. Peregrine, I can't remember his surname. Partridge. Partridge, that's it. I knew it was a sort of bird. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peacock. <laughs> I knew it was a sort of bird, starting with P. Glad he didn't call Mr. Parrot. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Vanderbilt. I suspect you're here to see me. May I join you? Uh, if the note is yours, yeah. Uh, yes, it is. I, I sit down at the table and um, I... Um, I say, uh, Miss Vanderbilt, thank you so much for coming. I'm so sorry to hear of the loss of your sister-in-law and your friends. Um, mm. I didn't know about that. I, I look over at Walter like I wasn't expecting him to talk. Um, it's it's fairly common knowledge. No one else knew they were on that boat. Can I continue? <laughs> He frowns at you, but he, he, he subsides. He's being extra protective right now. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was your character's name? I'm just putting it in the recap. Uh, Jack Cady. Jack Cady, thank you. That was like Jack Brady, but with a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that until after I'd picked the name and liked it. <laughs> it's not Crady. <laughs> Trying to remember what that other name is from. Brady. What Jack, Jack Brady? <laughs> where, 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 what what pop culture thing has fallen out of my head? Jack Brady is a character from this game, Nino. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Sorry. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, I was trying to. He's, he's a very he's a very important NPC. <laughs> no, no, see, see, that was the problem. I was like, oh, I know that name. I know that name from something which isn't like. Yes, a previous character of ours. It's a I pop know that name. Like we, went to an as- we went to an asylum to speak to him. <laughs> yeah, he hung out was- with us for several months. That was the problem. I was like trying to picture him, and of course, I haven't really pictured him because he's a character in this game who's mostly been described by text. So I haven't. Really- <laughs> <laughs> it's like- anyway, continue. Um. Well. Yes, please do accept my genuine condolences. Um. I must ask that your man put his hands on the table at this point because uh, I, I I don't represent a threat to you at this time. Walter looks at you, Cat, quirks an eyebrow. He's like, that's not the most encouraging thing to say, Mr. Cady. I have some important stuff to say, and I'd rather not be shot accidentally in surprise, if that's all right, Mr. Partridge. Uh, he takes his hand out of his jacket. I shoot him. No, but wouldn't it be funny? Um, <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> what, what are these days? What if these days we need to do a campaign where anybody who says something like that, that's canon immediately and there's no take backsies. <laughs> um, uh, I think before I speak that you should just hear me out until the end, okay? And I promise not to shoot you. You promise not to have your man shoot me and neither will you do any weird dark magic upon me. Uh, I. Th- it depends what you have to say. 
But um, no, we we are all friends here until proven otherwise. <laughs> until proven. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a fifteen-minute armistice. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I, I come from England, as you can probably tell from my non-Australian accent. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't planning on doing one of those for six months. Um, <laughs> I've been following the work of your group with interest for some time. Um, I wanted to approach you separately from the rest of the group, as you seemed like the most stable <laughs> member of your group remaining. I am, again, I do say I am terribly sorry for your recent losses. Hmm. Uh, it's it's probably easiest to, to just come out with this at first. I, I look around the bar to make sure that we're we're still largely alone. Yeah, there aren't that many people in here. This hotel isn't very busy. I'm a member of the cult of the bloody tongue. <laughs> well, kill him. I, I should say a former member. Yeah. <laughs> I um I, I keep a close eye on Walter throughout this. He's he's definitely tugging his lapel. <laughs> I'm ready to grab a gun at any second. On the table, Mr. Partridge, please. <laughs> this could be the shortest character. <laughs> um, uh, no, I won't say that. I, I, I do tease me about having easy to kill characters. <laughs> I, I I look back at you sort of expectantly. With you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter how I got into all that or um, what's changed my mind, but I'd really, at this point, quite like to defect. Mm-hmm. I've made I've made some big mistakes in my life, <laughs> like joining the cult. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to mistake, that's definitely a big one. The cults, I now understand to be evil incarnate. Their goals, the worst possible. And working with your group to stop them is the most important thing. The only way I can achieve redemption. I've got information that you can use, that you need but I really want guarantees that you aren't just going to take it and then have your man there gun me down in the street. Mm. I I want to help you. I need to help you. I mean, should we leave Mrs. Vanderbilt before this gets any further? Hmm. What what I think we should do, I say, is um, you take this news back to your team. And we meet here again tomorrow night to discuss this. Perhaps just you and me. Your your man Walter can wait at the bar if you like. Um, but uh, I need to help you with this. They've they're monsters, and they have to be stopped. And I have to be the one to do it. Well, your psychology, cat, as you examine mm. the young man you're talking to. Uh. I've done crimes. (laughs) I have psychology. (laughs) 
Well, at least it's not a critical failure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. On a critical failure, my advice would be, you think Shoot you're him. still a cult member, shoot him now. Don't understand my motives. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to get a good read on this gentleman. He's very cagey. Oh, Katie. Uh, oh, no. Can I push it? You can push it. <laughs> Please oh, don't kill me. <laughs> this is one of those times where she does actually really want to see Jessica because if he's telling the truth, then that's great. Why don't you just spend the luck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's 20, 20 luck. No, no, 20 is nothing. <laughs> You can push the roll, you can spend the luck, or you can just keep uh, talking to him until I let you have another roll, but you'll have to keep talking to him for a bit more. Okay, let's keep talking. <laughs> well, that's that's wonderful news. Some of it is wonderful news. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you're talking to us. Um, um, yes, yeah. I... I ended up on a ship to Australia after you um, broke the back of the... Um, the cult in England. I, um, Oh, sorry. My mind's gone blank. Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Um, we, we had sources on the boat you were originally traveling on that, um, uh, led us to believe you'd be heading to the Island of the Scion. That's, um, yes. And, and and you you did well there. Well done, I say, uh, with a little nervous laugh. <laughs> How long do you say you've been involved with the cult, Mister? Uh, you did say oh. your surname, and I do oh, know what Katie. it is. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack Katie. Katie, yes. Uh, oh, hang on, I have to scroll back into my backstory to find out. <laughs> uh, about three years. That would be after Peru, wouldn't it? I'm saying to no one. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, think, I think Peru was four, four and a half years yeah. ago. Yeah, you, I, just, I, just, I just smile politely I, uh, when you say that aloud. I don't, I don't mm. say anything to that. Okay. Yes, I, I feel... Well, I, I'd love to meet your group and, uh, like I say, join up with you and... and help you in any way that I physically can um, but also I really don't want them to kill me for things that I have done in the past I would very much like the help of someone who genuinely wants to help us and also hope that that is genuinely what you want to do I'm sure you understand I, I realise <laughs> that, that that this might seem suspicious <laughs> I say looking over at Walter <laughs> He's just staring at you. But I, when has this ever happened before? When have the, when have the cult approached you so openly? Uh, the art gallery in London. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Henry <laughs> uh, <laughs> Foundation. Oh yeah, yeah, Aubrey. Yeah. When they tricked us on an expedition to Peru. Well, I wasn't involved in that. When they f- took over our boat crew and stranded us on the island of the Scion, that wasn't really open. That was uh, that was there was some subterfuge there. I think you'd have noticed if we went around wearing our hats and robes. You have hats and robes with you? Well, not on me. 
Well, Mrs. Vanderbilt, this is your decision. Does this fit in with your plan? Uh, I I think our plan is fairly flexible at the moment, Walter. <laughs> but I mean, your plan <laughs> save is... the world, don't die. <laughs> I mean, your specific personal plan, Miss Vanderbilt. Uh, I think the expedition is likely to need all the help we can get. Well, what's your information then, Mr. K? Uh, not that quickly, thank you, Mr. Partridge. Um, but once you've given us the information, you can go home. Mm, yes, see, see, that's that's literally what I said I don't want to happen. Well, we had to try. <sighs> um, you will find me a powerful ally. Mm. Well, Mrs. Vanderbilt is in charge. Like I say, uh, go and talk to the rest of your group is probably the best. I'm staying here at this hotel um, in room 304. So if you um, if you need me, that's where I'll be. Or you can leave a message at the desk and I'll get it. At the moment, I'm just staying here in the hotel. Okay. Once we all meet, I will let you know. Thank you very much. And thank you. I, I take your hand and I give you a little kiss on the. On the... And then, I, then I stand up and I, I, I walk away. But I, I pointedly turn my back to the table and walk away. Any more reads? Am I any more sure? You may roll your psychology again now that you've finished your conversation with a bonus die because you spent so much time talking to him. Ooh. Psychology. No, the other oh, way. No. No, oh, wow. I have no I, idea. Do you want to press this, this roll? This, this is going to be a I fun am, game for Aroni. He's going to be sitting in room 304 forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cat, you've only got his word. You didn't really get a good weed on him. Perhaps you could look up my name in your local library. <laughs> Maybe he has an entry in Burke's peerage. Uh Oh, what to do? Well, I will discuss it. There's time, and we know where he is. And if he's I mean, with the cult, the cult knows where we are, and all of I that. Mean, so. Port Headland doesn't really have um, the usual sources, Mrs. Vanderbilt, but I could probably find someone to uh, rob his room and kill him whilst he's asleep. <laughs> Walter, why you got to do me dirty like this? <laughs> This is, this, this is sounding very much like a Jack Brady. <laughs> it's a good oh, job no, no, that's the other guy. What his name? It is a good job the cult didn't have anything to do with the boat. Otherwise, this person might not have walked away from this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but we are where we are. Well, shall we head back to the Harbour Master's building and we can talk to Father Eduardo and the others when they get back? Yes, please. Father Eduardo is my new best friend. Hey, Father. <laughs> now I see you why. Want, you want to know how to do a human sacrifice? Uh, uh, and make it really mean something. <laughs> Father Eduardo is just going to be like, the power of Christ shotguns you. I mean, yeah, basically. Me and Father Eduardo are going to get on like a house on fire. We worship the same God. <laughs> oh. I mean... I mean, more. I mean, more realistically, you're going to be using Father Eduardo for absolution. He's going to be like, okay, how many hail marys is it for worshiping a dark entity from beyond time and space? A lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I hollowed a man out and wore his skin. 
Father Aguado is going to um, recruit you, Jack, to go and raid unknowable Kadath. Hmm. <laughs> not going near Nyarlathotep. He is not my buddy. <laughs> well, not now. Oh, God. I just realised Arona's go- character is going to have with Nyarlathotep the same kind of relationship that Cat and Liza did with the king in yellow. Nyarlathotep <laughs> 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 is not happy with you, Jack. Is this where our strip naked test is going to fail? Oh, no, it's just He's already got it. We know about that. Oh, look, there's <laughs> three tattoos. That's, that's why I was preempting this, because I am a massive... Biggest problem with this character is the last time we had an ex-cult member was Masks of Nyarlathotep first time. And the last time, he was a sleeper agent that shot you in the back. <laughs> So I'm trying to decide if we should just kill you immediately for purely meta reasons <laughs> and then just rationalise it. You heard him, Russet. You're not allowed to just kill me. I'm not allowed to just kill you. You're not allowed to let them just kill me. Uh, Nasty, I can't take away their player agency. Yes, you can. You do it continuously. Yeah, but only when it's not amusing. Have them turn me into a mongoose or something. That'll get you off. Well, judgment of Crankcross. Transformation. Kind of his thing. Oh, yeah, we don't get any more judgment of Crankcross. Well, you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, at Mr. McKenzie's house, uh, Mitch, uh, Matteo, and Chai, um, the door is opened by a young lady, and she frowns at Chai, and then looks at... Can I help? Why are you back? I told you Mr. McKenzie is not seeing you. Yeah, I'm with them now. <laughs> and who are you? We have an appointment. Name? Uh, I actually, what was the what name was the appointment made under? Was it ours? It was made under Felix's name. Uh, Felix Walker. She looks at you both. Well, neither of you are Mr. Walker. Where is he? Um. He died yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling quite unwell, isn't he? <laughs> he is everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> He's with no. us, in a manner of speaking. <clears throat> he is with us, but we are without him. <laughs> uh, he was unable to make it. Um, and yeah. sent us. And sent us in his stead. Your name? Uh, Matteo Romero? Mitch Jarvin. She she has a look in a small book she's holding. It's like, well, I have your names down, but Miss T here... Is with us. Well, come in. I'll go and let Mr. McKenzie know. She, She sees you into a sitting room, and there's... Tea and she she disappears through a door. Hmm. Why is this person so difficult to see? I, I say quietly. I, I was. Yeah, it's a good question. It, uh, it takes about ten minutes before a well dressed gentleman, uh, tanned a really deep brown with short curly. Uh, Brown hair steps in. He looks at you all. Mr. Romero? I, uh, 
stand and say, that's me. Nice to meet you. I'm Robert McKenzie. Um, my secretary tells me that Miss T is now with you? Uh, we've met before. You do realise that she's a notorious tomb-raiding treasure hunter, right? Uh, yes. Things about the history and uh, integrity of ancient archaeological sites and just wants to rob them for treasure. Can I put... Do a charm for a shocked face. <laughs> uh, you can, but it needs to be extreme. I'll try anyway. <laughs> he frowns at her he doesn't look all that convinced but maybe maybe her reputation has just been inflated she is with you so hmm. for now he'll let the matter drop anyway um, the telegram for exchange with Mr Walker uh, indicated that you wanted to follow up Professor Cowes's discovery and that you had access to Cowes's diary? Yes. Do we? I forgot that bit. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> right. um, that probably makes your ears perk up, Chai. Mm, I am listening intently. <laughs> well, I can talk to you about the discovery. Um, Cows and I were out doing an archaeological survey. I'm a mining engineer by trade, um, but I know about going into the outback here, the desert. Hmm. We need to be prepared in ways that differ quite drastically from, you know, a sandy desert. Um, but yeah, we were exploring back in 1921. We were doing a survey. Well, our first survey was 1919 when we discovered the carved monoliths, the stones. Anthony Cowles was convinced it was the entrance to an ancient Aboriginal city. Um, we planned to go back and do a full survey in 1921, but he um, he died of influenza, so we never really got back around to it. Um, Professor Dodge sort of picked up the torch, but he's less interested in going out and exploring and more doing book tours. Hmm. So we've never really returned to the site. I mean, I have no interest in returning myself. Yes, Miss T? No, GM, I, are you getting confused between Dodge and Cowles? Because Cowles is who was meant to be just recently doing a tour in the US. Hang on. I might have them back to front. I just wanted to check because it's been confusing me all day. <laughs> But we met Dr. Dodge last game. I'm even more confused now. What is that? A jet engine, by the sound. Yeah, I think right. that was Nido's plane. <laughs> right, no, sorry. Yeah, no, there are three characters and I got them confused. Uh, Dr. Professor Dodge is who you met in Sydney. He's a friend of Professor Cowles, the man who did the discovery... Oh. With Arthur McWeir. What is that noise? 
Is it mine? I don't know. No, you weren't muted. No. It's gone now. I don't know what that was. It might have been that Arona's put his headset down. Maybe it moved. Yeah, so the man who died was Arthur McGuire. He was the uh, person who made the discovery. Dodge and Powell's were colleagues who were investigating it. Sorry, I got myself confused there. Right. Um, Mackenzie frowns. Well, we never really returned to McWeir's dig site. Cows and Dodge have talked about putting an expedition together to go there, but the money never really emerged. You know, I'm not about to set off into the desert for free. Well, um, we have certain resources. Of course. Well, I'm happy to tell you what I know, but um, I can give you the coordinates out in the uh, great sandy desert of Western Australia. That uh, would be useful. Um, Well, it's 22 degrees 3, um, 14 south by... 125 degrees, zero, 39 east, he gives you... He takes out a map of the Kunkujiri Basin. Um, he pulls out this map of the Canning Basin area. So we're here in Port Hedland. If you can All see. Right. I can see. The coordinates are here. They're between the Percival Lakes and the Bungabini Well. Okay, hang on. That might be a, a, a part of the map I'm not looking at at the moment. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, I see. Um, wow. There's a trail. and um, So from here, so the, you travel out the Kunkujiri on the train, and from there you'll have to travel overland. Um, you pick up the Canning Stock Route, which is an old cattle trail. That has plenty of wells. You can follow that out. And then once you get to um, Nibble or the Bungabini, you can then travel out to the coordinates where we found the monoliths. How's um, Lake Disappointment? Lake Disappointment? Uh, actually, not that disappointing. It's pretty hmm. breathtaking. I was hoping it's say not as good as I expected. Um <laughs> Um, but that's the all I can really tell you is is the monoliths we found, whilst impressive, were we never really had time to do a full survey. Hmm. Was the um, area photos, he, he, he goes to a cabinet and takes out a folder ah. and shows you several photographs of um, strange. Um, shapes. They're like tall, blocky stones carved with runes. Ah, yes. This definitely looks like the sort of thing that we'd be interested in. I say vaguely. Uh, Well, as you can see, they're definitely man-hewn, but they're much more advanced and sophisticated than um, the Aboriginal work that one would expect. Any theories? 
Well, he believes, uh, well, McWeir, Dodge and Cowles uh, all believe that the um, it was from an advanced stage of the Aboriginal histories. Uh, some, at some point in their history, they believed that they were a great nation. They had writing and such, and this is the proof. And at some point, some disaster knocked them back to the Stone Age. After all, it is very unusual that they never developed beyond the hunter-gatherer stage, when clearly um, they were alone here on the continent for centuries, they sh- eons even. They should have developed like the rest of uh, the world, China, Europe, even the great uh, civilizations of Inca on the South American continent, whilst they were a few centuries behind Western Europe, when the conquistadors invaded, they were still an advanced society. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense that the Aboriginal peoples were still living in the hunter-gatherer Stone Age era. So their belief was that at some point they had been developing and there was a disaster, possibly the climate change. Um, Some geological uh, scholars believe that the great Western Australian desert has only been a desert for a couple of thousand years. Hmm. And before that, it was a lush prairie land. And then, you know, a shift in the uh, weather patterns. And that would have caused the collapse of an early civilization. Like, imagine if all the water had dried up in Italy or Germany or Britain. You know, society would have collapsed if there was suddenly no water. And he believed, they believed that this city or possible city location that they discovered was um, proof of that. But, of course, we never were able to go back and prove it. Hmm. So, yes, this has been useful. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to investigate this ruin further. Um, Unrelated question... Why is it that you're so hard to get a meeting with? I didn't want to meet the treasure hunter. I make a face that says, that's fair. (laughs) I mean, this is an archaeological discovery of immense proportions and importance to the history of Australia. I didn't want to hand it over to someone whose only interest is to go there, strip it of any valuable materials and sell them to whoever will pay the most money. And yet, you don't right. seem that keen on going back. Well, I, not if you want to hire me to be your Western Australia outback guide, I'll definitely discuss prices. I just didn't want to hire myself out to her. But Mr. Walker is a renowned explorer and gentleman of science, not a treasure hunting, uh, money grabbing lowlife. No offense, Miss T. It's quite hard to offend in all honesty. Some offense intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was very highly renowned, and indeed still is. Um, (laughs) um, uh, What sort of price are we talking about, anyway? Well, uh, it's... uh... 120 Australian dollars a day for me to go out into the outback, plus, mm. of course, 
the expense of outfitting a proper expedition. There are my advice, which I'll give you for free, is you would take the train to Concudgery. From there, you would hire the trucks and other equipment you require from the mining outfitters in Concudgery, and then we head out into the outback. Whether you want to hire me or you want to just do it all yourself is entirely up to you, but I am available should you want to take a expert. Hmm. Well, we should discuss it with the others. Um, well, it was a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Romero, Mr. Jarvin, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you through the door. All right. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been talking all this time? Oh, a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see your mouth moving. Do you have any questions, Mitch, before you leave? No, 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 it's quite all right. The, 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 no, no, I'm good now. <laughs> but just before we go out the door. Yes, Miss T. Just wondering, do we, are there any actual theories on what the disaster was? Well, I mentioned the climate changing. Hmm. But what would cause the climate to just change like that? Climates change over time. I suspect it was probably a slow change over a couple of centuries. And they just... Sudden shift then? No, well, the geological um, record for the desert, if you do rock core sampling, does show that about 2,000 years ago maybe 2,500, there was a slow three, 400-year shift from uh, more water to less water. The desert essentially dried out. Okay. The Great Western Desert dried out over a period of about 200 years. Hmm. That, that seems quite fast on geological standards, surely, but that does make more sense still. Well, I'm no expert on this, but uh, it is possible that it is just um, rivers change and yeah. Maybe there was an earthquake and a river changed its course, or there was an earthquake and something moved, and the climate began to adjust and change. So, what is the uh, what is the 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 terrain like out there? We have access to um, quite a few resources, including an aeroplane. So, um, the faster route would be to fly. I wouldn't suggest trying to land out there. It's rocky, uneven ground. You might find a um, a land a strip of land you could land in around Lake Disappointment or the Sunday Well, or you could land out in the Great Sandy Desert or the Gibson Desert. But that area around the Percival Lakes is um, quite rocky. I wouldn't suggest trying to land there. Hmm. Yeah, you could fly out with a couple of planes, land in the desert where it is flatter, and um, from there, uh, progress over land by car. Interesting. Thank you. Can I, can I just say that Lake Disappointment is my new favourite place? <laughs> <laughs> Right, hang on. I yeah. have a picture to share with you all, but I was just finding the right page. Uh, where's Terra Australis? <laughs> I 
Come on, puff up your nose. What, what, what is going on there? Tongue. It's a it's a bag sealer, but it's a but it's also a cat with a grotesque tongue. Len. Well. I wonder what the surprise is. I like how the uh, Aboriginal name for Lake Disappointment is Come Pup into Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have access to this lake or is it just them? The lake? I just googled it. Oh, you, you said you said. Oh, I thought you said you're sending us something. Oh, I'm just. I was just having to upload it to Roll Twenty. Ah. they're all on the Outback page currently. Someone's someone's breathing into their mic. Might be me. Uh, Australia handouts. Where are they going? There they are. Is that a spicy donut? I don't know what you mean. Why are not? This is the photo of the rocks with the strange writing on them that that, uh, Mackenzie showed you. Oh, Jesus Christ. They look pleasant. They look totally not sinister. (laughs) He gives you a copy. Take them back, uh, a copy of the photograph, so you can take it back to your people and talk about them. Uh, Eduardo. Ahoy. Uh, what are you doing after you have finished with Dawson? Um, I'll probably go back to Harbour Masters. Um, is, is Kat back at this point? She is not. You told she's gone out. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, I'll just start, um, probably writing like a little speech or a plan for this memorial. I think it's, yeah, just so it can go ahead. Roll me your thing you do to make the stuff happen. <laughs> Sacrament. Yeah, that's the one. Roll, roll the thing you do to make stuff happen. Well, top GMing there. Yeah. <laughs> Credit rating. <laughs> yeah. It's the one that cat rolls to make anything happen. <laughs> yeah, <Blood> sacrifice. <laughs> ah, your memorial is roll your sanity. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, you you have to go and have a little cry. You get all choked up and emotional. You don't lose any sanity, but when you're yeah. trying to write a nice memorial about Felix and Cat and poor Doctor Sharp and all of the poor sailors who lost their lives. You have to go and have a little little moment because you get all emotional. <laughs> um, and, that, and that's Liza. how. What was that, Craig? Didn't get emotional about Liza. Remember the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you know, Liza and Eduardo were the best of chums. He he's distraught about Liza. Mm. <laughs> no, roll, you, roll your bluff. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, Ed, that's how Cat finds Eduardo hanging from his necktie from the light fixtures in his bedroom. 
I bring it back to life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, not Riverfly. <laughs> she came back wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, you arrive back. Cat, um, Mitch and Mateo, you arrive back as well. So everyone is back together and you brought a chai with you. Hey, everyone. Look Lido, who it what is. Are you, doing? are you going to go racing, piloting? You've got nothing else to do today. Oh, me? Um, I mean, yes, I guess I would. Um, well, I, I think I kind of alleged that I just finished doing that. So I probably do. Uh, what was, uh, who's the, didn't we say that I was going to have a flight engineer or something? NPC. Uh, a bunch of NPCs around, yes. Okay, I guess I would do some. I'm going to check over the aircraft that we've got selected for um, this passenger trip and do some maintenance to make sure it's in ship shape order. Right, well, aircraft maintenance. Okay. Where is my catch sheet? Catch sheet, here you go. Uh, aircraft maintenance. There we go. Extreme success. You prepare the plane for crashing and make (laughs) an accident whilst you survive. I would imagine that, um, I mean, I mean, yes, it probably preparing for an accident with this light is probably a good idea, but yeah, I mean, I'm taking extra precautions, making sure it's, uh, we've got all the things on that we might not normally bother if we're not shipping passengers who are paying. You look after the plane and make it all shipshape and ready to go. Excellent. Um, do I know who it is? Do I, do I know who it is that I'm? You know, all I have is like Walter and this priest so far. I don't know it's the Vanderbilt. You don't know it's the Vanderbilt. You could go and try and make some inquiries to find out who you're uh, going to be flying. Mm. Like, yeah, because it's like you know what? Well, you know, I, I, I was just thinking like, oh, what should I? You know, I should pack. You know, I should make sure the flight has like you know suitable things on for the passengers. What do they like? Uh, I should have asked. Oh, I should have asked them while they were here. All well, right, let's see if I can find out who it is. Credit rating at hard as you investigate Walter and Father Eduardo Verducci. Because okay. it is very strange that a priest wants to go and uh out in the middle of the desert. You can find nothing out about Father Baducci or Walter Partridge. Mm. Um, no one around the airfield has heard. You're going to have to go into town and like go to a library and maybe call people on the telephone. Mm. I think oh, what I'll do is I'll just make sure there's like a few comforts on board, you know, beyond like the emergency supplies. So, you know, just some nice stuff. I don't really know why, you know, I assume they're going like maybe for some sightseeing, maybe for actual exploration i'll assume they've got some provisions so i'll just make sure that my stuff is packed and a few niceties to um make sure they have an enjoyable trip a few drinkies and things so cat mitch mateo eduardo and chai you meet up in the harbour master's office as mitch and mateo return they have chai with them cat oh hello miss vanderbilt mrs vanderbilt sorry um what? Hello there. Oh, it's a surprise to see you. We, we we last saw you in Africa, didn't we? London. London was when we parted. London. After mm. Felix and the weirdness in 
that weird place of dreams. Hmm. Have you been keeping? By the way. Oh, sorry. Where where is Felix? By the way. He is not here. Hmm. Um, sorry, Miss um, uh, Vanderbilt, is this a friend of yours? Uh, yes, this is someone we, we've met in our travels previously. Yeah, yeah. Name's Chi, Chai Chi. Chai Chi, oh, uh, nice to meet you. I'm uh, Eduardo Viduccia. Lovely to meet you. Um, yeah, yeah, um... Well, isn't there meant to be some other members of the party? Wasn't there an... What was his name? Aiden? Where's he? Don't ask. Walter's <laughs> just like, uh, next you'll be asking where Mr. Delamere is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's funny about that? Where is Antoine as well? <laughs> Do you remember that time I made him shit himself? <laughs> <laughs> you oh. <laughs> dick. <laughs> We did a thing in that dreamy place to get you back, Cat. Where's the other one? Where's where's uh, Liza was it? Where where is everyone? They're all gone. And Cat leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves the room. She's gone back to her room because. Yeah. Oh, um, Miss <laughs> Mrs. Vanderbilt, wait! Oh, he he hustled after her. Miss, um, Miss oh, T. Um, I'm afraid a lot of our companions that you're familiar with have were caught up in that accident in the harbour. Oh. Many of these people are missing and or dead. Oh dear. Some of them were caught up in previous accidents as well. Yeah, now I think about it, this group is accident prone, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Tried to... oh no, Walter's left, so I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I should have handled that slightly more delicately, but it's too late now. <laughs> mm. uh, what do you guys do for fun around here while waiting for things to go by anyway? <laughs> uh, offend our paymasters, usually. Oh, that <laughs> reminds me. We probably need to strip you. <laughs> no. That's what they do for fun. Up and down. Well, you, you could maybe buy me dinner first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No, I say, um... Well, before this conversation gets completely off track, how was uh, Robert McKenzie, Matteo? Did you manage uh, to get anything out of him? Well, we got a set of coordinates. We now know the location of the uh, uh, of the site that we're looking for. Excuse me. Excellent. Um, is he happy to arrange the expedition for us? Uh, he wants paying um, oh, well, approximately course. I think he said something like 180 yeah yeah 180 dollars he said Australian dollars per day for him uh, and 
whatever extra expenses to resource the trip as well. Um, so, uh, he's not cheap, but I do feel like he could be useful. Yeah. I Although don't we'll think... probably have to strip him too. <laughs> wow. You are, um, wow. <laughs> I, I, I agree. He is the expert on the matter. None of us really have that much experience in, uh, Expeditions. Um, he was strange. Experience in expeditions, but my experience in expeditions and expert advice is always hire a specialist for the area you're in. Mm. No, that is a good point. Um, Mitch, roll me. Actually, I'll just send you a message, Mitch. Um, well, once um, once Walter comes back, uh, maybe we should uh, just. Um, transfer the well. Get, inform him of uh, our intention yeah. to hire Mackenzie and just get the funds sorted. It might just be me being overly cautious, but I got the sense he was holding something back. Like he wasn't that. Even even though it's a incredible seeming discovery, we saw some pictures. Um. Uh. He didn't seem to be treating the idea of returning to the site with very much urgency. Um, to be fair, yeah. he, he he's a mining engineer, not really an archaeologist. Well, I suppose there's that, isn't there? Uh, yes. Yeah, that might explain it. I just, uh, yeah, something seemed off about the whole thing. A mining engineer, yet he was almost impossible to get hold of. Uh without an appointment and we barely got through the door when they discovered that it wasn't actually Felix there. Mm. Felix's name does open doors and legs. Being blinded, hang on, I have to first. <laughs> is it is it too bright there in Australia? It is. It is. Yeah, where where are you? In the office. No, uh, no, I mean your background. Uh, outback Village. Okay. <laughs> mine is, mine is, mine is literally just the outback. <laughs> mine is just the outback. Yeah. Village fifteen. <laughs> outback. Outback. So one thing that did come from the uh, discussion as well was that uh, you know maybe we can use that play. We have a pilot, and it would speed things up if we flew into Lake Disappointment, or maybe around there, or maybe we can get closer. Yes, uh, there is a long. Ride on uh, tr- probably trucks if we don't take that option. So it's something to consider. Okay. I look at the map and it's well over 400 miles. Like, well Gosh. over. It's, in fact, it's probably closer to 500. 1,300. Okay. Do we hear more? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I did. Has a map he can spread out for you all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I indicate the appropriate points on the map. Is the, red, to, is the red square where the dig site is? No, yeah. the red square is where the coordinates are. Okay. I thought the red square is where the Kremlin is. <laughs> it's um, 100 miles in the room. 
I have to say, I felt this guy was quite agreeable. He gave a lot of information, and uh, maybe maybe I'm just a simple chef, but I didn't think he was very oh. suspicious. It was quite helpful. Just One thing I think is important, I mean, you've mentioned a plane, but how big is a plane you've got? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I did speak to a pilot today, and they do have a small, like, four-passenger plane to get us to Darwin while we're planning the expedition. I don't know if they've got anything bigger. Um, I need to get back to them to arrange the – to let them know when we want to go. I can ask if they're – if planes too closer to the dig site is an option. Cat walk back in. She has shotguns under both arms. <laughs> and um, just turns in a circle <laughs> shooting them. <laughs> How are you, Cat? I'm good now that I've shot everybody, apparently. <laughs> it's fine, they got better. <laughs> And then it, I bring it, them back it, to life yeah. and shoot them again. No. <laughs> no, Kat comes back in. Uh, when, when she comes back in, I, I step forward and just say, I'm sorry for my insensitivity in the most charming, somber way I can. Roll your charm, Miss T. Charm. Charm. I am not charming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry well. for your loss. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you, you lost your friends. Uh, I thought they were cunts anyway. Like you know, yeah. not much of a loss, <laughs> really. Next <laughs> time, like when you say the word sorry, don't do like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm very sorry for your loss. It's a Japanese like um, veneration. She's like, I'm very sorry for your loss. It's going to be really serious, but it does just come across like finger quotes. <laughs> Cat, roll brawling as you punch <laughs> child. <like. laughs> I'm sure glad I decided to come to you join up with them. Oh, I do notice. Okay, no. <laughs> What's going on? I, I lost it in the... I oh, I was just going to say, like, if I failed that, then she could just have missed the whole thing. <laughs> no. Cat stares daggers of ice at you. Thank I think you. Cat to decide whether she does that. <laughs> uh, yes, it's a time, very much a time, and Cat sit back down. Do you want to let everyone know now, Cat, or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, um. Before you do, Miss Zizana Walter says, Father Eduardo, the local church have agreed that you can have it for tomorrow afternoon. Oh, excellent. Um, I still need to finish preparing uh, for that. But yes, thank you. Tomorrow afternoon? I was going to arrange uh, a memorial for our lost friends and the crew of the Soundwave. I figured it would be a good way for us to... Uh, express our grief and hopefully bring about a little bit of closure for us. Mm. Okay. Seems like a nice idea, Father. I'll just I'll try and keep it low key. I know uh, we were trying to keep our whereabouts under wraps. We don't really want to name names or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Felix would be so sad. 
he'd want it like up there in lights, neon lights, Felix Water, world famous explorer memorial. I'm sure we can make a more suitable memorial when uh, we have the time for Mr. Walker. Next time we're in Egypt, he loved yes. Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> he was always going on about how he wanted to go back to Egypt. <laughs> so, Kat, like, whilst we were away, like, were you up to anything? Like, uh, and it, like, are you feeling a little bit better in yourself this morning and then today? Mm. I know you're breathing heavily and it's all very weighing heavy on you. No, to be honest, but thank you for asking. Uh, as for what I did today, uh, I received a note which Walter and I went to follow up on, um, which okay. was quite important. Well, it seems to be quite important, although I thought I would see what everybody else thought. Uh, in that there, there's a, a gentleman staying at the Headland Hotel um, who, until very recently, was a member of the cult. Wait, what, and you, you met someone from the cult? Oh, they wish not to be a member and have information they think we might need. Wait, is this the cult that was in London? I, th- I think so, yes, yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, there are international cults these days. And this seems... Were these the people that were, we were, like, I didn't, like, are these the people that we keep running into all over the place? I'm not, no, I'm no expert on these cults and these weirdos which we keep running into, but... So we're hanging out with them now? So, well, I would rather not, but if there's someone who has some information... And they actively, like, I, I couldn't really tell if they were just entirely genuine as to what they were doing or if he was, like, um, having us on. But if there's information that would help us, uh, at worst it means that they already know where we are, which is something to be aware of by itself. Uh, at best, someone who can be very helpful uh, there's more of us than there are of him. So, give me could. my fishing knife and time to attack. I'll get whatever you need out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably shouldn't resort to torture right off the bat, Mitch. We can always entertain it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with Miss T there. Walter looks at you. It's nice to see you again, Miss T. Nice to see you, Walter. Miss you, you, you're so friendly to have around. I try. Um, Yes, things have been a little bit hectic since we left you in London. Yeah, I gathered that. I don't know the details yet, but um, yeah, I'm sorry for everything that happened to you guys. Well, it's just going to keep happening unless we stop these evil cultists. So maybe we should go and grab the evil cultists staying in the hotel, drag them over here and interrogate them. Sounds like a plan to me. What do you think, Mum? All of our, we had cultists kill my last crew. Some unknown explosion killing, which I'm sure they're behind for my the crew we just lost. That's like dozens and dozens of people dead. Yeah, let's go and interrogate them. I think that sounds like a good idea. Well, I don't know. I suspect that last one was sort of on us, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what ship? But, uh, 
But I agree. That... I can't see why I'll... Phoenix, Liza, or anyone would blow up the ship. I mean... Oh, I don't I... think it was deliberate. I just think it was reckless. Uh, the, the the ship had nothing to do with the cult, and presumably if it had, um, I might not have spoken to this gentleman at all. Yeah. Well, uh, that's true. Mrs. Vanderbilt probably would have just dissolved them with a word. I can do that. <laughs> she remembered. <laughs> yes, we know you can do that, Mrs. Vanderbilt. That's why we're all terrified of you. Yes, I, I'm afraid that last incident was probably just some of our uh, group flying too close to the sun. Oh, wonderful. I'll tell all those lovely seamen that we lost. Well, I'm thinking, well, our potential contact uh, wants to meet Mrs. Vanderbilt again tomorrow. He's he's obviously uh, less inclined to wander into a large group of us right now. In case we okay. just decide to bury him out back with old Yella. Still, meeting him alone also seems dangerous. Well, that's why we didn't go alone last time, but uh, I don't think I gave him the greatest impression. So maybe, Mrs. Vanderbilt, you should take someone else with you tomorrow morning. Uh, yes, I think perhaps. Uh... Uh, father, maybe you'd want to come and we could see if there's any more about this person that we can. Yes, let's, let's, let's take the Catholic priest. Mm. Let's yeah. pull the out to start with. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get a word of that. You kind of cut in and out. Oh. She wants to take you with her tomorrow to meet with the mystery cult man again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely think if uh, if if you can't vouch for him entirely, then yeah, we definitely need to sort of lightly interrogate him at the very least. And I don't want you doing that alone. Mm. Oh, and if I find out that he's ever been to Peru, I may kill him. That's something to consider. He. It doesn't sound like he was involved with Peru, but that he has been involved in things after that. Well, Chai's like, hmm, maybe it's not too late to go get a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it is too late to get a boat. Yeah, I mean, we know his room number, or at very least the room number he wants me to know. So, I don't know. I don't like it, but I don't like very much at the moment. So, um, well, it's nearly time to go and down to the beach. The harbour master's expecting you. Should we maybe all go down to the beach and see what we can find? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I, that would be good. We want to... Oh, the, Mrs. Vanderbilt, um, I do have some items that I already recovered from the beach. I think I should give them to you. Okay. He puts a bag on the table and just slides it towards you. These washed up Do you want to peek inside? Yes. Um, I will message you what it is. It's a <laughs> bag of dicks. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not entirely sure how they came out of the harbour, but they did. Uh, yes. Sounds okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was a bag of dicks. <laughs> well, you are. Well, that's, why, that's why it should pass. She was just thinking of Roger when she opened it. <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with those. Uh, I, I, I know what I want to do with those. I'm just not sure it will do any good. Well, they were in the harbour and they've come out of the harbour absolutely fine. So Yes, yes, I, I have noticed that. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. Oh, dear. Uh, I will close the bag and keep hold of the bag and not yeah. lose sight of the bag. <laughs> okay, so... Where last we left our intrepid heroes and um, the rest of you. <laughs> our intrepid heroes had just finished punching the arm of the tepid in the snoot. What are you guys up to in Australia? <laughs> Why can't we play that campaign? <laughs> I'm just imagining Felix and Liza punching the other the tepid in the face. And... Yeah, this yeah, is we... fine. We just bully him now. <laughs> what are you going to do? Cry about it? Oh. Technically, he's your father now. Yeah, that's uh, we've, we've always been his favourites. That's why. Um, anyway, Cat uh, has declared she's returning to the Headland Hotel with Father Eduardo. She's going this evening, not tomorrow. <laughs> and the rest of you are going down to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you have some eggs inside you perhaps <laughs> oh so many eggs <laughs> egg it's the spices there's too much spice that's why I've got to fight fire with fire and have a spicy lunch <laughs> that's how it works so we should go okay um I will start with the beach. Chai, Mitch, Matteo, uh, you arrive at the beach. The harbour master welcomes you. Uh, he meets you like at the cordon. Hello. Hello, harbour master. Mr. Darwin. Um, well, welcome to wander up and down the beach. We found a few things that we think might belong to you, but... Um, there's loads of stuff washing ashore, so if you all want to wander up and have a beach comb and see what you can discover, you're more than welcome to do so. And you, you've kind of kept this on the wraps, right? You haven't told anyone that there's... You're keeping this low profile, I hope. He turns to look at the giant radio mast poking out the centre of the harbour and is like, no, Mr. Jarvan. Yeah. I've not hidden the fact that a boat exploded in my harbour. <laughs> I haven't, however, published the names of everyone who was recovered from the boat, but there is a reporter asking around. Well, punishment is you haven't just let any old person just wander up and take things, is what he means, which which we can clearly see because you've had a cordon. So No, uh, who's this? She is not part of your party. I am now. <laughs> Yes, uh, she's she's a, a, an acquaintance of a number of our, our, our 
sort of party. Um, she has some experience in uh, matters, don't you, uh, Chai T? I have experience in things. You do. <laughs> well, enjoy the beach, he gestures. Everyone wandering the beach. And my water wings on and run into the water. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say that Chai T is, is not experienced in things. She is an experience. <laughs> right, we can probably have a little comb over like what's what's um, been washing up, right? Because <sighs> that's the plan. I mean, there's going to be a load of old junk, but I'm guessing there's. It could be something that's important that we need to uh, to take us on our way. Okay, Mitch, roll your luck first. Mm. Oh, um, as you are wandering the beach, you find a shotgun <laughs> and wrapped around the shotgun is this strange ceremony little headdress of gold. Oh, Pretty. Uh, I've got a picture of it for you. <clears throat> I probably shouldn't just put it on, right? Just <laughs> if I wear it, I haven't got to carry it. <laughs> you certainly could just put it on. <laughs> I won't. That's that's a thing that someone could do. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, oh look! I found Cat's face. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Cat's face be there? Well, it's got to be somewhere. I don't know, magic. How about on her head? <laughs> but that, that's, that's, that's too traditional for an upmarket girl like her. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to have to take a new picture of this. Oh, it's a real picture. But if that's Cat's face, then who's Cat? Yeah. <laughs> and who have we been speaking to? <laughs> That's Cat's face, and whose face is on Cat? <laughs> 800 and 619, 619. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> ah. Page 269, England. Um, do I need to put that shotgun in my possessions? Yeah. Or- can you use a shotgun? No. Well, aha, there's the picture I was looking for. Well, hang on, I'm just taking a picture of this. I'm going to send it to Telegram. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a little fancy headdress that would go around the brow. And the little eye-shaped discs would hang along your forehead. It'll suit you, Mitch. <laughs> I, I, seeing as every time we touch something, I'm not going to. I'm not going to wear this. I'm just going to. I'm going to talk to everyone else first and see what they make of it. Okay, you've currently found. So. Uh, Hang on, I just need to upload this to Roll20 so I don't lose it again. I haven't got anything on Telegram, by the way, uh, Russell. Send it to the Saturday group. 
เออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเออเ
Honestly, that Antoine's the, uh, last words that Felix uh, will, was going to publish. I was going to say that the travelogue, um, the travelogue market has taken a big hit recently. <laughs> like, someone is going to, someone is going to have to fill that void. Listen, it's going to be Chai when she drops these off at your publishers and demands a finder's fee. <laughs> or I could just auction them off to fucking collectors. True, but they're not your property. So if you try to publicly auction them, fair. Oh, there's always a black market. Exactly. <laughs> okay, um, and then Matteo gets to roll again. Oh, goody. Matteo picks up a large piece of stained glass. It's about this big with beautiful stained glass segments that form some sort of sigil. Okay. He looks at it for a moment and then like nods and tucks it into his coat. Quite glad to have found that. Uh, Mitch doesn't know what it is, but Chai T can roll her Cthulhu Mythos. Cthulhu Mythos. I've just so long. No idea. Oh, didums. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Headland, the uh, hotel, Hugo, uh, you are rolling me your spot hidden, please. No, roll me your credit rating. Nido, that's you. You're Hugo. You're Hugo oh, now, Nito. You didn't, but you didn't say had arrived. You're there. You live in this hotel. Yes, but we were on the beach. The scene changed. And then the I described the scene changing. I did not hear the scene change. I was just talking to the Nike. Um, credit rating. This one. Uh, you are sitting in the hotel oh. bar, having a drink, and showing off your stocking legs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, look, look at how he's sitting in his video call. He's got his legs like. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I can't, I can't see him. He's behind Audacity. I, I started describing him, and he lifted his leg up like he was going Draw on. Me the like one of your French girls. Yeah. yeah. Draw me uh, like one of your Outback girls. Catherine Shaughnessy Vanderbilt walk into the room. Um. Not only do you see her, but she's accompanied by uh, a Catholic priest, Father Eduardo, who you vaguely remember hearing was with her in Perth. Well, but it I've was got... like, very hush-hush and like hushed up, and no one really was talking about the fact that she was in Perth. So now I realise that I'm working for her. Uh, yes. And they've just walked into the room. Do you want to wander over? No, uh, no. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yes. I, I will, I will wander over. As you and Eduardo arrive, Jack, you also see this. Jack. Oh, sorry. Well, you see, um, Catherine walk back in with um, a gentleman dressed like a priest. And then another man walks over. You recognise him as one of the pilots who's been staying here? Yes. Eduardo, you see Hugo walking towards you. Oh, hello again, uh, Mr. Dawson. 
Ah, good evening. Um, is am I uh, am I in the uh, pleasure of meeting Miss uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Vanderbilt? I say, offering my hand to Cat. Uh, yes, that that's correct. Uh, although, please don't quite share that with too many people at the moment. <laughs> or do like to. I, I I drop I drop my voice from about the fifteen decibels it was before with uh, excitement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, so. Yes, I was. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, are you incognito? Yes, um, I'm sure you know how it is. Uh, I I uh, I sort of I sort of give a little shrug. It's like, well, I don't tend to hide being who I am. Um, <laughs> it tends to be uh, t- t- you tend to want the opposite reaction. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 what? No, no, it's it's quite all right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sort of I'm sort of a bit bamboo. So why? So you're the one who wants to actually go out to the dig site? I ask. Darwin, you don't know anything about a dig site. Sorry. Well, what, what, okay. you're flying them to Darwin. Oh, I thought I was also flying them out to somewhere else. We haven't mentioned nope. that to you yet. Oh, you haven't mentioned that to me yet. Sorry, I was confused. <laughs> uh, ignore, ignore the previous thing that did not happen. Um, yes, I say. Ah, so you're the one who wants to lift to Darwin. Surely you can. Someone of yourself can get better transport than me. I stand and laugh. Oh, well, we'll be sending a, a few of our team uh, to Darwin, yes. I don't necessarily know if it will be me, but um, yes. Uh, I, I nod. It, it just, uh, I, I, I think I, you're still wearing all the black in the morning dress, aren't you? <laughs> what are you wearing? Are you dressed up in morning? We were joking about it, but... No, but not really. I mean, you'll probably dress in whatever clothes the harbour master had on hand. It will be fairly low key. And <coughs> mm. why did why did the harbour master have a bunch of women's clothes on? That you know what? I don't, I don't want an answer to that question. He went to a nearby seamstress and bought a bunch of clothes for people. Yeah. I do like um, to wear everyone's in fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind. Oh, that kind of fishnet. Not the other kind of fishnet. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm sort of a bit oblivious, maybe to what to sort of like your, like the fact that you're a bit sort of quiet at this point. But I'm like, okay, well, I, I'll, I'll do what I can. Obviously, um, I've, we've got the, uh, we've got the plane already. So um, whenever you guys, like, whenever you guys are ready to set off, thank you. Um, uh, can I, are you staying for a drink? I ask. Uh, I guess I was just here to meet someone, um, and I have a look around, see if I can see Jack. About I wasn't necessarily expecting to, but there's people Jack, here. Are you in the bar or are you in your room? Um, I I'm keeping a low profile because of how. Um, part of the reason I want to hang out with them is that I don't want the cult of the bloody tongue to kill me. So I don't. I don't think I'd just be hanging out in the bar, especially since this isn't the time that we said we'd meet. Yeah, you cannot see Jack in the bar. I'm okay. in my room. I'm in That's my fine. room. Uh, before we go, um, Cat, um, 
Hugo, uh, seeing as you're here, it's a good opportunity to ask you. Um, do you have potentially larger planes that you could get your hands on? Because we, um, we, we were planning on going on an expedition into the desert. And if we could speed up transport and land in the desert rather than go by truck and train and on foot, it would just be a lot easier for us. Is that something – is that, is that an option available? Russ, is that an option available? Roll your piloting – my aircraft? Pilot aircraft. Bit of unusual use for it, but okay. Oh, Extreme success. You would have to get a different type of plane. You need a cargo plane, uh, which obviously you'll have to fly to somewhere big like Perth or um, Canberra, pick up a bigger cargo plane, one that could... Um, take all of their expedition equipment and some jeeps. Obviously, you can only fly so far, and then they'll have to drive. Uh, but yeah, you, if they've got the money to hire the biggest, the big type of Boeing, uh, then sure. Am I rated to fly that? Yeah, I mean, what ratings? Neither. It's nineteen twenty-five. Oh yeah, it's the rating. Can I fly an aircraft? Yes, I can fly yes. any aircraft. Um, uh, yes, I explain all of that. I mean. Do you still have equipment that needs transporting? <laughs> Given what happened, uh, well, we're we're in the middle of um, discussing with an um, oh, an, arch- an archaeologist um, to a- acquire this equipment. So we we will we will have some shortly. Um, so my plan would be: I would fly the other team to Darwin, pick up the bigger aircraft, fly it back, pick up their equipment, and then fly it into the desert. Yeah, pretty much. Though you're not going to get... You might be able to get this kind of cargo plane in Darwin. If not, you'd have to fly to one of the bigger cities. Um, and then you'd have to study maps of the area to work out a good place to land. Yeah. Um, well, if you can tell me, give me the location, I'll begin making plans about where it is exactly we could land so you can mm-hmm. know how to far to drive um, and then we can call ahead up to Darwin and see whether or not they've got the equipment that we need or whether or not we'll have to have that flown in it this is going to be quite this is going to oh. be quite this is quite a lot so uh, yeah no I, I realize I'm dropping this on you almost no notice but we're not planning on going out on this expedition for oh I'm, I'm gonna guess next at least next week so we got we got a few days to sort this out. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll finish whatever business we've got, and then I can talk to you either later or tomorrow again. Okay, um, I'll I get I I'll get the details for from um cats uh from from cats body man um for how to contact him so that I can say here is the person you need to send the check to. <laughs> yeah, here's the person that you need to send the bill to. Are you going to go and try and track down Jack, Cat? Uh, yes. Ask at reception. Um, Jack, are you checked in under Jack KD or a different name? Sorry, I'm muted. Um, I, I, here's my plan, right? I have booked room 304 under the name of Jack KD. 
I'm not mm-hmm. staying in that room. <laughs> Figured, but I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm also booked into the room directly across the hall <laughs> under an assumed name. Yeah, they inform you that Jack Cagley is in room 304 on the third floor. Hmm. Oh, I'm glad we've got GDPR now. <laughs> hotel desk, where is this man? She said, brandishing a gun. <laughs> <laughs> they could have said no, and I know the number because you mentioned, but yeah. Uh... No, if they'd said no, oh. she'd have just tried putting $100 bills on the table. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, Even okay. with GDPR, that still works. <sighs> okay, uh, do you, you and Eduardo toddle up to 304 and knock. Yeah. Roll listen, Jack. Oh, my first roll of a new character. Splendid. <laughs> Everyone else has been rolling extreme successes. Mm-hmm. No, well, only Nido has. I've been failing everything. In that case, I'm going to roll. Good <laughs> <laughs> luck, it. Oh, dear. Poorly. Uh, <laughs> I will spend one luck to hear them. You hear someone knocking at the door opposite. <sighs> you hear to see who it is. I did a little burp. I'm sorry. You did. Wasn't uh, so <laughs> I'm looking about as though I'm not. I wasn't entirely sure I'd be given exactly the place to find Jack, but even so, this is still the place I have. <laughs> um, I I peer through the through the peephole and to see if she looks like she's uh, alone. She's bought a priest. Um. <sighs> I feel like I'm going to get an exorcism. Uh, <laughs> or last rites. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I keep that priest around me just for this purpose. He can also forgive me immediately after I've murdered you. I, I make sure that my necklace thing is there. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I wait a moment or two just to see what she does. And if she's just still just hanging out there, I'll open the door. The door behind you opens. Cat. Miss Vanderbilt. Ah, Jack. Hello. Uh, I apologise for the sudden visit. Uh, just, I think my my schedule might have changed a bit, and I th- I was hoping I would be able to catch you. Um. Yes. Uh. You, Russet. Do I know Father Verduce? You do not. Actually, no. Roll me your. Because he was on the boat. I joined Roll halfway through. Your. In your luck. Yes, he was mentioned. He joined the boat in uh, the Suez Canal mm. while the uh, cult of the Scion was still taking over the boat. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, uh, Father Verduce, I didn't know that you were associated with the team at this point. And I didn't know that you knew that. You seem to well, know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that you didn't know that I didn't know. <laughs> you are quite resourceful, aren't you, Mister Cadia? Um, like I say, people have been keeping an eye on you for some time, and I've been following you with interest. Mm. Shall we uh, take this conversation out of the hallway? Oh yes, yes. Uh, please, I say, shutting the door to room three hundred five uh, behind me and opening the door to room three hundred four. <laughs> okay. 
The 17 cultists of the bloody tongue lift us. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I go in before you, make a show of doing something, and then open the door wider. <laughs> come in, come in. I look in the room. Yeah, we we, we sort of peek in before we walk in. <laughs> There's a very sense of ready to utter dire incantations about cat right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I. Um look around awkwardly because there isn't really ru- uh, you could sit on the bed I guess if you like I say awkwardly <laughs> I do <laughs> do you come here often no, <laughs> uh, um, only only when a group of heroes has uh, has killed my cult leader and uh, <laughs> forced me to flee the country though. of my birth so not that often no um <laughs> What's caused the change in your schedule? Oh, um, I was hoping to have another word with you as I talk to everybody. And, and well, unfortunately, everybody seems very much uh, unhappy just by dropping the cult name. I mean, as you suspected, they might. Um, but I, it just feels like I, I wouldn't want to let this pass up without giving another chance to hear what you have to say and perhaps to find out a bit more about why why now of all the times um i don't think you're aware of how close the cult is to completing their objective <laughs> you we are aware. What deadline are you? Uh, what's how close are they? When do you think they're going to be finished by? Um, no, no, you misunderstand. They are finished in some parts of the world, at least. The um, you should have gone to Egypt. I say flatly. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, Wait a second. What was what was <laughs> the date we were working to? What, what was January, the date? Ne- January next year. Yeah. Okay. So what's so important about January twenty twenty nine? January fourteenth. If we sh- if they're already ready. Um. All the pieces have to be ready. Um. Egypt has been. <sighs> I don't want to give away all of my secrets to you now because, again, there is just the risk that you will abandon me here. I, I need your protection from the cult as much as you need the secrets in my head. That's why all the secrecy, I say, gesturing at the two doors. You, uh, spoilers, you don't get out of the cult alive if you decide to leave. It's not a country club, oh, 007. My audio is playing up. Can I psychology again at this point? You can psychology again. <laughs> Please pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can psychology as well, actually. Oh, no. I have psychology as well. Can I roll? Please roll it, Father Eduardo, as Cat has just come to the conclusion that he's playing you like trumps. <laughs> before he betrays you all. But don't worry, Rona, I've just saved your bacon. <laughs> My bacon, right. 
Yeah, Kat, you think this is all too dodgy uh, currently, and you probably should shoot this man now and spend a lot of money to make it not be you who did the murder. <laughs> Oh no! Pass the gun to the priest. <laughs> you did this. Rado, <laughs> <laughs> you think this is a young man who's terrified for his life, and he's say- telling you the truth, and would really, really like not to die, and he's made some poor life choices, and is desperate to get out alive. Mm. <laughs> and this is where Flinty turns to Narva and is like, "He's going to betray us. Shoot him." <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I will never I, betray you, I say into my neck microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I, I yeah, so I, I obviously looking at your body language and the way you've been speaking and stuff, I just, uh, I sort of approach you, put a hand on one of your shoulder and just sort of like be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No, you, you've, you've done the right thing, my child. I know you've not made wise decisions you know, getting involved in this cult, but you've been very brave to try and speak out against them. Oh, Miss, thank you, Father. Miss Vanderbilt, I think my gut feeling tells me you should believe him. I think you're going to have to roll persuade, Flinty, because Cat currently wants to just dissolve him. Don't. Oh. Hmm. Spend some um, <laughs> Shut up! Oh dear. <laughs> I'd have to spend half my luck to pass that. <laughs> May I suggest you shapeshift him into a small harmless animal cat? <laughs> or possibly mind blast. Um, uh, no. <laughs> is a good one. If you kill this character, I don't have any backup, so I'll just stop playing. <laughs> I'm being mean. Yeah, you're you're still not 100 convinced, Cat, but um, you do trust the father. Yes, but uh, you're going to need something off him. He's going to have to give you something yeah. for you to move onwards. Yeah, I th- I think um, what was it, Miss Mr. Casey? Was it? Casey. Um, I understand. Yeah, I obviously appreciate you. Don't want to reveal all your secrets because your scape will just abandon you and take everything you know, but we also need a little bit to be able to trust you. Yes, that's true. Can I just... you provide us with a little bit more? The cult, the cult won't kill me, and there are things much worse than death. Um... Oh. <laughs> Hang on, I closed the file with all the secret things I know. I just have to find it again. <laughs> oh, 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 cat, cast contact in the of the chat and ask him if Mr. Katie is on the up and up. Oh, all right, it's the only way I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> one of us always tells the truth, and the other one always lies. Um, you know how much of a smarmy bastard Nyarvatep is. If you give him Mr. Cady, he might cancel his supreme plan to destroy the world. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to do that. He's just going to make me into a chair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of chair? Fancy. The kind kind from uh, use of weapons. (laughs) Um. Look into the Clive expedition, I say. The 
Clive expedition. Oh, which one was that? Father Meducci opened his book labelled Expeditions that may be up to no good. <laughs> Expeditions, comma, criminal. <laughs> the Clive expedition had a stated goal and a true goal, and they've achieved their true goal, I say. And I sound genuinely sad when I say that. You can roll your psychology again, both of you. Hashtag backstory. Don't make them roll it again. A hundred, hundred. Ooh. Come on, cat. I lick my finger and draw a tear down my cheek. Seems <laughs> sad about the Clive expedition having succeeded. It's quite obvious that Somehow the Clive expedition is related to his decision to decide to abandon the cult. It is. It is. <laughs> Sorry, uh, just just, just uh, out of character. I've forgotten which one is the Clive expedition. I uh, don't think you've heard of it yet. Yeah, uh, Hold your intelligence at hard, both of you. Uh, yeah. Oh. Nope. Eduardo, you remember this was in some of the notes Liza let you read. It was an expedition the Penhu Foundation had sent to uh, Egypt. But you haven't followed them up yet because you haven't been to Egypt yet. Mm, okay, yep. Thank you. Just oh, man, I just thought of something else that means this happened because Egypt happened. <laughs> uh, I need to send Arona another little note. Yay! You carry on talking to him. Okay. So I'm just nice. down, so you go first. No. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, it's... I'm, I'm... Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, myself. I just... Uh, I realise how... how this must look, right? That a member of the people you're fighting against has come to you, but you really have to consider how likely it is that someone would just... I, I They don't have any control over me anymore. Something bad happened, and I need to get away from them. You're the only people I can turn to, and I can help you. I can help you save the world. What's better than that? No, I... Uh, I, I yes, I, I think I agree with you. Uh, I think we can definitely do something about this. Oh no, Russet, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> Thanks, Russet. I hate it. <laughs> what's what's this? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So as for what we do next, I mean You should have gone to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, should have gone should have gone to Egypt. Why didn't you guys go to Egypt? <laughs> Come on, we'll punch him. We'll talk to Jack. We'll go back to Egypt. Oh, we'll talk to Etienne. We'll go back to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, you might need to talk to Etienne at this rate. Oh dear. Okay. We'll have him revive Felix and then go back to Egypt. <laughs> well, can I come back wrong? <laughs> you became part of Yogg-Sothoth. You're beyond Etienne's abilities to revive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Jack. Jack. Definitely Jack, coming back wrong. Yeah, you'll be Jack Walker. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so if we should have gone to Egypt, obviously it's too late now. And as you say, the cult is, you know, kind of 
ready, then how do we stop them? You can just keep on disrupting their influence here in Australia. I, I, th- I think stopping them here will have a, a knock-on effect, but we really do have to come up with some plan for what to do about Egypt. Well, let's, I think, continuing here, given that we are here, and yeah. we say it won't be in Egypt for a while. Um, uh, I, I think the sooner we address Egypt, the better. I don't know. Maybe we mm. could listen too. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously we're here in Egypt chasing some leads and we were going to finish off some unfinished business in China. But sounds like you're saying Egypt is a much higher priority. <sighs> I wish I could just tell you outright, but um, I just kind of hold up my hands helplessly. Mm. Do you want to come back with us? Then um, we're not really stationed anywhere. Um, I I do, but also I I really need some guarantee that I'm not just going to be killed the instant I arrive, or some instance after I arrive, or even within the next week or so. <laughs> well, you have my say, so and Eduardo here seems, uh, the father here seems quite fine. Um. We will talk to the others. Uh, you both have Telegram messages. Plenty and Oona. Telegram. No. Ah. Well, I think um, the others in our group will be at peace if you, depending on how you answer this question. Have you had no. any dealings in Peru? Um, I've never been to Peru. And when you've been part of the, when when did you join the cult exactly? Uh, about three years ago. I, it, it was sort of a bit of a hazy time. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you to the day. Okay. To reassure you, the reason why I asked you that is because some of our party members, including Kat, were you on that expedition? Yes. They went on an expedition in Peru about five years ago and... I guess that's where everything weird started happening for you all. No, you also now have a telegram message. Games Mongoose. Yes, I'm typing. Um, oh, okay. Uh, do you have, do I know anything about Peru? Show me your cultness at hard. Oh. Cultness. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was going to roll a cult because cultness isn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brain went the wrong way. If you're in a cult, is it just cult? I don't know. Um, very yes. Yeah. Oh, I know all about Peru. <laughs> you know all about Peru. You heard about it. It was, you know, everyone talked about it a lot. How they duped a load of rich people to go on an expedition to release the father of maggots. And uh, Herald and Avatar and the other to pin the world, and then these witch people uh, defeated them. But they stole all the cursed gold from the other Tep's temple, so are doomed. <laughs> no, I I don't know anything about know Peru. That I say. One of the expedition uh, <laughs> members remained in Peru and used the cursed gold to buy them and their family a really nice house, 
and like an orchard, and then the cult brutally murdered them all. Yeah, yay! Mateo is my friend. Mateo escaped. Um, oh, <laughs> I I try and wow. maintain a poker face while you talk about Peru. Peru, Peru, Peru. I wasn't there. That's the important thing. Yeah. No, that I think the fact that you have not been involved in the events in Peru will help you because, like I say, we've got some party members who were deeply affected by that. If you weren't involved, I think you'll you'll still be treated with hostility, but they won't try and kill you, especially if we try to vouch for you as well. Don't worry, I'll soon lull you into a false into a sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, if you were deeply affected by the events in Peru, call the BBC Action Line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, are you taking Jack with you when you leave? Come. I, I, uh, I've got to bite the bullet on this sometime. Probably, literally, I will go with them. Okay. Are you going to head down to the beach? Because you, susp- you can, as you're leaving the hotel, you can still see them down on the beach. Oh yes, I, because then we get to meet in public, and that could be better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're less liable to pull shotguns out on him on the beach with the police apart, near them. Apart from Mitch, who found a shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> he found bubbles. <laughs> but bubbles has been destroyed several times over. What is this thing? Bubbles three point This is bubbles two, the electric boogaloo. <laughs> The gun just turns to you and is like, I can't die. (laughs) I'll add the uh, shotgun to your character sheet, Mitch, actually, whilst I'm thinking about it. Um, I want to name party bubbles because we keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Even though no one wants us to. Hugo. Oh, Nido has left. No, he's he's there. He's just... He's just phasing. Yeah. Nido, phase back into reality. What if you insist? I think this biscuit's gone off. What do you want? Um, I'm switching back to you. What are you doing? You see Cat come back down with another gentleman and start to leave. Um, I have I made any. Uh, uh, in the intervening time, um, I probably would have, just to get things going, um, tried to get a phone call, quickly make a phone call from the hotel concierge desk to um, say my contacts at Darwin uh, to find out whether or not they've got a plane. So before we link back up with them, hey, I guess. Tell me your luck, please. It's not great. Now, roll me your highest personality skill charm, fast talk, or persuade, whichever was harder. Highest. Oh, Oh, extreme success. Again. Yeah. They don't have a cargo plane of the type you need in Darwin, but you see, they're planes. What you can do is use a little bit of Catherine's money to hire a pilot to fly the cargo plane from Sydney to here. Or you can have them fly it to Darwin, and then you could take possession of it in Darwin, and the 
other hired pilot can fly their hired passenger plane back here as well. That sounds good. Um, I I will make arrangements for that to happen. They will fly the cargo plane to Darwin, then you can pick it up there and fly it back here, and then you can hand over the passenger plane to the company you hired it from without having to mess around. Okay, I make notes of like their wire transfer number or what have you, so the, the, so that I can give that, and then I guess once I got off the phone, these guys will be coming back downstairs, so I'd approach with a piece of paper. Yeah, as you are coming back down the stairs, Jack and uh, Eduardo and Kat, you see uh, one of the pilots coming towards you, Jack. He's carrying a piece of paper. <clears throat> um, he looks like he's approaching Kat. Yeah, like like I, <laughs> I, I, I watch with some interest. I don't think he's gonna like try and slice my head off with a sharpened piece of paper. But if he does anything, I'm ready. I quickly form the paper into an origami stabbing knife. <laughs> um, I grab his penis and I pull it off and I stuff it up his nose. No, let me watch everyone. Um, it's escalated. <laughs> it's escalated <quickly. laughs> Um, uh, I, uh, I almost open my mouth as though I'm about to call out Miss Vanderbilt, and then I'm like, no, uh, Mr. Walker, uh, Mr. Walker, I have here, uh, details for, um, the money, the uh, details for, uh, payment so that, uh, your, the plane that you requested will be on its way to Darwin for me to pick up, um, should it should meet all of our needs? Yeah. Uh, after a, a, a quick moment that you, re- I realise you're talking to us, even though none of us are called Walker. Yeah, uh, sorry, Mr. Sorry. Walker, who is sorry, sorry not not Walter, Walter. It's Walter. Walter. Sorry, Walter is also not. I thought Walter was always with Cat. No, she left him behind because he was very trigger happy for murdering. Jack. Oh, okay. So, uh, fine. If Walter's not here, then I would have just gone. Uh, I would have me because yes, I would have defaulted. Yeah. To, I would have defaulted to to uh, Father of uh, Fine, all of that, but Father of All. <laughs> yeah, <fine. laughs> uh, no, that's uh, no, that's really good work. Thank you so much, uh, Mister Dawson. Um, yeah, I'll take this and um, I'll I'll uh, make sure the money is wired to you. And um, yeah, uh, I'll uh, let's. And as far as getting to Darwin, um, yeah, let's stick to the day after tomorrow. I'll let you know if that changes. Um, you have a message? Ooh, I have a message. I I nod. Um, I, I I I look at you as though you're heading, as though I've realised I'm stopping you. Are you heading out? Uh, yes. Um, actually, if you have some time, this could be a good opportunity to see who else uh, will be coming uh, when we do make our travel. Um, so we're just going to head down there if you had a moment. I not, I, I'm not doing anything else. Okay. Oh, good, yeah, good idea, Cat. Mm. This will you be left on the party. Bring the party <laughs> together. And our cultist. Yeah. <laughs> I've hired them both. How, how, cultist, how, a priest, and a pilot walk into a bar. <laughs> 
How am I? How 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 out of all the people that we've invited in that you've invited into the party am I now the most trustworthy out of these two? It's <laughs> <laughs> a really a character we really needed <laughs> because I I can kill you all with a word. <laughs> just, just just remember when Chow made a doctor to try and heal us and you know do psychology, he then immediately snorted all the poison. <laughs> so you can well, yeah, I mean, up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like that's that's kind of what happened when I tried to be a doctor in the last campaign. You know, it was like, you know, oh yes, I'm, I successfully managed to perform a surgery. Uh, that was about it. I'm just amazed. Like you had the opportunity to to shout um, Mrs. Vanderbilt across a crowded room, and you didn't. I'm still yeah. learning. <laughs> He's learning. Instead, you shouted the name of a dead explorer. Um... <laughs> that was an anti character. Yeah, <laughs> Walker, and everyone's like, "Where?" Everywhere. Felix, our beloved Felix, burst into tears. Yes, yes. Um, no, I join you to head down to the beach. To the beach. You head to the beach. Sorry, I'm just um, uploading some images to a new page. Yay! More uh, Technically, no, I don't care. I'm using them because they're a good map. Da, 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 da. Uh, do, do, do. Reduce the height of the page. Oh, I need to turn off the grid. I'm, I'm almost tempted, now that we've got a Rona in the party, a betrayer amongst us. <laughs> I mean, I seem seems... You've betrayed the cult. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but you don't know if I'm going to unbetray them, in which yeah. case you shouldn't take it. But <laughs> if, then, then you'd be betraying us, so it works either way. Well, I, well, I have someone me. betrays the whole human race, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, could I tick Aroda has a scheme? He definitely has a scheme. Yeah. I don't have a scheme. Yeah. Arona yeah. is pragmatic, not evil. Being. Chai and Mitch and Matteo, obviously, who is NPC Matteo. Uh, oh. You are still on the beach, coming back and forwards. It's been about 45 minutes when Cat, Eduardo, and two gentlemen come down the steps onto the beach. You move towards them. Come to join us. For, look at this beach. We've uh, we've we've had a little bit of success finding some some of the detritus that's washed up from the wreck. Uh, you mean our belongings? Yeah. Oh, your spot hidden, please. You mean my treasured, most treasured possessions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I found this. Ooh. Wow. Can well, I not quite bring herself to look? No. Um, Oh. Eduardo, you also get to roll spot hidden though, because you would also recognise Felix's writing case, which Chai has. See, see, I'm I'm not deaf for an old man, but I have poor vision. <laughs> no, neither do you notice what Chai is carrying. Uh, I passed Cat. Cat, I found this. I figured you'd want it back. Her picture oh. of her kids. Oh, thank you. Yes, I do. You may have five sanity from picture of child. <laughs> and Carver, I believe these are yours. I hand you hand him his uh, trunk full of wet, sodden clothes. 
Mm. Uh, case. Yeah, <laughs> it's a briefcase of stinky vestments. Yeah, I'll, I'll, see, I'll, I'll talk to the harbor master if we can save these clothes somehow. But thank you. Yeah, you might need to send these little laundries. I feel like a laundrette would be more useful than a harbor master. <laughs> well, I don't know where the laundrette is. Walker um, <laughs> comes walking along. Um, Mrs. Vanderbilt. Walter. Uh, you want these? He holds out a pair of dark ebony Ankun Cook. Why is Ashley the sun again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am the sun. I will have those. Yes. Thank uh, you. Do, you, do you want to carry on exploring the beach, or do you want to introduce your new friends? Um, let's. Oh. Yes. Let that us meet our new cannon fodder slash friends. <laughs> I don't say that. Um, uh, yes um, this is Jack and this is Hugo good to uh, (laughs) meet you everyone Mm. they will be assisting us nice I've been speaking what do they do sorry Jack yeah, 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 yeah. I've been speaking with Hugo Dawson. He is our pilot who's going to help us get to Darwin. And also he has managed to get a cargo plane, which will he'll collect in Darwin, which can help us get out into the desert quicker. That's going to be very useful. Mm. No, he's been very resourceful. He's gone a long way, so the quicker we get there, the better. Mm-hmm. I can certainly do quick for you. This is a sensible, non-controversial choice of a member to join the party. (laughs) (laughs) A pilot. Everyone loves a pilot, and I'm here too. (laughs) And And this this is Mr. Jack uh, Cady. Jack has a sound of someone cocking a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Jack has insider knowledge into the cult, which will be of immeasurable uh, value to us in our uh, future endeavours. Hugo, yes? um, There's 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 an interruption here as I kind of cough and go, what do you mean cult? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Does he not know, I say? (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> we were hoping to keep this from him for a few more weeks and for <laughs> him to back out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm like, what are you talking about? Trust me, it's not worth getting involved with. It. It's just some. I mean, I don't. I mean, that I. I mean, exactly. I mean, what? I, I can go cancel that plane right now. I'm very happy to yeah, do so. I what, mean, what yeah, I mean, out of character, I, I, I always do this. I'm trying, <laughs> trying, to, trying to be careful, like not, not name drop Cat or Vanderbilt here or there. But then when I think we're all in the clear, no, oh, fuck it up. <laughs> Every like, time. Like, now, now, I definitely didn't say Vanderbilt. Now, the cult of the bloody tongue. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, which one is slightly more dangerous? No, okay, okay. This is how I'll get out of it. This is how I'll get out of it. This is what I'm going to do in character. <laughs> Shoot we, the pilot. 
no. <laughs> no, the expedition that we're going on has, uh, it's, we are obviously looking for some ancient ruins and some of our academic friends who do research into the ruins have tied them to an ancient cult, um, which we're just, which we're doing research on. Yes. Oh, bluff. <laughs> What's that word? Very well done, I say. <laughs> With a raised eyebrow, looking back and forth. Yeah. Uh, what What can I roll to analyze this? Um, Psychology. Uh, roll your persuade, Flinty. This is a contested roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you do yours first, Flinty. <laughs> and now, and now, let's see how I do. Well, you've been getting lots of extremes. Okay. Oh. I. That's not even a skill that I have. That's how bad it is. <laughs> uh, well, it all I, sounds eminently reasonable to you. They are archaeologists researching an ancient cult. That sounds uh, pretty normal to you. I, uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> there's, there's sort of like, uh, you know, I sort of, I sort of take this in for a second, and then I just sort of gr- grin in a sort of excited fashion. Go, oh well, that's that's amazing. Uh, you'll have to tell me more about this. It's, it's it sounds so interesting that. All that kind of weird hocus pocus stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I just excitedly start like, uh, you know, uh, going on a bit about how, uh, how, how cool that sounds. Yeah, and behind your back, I just go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you can't. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Thousand yards stare a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Later. Yeah. Yes, you just do the thing. <laughs> Uh, yes, I excitedly, you know, the rest everyone, of you are like everyone. Uh, Cat, Nido, Mitch, and Jack, roll me your sanity, please. As um, poor, oh. sweet, innocent Hugo starts babbling on about, oh, this sounds exciting and like really cool work to be doing, and oh, it sounds so fascinating. <laughs> That's what I thought would happen. <laughs> was that was that me as well? Yeah. Scrim! That was clenching time. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kat and Eduardo, you both exchange a look and just shuffle off down the beach feeling immensely guilty about not warning this poor innocent man about the deadly cult that so far have killed... So many. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six of your friends. Seven of your friends, including Jaxus. Jackson. Jackson. Seven months. And, so that- and, and the f- potentially 47 crewmen, which we don't really know how or why. twenty people on the cargo ship. Mateo's entire family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We don't know oh, that he's man, necessarily I'm... coming on the expedition yet, so this is fine. Question I... mark. I am going <laughs> yeah, mean, to send so many I'm in... sorry e cards. <laughs> yeah, what's done in Australia? I mean, uh, that that that'll be it. We'll just say our goodbyes. Yeah, yeah, you, you and Kat still feel a momentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's fine. You technically haven't killed anybody in Australia yet. That's your fault because they died on the boat before you set into port. <laughs> <laughs> They've never reached dry land. <laughs> 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 
every continent. Everyone knows that. We haven't told anybody in Australia land. (laughs) Chai, what are you doing with all of this? Well, I know there's a bit more going on, but (laughs) I'm just keeping it at arm's length. And if he's going to do by this, I'm going to let it happen because I do not have a very good moral compass. <laughs> now then, do you resume searching the beach for a little bit? Yeah. Um, before before we do, I'm open to it, but I will just turn to Cat and just ask her. Um, tomorrow... I am the sun. <laughs> I ask her. I am the sun. Um, tomorrow um, I've arranged for a memorial for our friends Um, would you rather than spend a bit of time on the beach would you like to uh, assist me in preparing a speech or something I I tried earlier but obviously you knew um, Liza and Felix a lot better than I did Mm. or would you prefer I, I just handle that and you help with the beach Oh, uh, that is a good question. Uh, Would you, the writer, like to write an obituary? Uh, do I want to write an obituary for people who aren't dead? <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah, know where they really are. They <laughs> died in an explosion on the boat. Yeah. D- <laughs> do you just want to go search the beach, Cat? Yeah, I do. Okay, no, that's fine. I, I totally, I totally understand, um, Cat. I'll, um, I'll, I'll. If if you don't mind, then I'll, uh, I'll head back to our quarters and uh, I'll finish preparations for it. Okay. Okay, Eduardo's heading back to the the Harbour Masters. Cat, you're first. Roll me your luck, please. Ooh, I have luck. Okay, uh, you're wandering along and you come across a tangle of um, metal and what looks like a hole panel and poking out of it is a smooth ivory uh, hand grip and it is Antoine's lunar scepter that he found in the vault in England. Oh yeah! (laughs) I never got to use that. Lunar scepter. You don't know what it does, but you know it's super magical. <laughs> oh, I, I had the instruction it. manual. I have it any is, idea uh, about it? Anything I know just from recognizing or what? Um, there is a broken box that it was stored in that's here, and also a sodden mass of moldering, melting pages, which you vaguely remember. Felix telling you where the instruction manuals on how to use this thing. <sighs> okay. Other than that, it's somehow related to the Roman goddess of the moon, Luna. And other than that, you're going to have to spend some time exterminating. Exterminating? <laughs> exterminating. Not fucking Dalek. <laughs> Yet. Just wave it at people and see what it does. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, new boy, here <laughs> goes. Yeah. Uh, Jack, you should probably be worried if Cat points a mysterious-looking scepter at you. 
I've um I've already signed up to this train. Okay, uh Liza is dead. Um, <laughs> well Chai. done. Chai, roll me your luck as you wander the beach. Luck. Oh, cool. Roll me a D ten. Rolling a D ten, D ten. Liza was dead. That is good or bad? No idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> bad then. So I should have failed the luck roll then. Uh, uh, did you inadvertently pick something luck. up? Liza, you find a book lying dead. On, on the... Uh, Chai, you find <laughs> a book lying on the um, beach. It is miraculously unharmed, bound in wooden cover. It is the cultist Maleficarum. Oh, okay. Ah, roll me your pow as you touch it. Rolling a pow. I'm going to lock that. Luck. As you pick it up, it... It hums with a strange energy and you almost feel your skin crawling as you can almost see the sort of like nictuous membrane part that was wrapped around the book and seemed to fade away, sloughing off it like some sort of waterproof skin. Sanity check. Sanity check. Don't roll a sanity check. A sand. There's lots of sand around here. You lose one sanity just because that was unnaturally unnerving. Yeah, book shouldn't do that. But you now have the cultist Maleficarum. Oh, yay. Yay. It's looking after itself. What language is it in? The cultist Maleficarum. I think it might be in Latin. Let's check. I've given you the oh, handout. Oh. Yeah. It's in English. Oh, even he, well, no, it isn't even easy, actually. Um, Next up, Hugo, are you going to sort of like join in this wandering around the beach? Yeah, I'd sort of, you know, um, help be an extra pair of eyes and see if I can spot anything that they uh, try and recover. Roll your luck for me. Luck or spot hidden? Luck. Alas. You find a corpse. Oh. oh. Is it Wallace? It's Liza. <laughs> it's a random sailor who's washed ashore. Mm. Uh. You point this out to the harbour master's people who will uh, take care of it. Ooh. Wallace dissolve into the light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Wallace fell into the gate. Wallace, Wallace is also with Yogg-Sothoth in a way. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. I, no way. I got the feeling. I got the feeling that Wallace kind of got atomized in the process. It wasn't like a like you know he got pulled along. More of like you know your soul got pulled along. Whereas, oh. off, whereas Wallace is there as a snack for the journey. Mm. I mean, your body got atomized, but your soul was fine. Mm. I think I think I think Liza and uh, Felix are basically like the the eyes and ears and brain of Yogg-Sothoth and Wallace is just I don't know the pubes. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Jack, they seem to be searching the beach. Do you want to join in? Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that I'm Jack because I've had that other character for so long. Um, He's dead. Yes, he, he sort of. Um, <laughs> he is. Uh, I I want to look like I'm helping, so I, I I I want to prove how useful I am. So I'm going to search the beach with gusto. Well, your luck for me, Jack. Gusto is my familiar. Yeah, I was wondering who Gusto was. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, you're alive. Hi, honey cakes. Uh, roll me your luck, please. Not luck. Roll me a D9, please, Jack. There's no such thing as a D9, Rosset. Will a D10 do? Yeah, but if you roll a 10, you'll have to roll it again. You can roll a D9 in roll 20. Two. Two. You have to get the keyboard out there. Look, I found these teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You could do a ritual with these. (laughs) I like like the idea of you, like, being an ex-cultist, like, keep accidentally saying things which are, like, terrible faux pas and would like to keep casual conversation in, in in the cult. You're like, oh, yeah, like, I did this ritual with this blood and this thing, and he's like, no, no, I can't. I, oh, no. Why is everybody giving me bad looks? Do you yeah. have any expendable orphans? <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple kind of orphanages. On you? the deck, on the shore. It's washed ashore. Oh. It's damp and wet. and um, But it is recoverable if you pick it up and take it along. Oh, I pick it up and take it along. What was it? Life <gasps> as a god. Oh. <laughs> You're at a dinner party and it's like, oh, I remember a story of when I ripped a baby in half the wrong way. <laughs> boy, was I my did face it lengthways red. instead of widthways, yeah. I mean. <laughs> boy, boy, was my face red with baby blood. blood. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a hand out? Yeah, I'm just gonna go one handout. It's in Mythos Tomes. Are all our new characters still alive while I was gone? Currently. <laughs> I like how much uh working on it. <laughs> yeah, a book. Okay. Um Cat. Hello. You did a search. Eduardo, would you like to roll no, you went back to the, to the I thing. did, yeah. You've avoided all the gift giving. Um, Mitch, roll me your luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you find a locked metal box. Oh. This looks interesting, guys. Come over here. I found a uh, some kind of box. Okay, do you want to try and open it? Yeah. yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a metal box. It's so oh. cute when they. It's so cute when they discover that uh... oh, box, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gather everyone in, cat. Guy, Hugo, Jack, Matteo, you're all gathering around this metal box that Mitch has found. Does anyone recognise this? 
Um, none, none of you recognize it, actually. But roll me your mechanical repair, if you have it. I have that. I'll study it. No. <laughs> no. Ah. Oh, dear. I do okay. not. Hugo, Hugo, Hugo. I have a little yeah. bit. You critically failed, Hugo. You explode. No. Not again. Okay, no one recognises where it's from. It's probably from some part of the ship, but because it's been ripped out of the ship, it doesn't look properly. Okay. Do want to open it? Yeah. Someone want to roll lock picking to open it? Yeah. I have a lock. Oh. I think I know what this might be, but I don't know if I actually could know what it is. Didn't manage. Mm. Can lock it. Weren't you pretty good at this? Oh, I, I could probably open it, I say quietly. Oh, well... What do you think it is, Cat, says Walter? Is this... Because if this came from the ship and it's locked and it's quite big like that, might this be where all of our weapons ended up? Ooh. Possibly. Let's get it open and see. Mr. KD, you wanted to try? Yeah! No! <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else know how to pick locks? Um, I do. Does anyone know how to pick locks competently? Hard yeah, as it is. You unlock the metal box. Inside is uh, Liza's uh, jewelry case, mm-hmm. cat jewelry case, a whole bunch of guns, uh, various uh, leather folders full of uh, Vanda cash bills. It's essentially the um, safe from one of the cargo holds where all of your valuables were stored. Ah. Like Liza's jewels, Cat's jewels. You're telling me you're telling me we found an upside down safe and we couldn't recognise what it was. Well it's been written. It, <laughs> it was normally safe. like normally at that angle and it, when it's at that angle, we just don't know. <laughs> no, it's not like a safe with a dial and everything on it. It's just a big metal cube with a lock on the front of it. If it was set in the wall in the cargo bay you probably recognise it, but because it's just a piece of metal that's been ripped out of the ship, you're not sure, you know, which where it's from. It was clearly a lockbox from the ship. You just Liza, know which lockbox. Liza, cat probably picks up. <laughs> I'm doing it as well. Cat, looks like you've got some of your uh, belongings here. Yes, I will take the both jewelry boxes. I suspect I recognise the other one. Yeah, it's definitely Liza's jewelry box. Do you want to check inside of it? Uh, yeah, all right. There is another set of those ebony Ankin crooks in here. Oh, this is Liza's set. What was you the first set? The first set was Felix's. Oh, <laughs> Felix, what you have? Please. And there's just various, you know, hair clips, necklaces, rings, brooches, amulets. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just full of... And the water takes the folder and flips through it. It's like, yeah, this is most of our bills of... Yeah, no, this is most of the money, Mrs. Vanderbilt. Like, you know, bills of sale, 
um, the, the equivalent to 1925 traveller's checks. That's mm-hmm. good. Our identity documents, everyone's passports. Oh, these are useful. Mm. Excellent. Well, at least we found these. And everyone's weapons. Yay, weapons. How did the weapons get out of the safe? Uh, Bubbles probably had a knife. (laughs) Bubbles was with with Liza in her bedroom. She made very sure of this. Yes, I did. (laughs) Craig went to painstaking lengths to hide Bubbles. Okay, um, Matteo, roll me your luck. Luck, 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 luck. Oh, Matteo, so far you found the uh, stained glass scrying ward. Scry. What? It's a piece of stained glass that Felix built. That means that as long as you're within, like, um, 100 yards of it, no one can spy on you using magic. I see. He had it built to protect the boat. And if you set it into a... Uh, a vehicle. So if you like fix it to the wall of the ship, it would protect the whole ship. Right. So it's very expensive and incredibly valuable and means the cult can't spy on you with scrying magic. Right. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, there's a constant scrying arms race going on. And you did. So roll me a D8, please, honey. Uh, yep. D8 coming right up. Oh. It's like this number's getting smaller. All right. I'm just going to go get a drink. All of them. An eight. Ah. As you browse, as you break up to start browsing the beach again, uh, Matteo, mm-hmm. you find a book. It is perfectly intact, seemingly untouched by the water itself. Okay. And dry, just lying there. It's wrapped in pale cream leather. But, hmm. you know, this should have been dissolving in the seawater, but it's just perfectly unharmed. It must have been <laughs> exploded clear of the ship. Clearly. On the shore. That's possible. Um, Are you going to pick it up? Does it have any uh, name? Uh, It's the Cathat Aquadingen. Oh, this sounds like other people's department. Um, What were you expecting? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? uh, I probably would have avoided that as well, to be honest. (laughs) Um, uh, even more cursed <laughs> Are you going to hand this off to someone? Um, is there anyone near me? Cat's nearby. Um, yeah, Cat seems like someone who would know what to do with this. I'll um, I'll call Cat over. Cat, Matteo calls you over. I don't even want to touch this book. <laughs> I come over. Suspicious. There's a suspicious book down there. What do we Ooh. do with it? I'll put that with the other suspicious books. <laughs> why isn't why is it undamaged? I say that's most of the suspicious bit. Yes, <laughs> I, I will put it in this bag. Roll which... me your intelligence as you pick it up. Ooh. intelligence! I'm okay. not intelligent. You pop the Cathat Aquadingen 
into your bag full of ne- Necronomicons. <laughs> <laughs> just so full of Necronomicons. Don't don't rub them on each other. <laughs> Maybe it was bad to trust you with this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a book. Thank you. Toss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just tosses it in this. She's wearing like a messenger bag, and she just pops it in that, and it's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, sure," because I'm sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing I should know? <laughs> like, oh, when, I you open, when you open the bag, and there are three copies of the Necronomicon in there later. <laughs> oh god! Sorry, my take your pill alarm is going off. That's because it's three. It's three. Okay, um, that was the wrong draw. This is the draw with my pills in. Um, This this story is getting more and more exciting. What, me and my pills? Yeah. I've got to take my pills or I start imagining things. (laughs) Terrible things. What's worse is they're suppositories. (laughs) Why do you take them on camera? After game. Okay, um... Roll me your luck, Hugo. My luck. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh, great luck. I'm afraid you don't find anything else. Jack, you can... Oh. Hey, you've had about five critical successes so far. <laughs> oh, God, Hugo, why would you do this? <laughs> do I stab my toe? You walk uh, out into well, walk out into the sea, chanting "Yogsathoth is the key in the gate." <laughs> okay, Hugo, uh, you find a book lying innocently in the uh, surf. Uh, you bend down to pick it up. Roll me your power, extreme. Oh no, that's all right. He gets those. Oh, he did. You're right. No, no I meant yeah, extreme. <laughs> Oh, oh well, I'm going to have fun with this. Oh, God. Of course you are, Russet. Of course you, you are. You pick it up, and without even thinking about it, pop it in your coat pocket. Check non-standard books, Nido. You have a tome. Oh, where? Oh, in the... Um... In the journal. Okay, I'm. I'm going to ask if this is either or both. A book is hoarded... And uh, we uh, pick up something that we shouldn't, or whatever it is. He's definitely hoarding it. If you look in Mythoth tones, Nido, and then non-standard books, you should see you have a new handout. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's this one. It's this one again. Okay, it's fine. So, yes, yeah, you now belong to that. Well done, Nido. Well done. We belong to that. You. Oh wait, hold on. Belong. Oh, wait, there's two. There's two. Oh, are there? Oh, it, ignore the adventures of Naomi Trelop because that's shared with everyone. Oh, okay. Do we need to kill Nido again? <laughs> oh, okay, done? that one. That one. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. I'll, uh, no, it's I'll not that for future reference. You're going to be reading that. Okay. okay. You have no choice. <laughs> Jack, would you like to make me a luck roll as you search the beach? 
Yes, I would love to make you a luck roll as I search the beach. Thank you. Come on, lucky number seven. You are oh, lucky. I'm a lucky person. Uh, you find a small clay jar full of what you recognize is coyote dust. Ah, cool. You know that this is used in various sinister rituals of the cult and um, has some other uses as well if you just throw the dust at people. Um, Pocket sand! <laughs> such, as, uh, such as annoying them. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is different from the powder of Ibn Ghazi, isn't it? Yeah, this is coyote dust. Hmm. Um, I found something, I say, holding up the jar. Uh, do I... I guess I notice. You do notice. It's a jar of your coyote dust, cat. Aha. Oh, that, that's, that's mine. Uh, thanks. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you found that. I hand you the jar. Thank you. You see, <laughs> I say, desperately. <laughs> I see yeah, you're really. being very helpful. Actually, no, that, that is a good point yeah, that I have right. thought of. How close are we to each other, generally? We, like, spread out. You're not. You're spread out. You're all within hailing. You can all shout, and you're here. All right. The beach isn't that big. It's just that this is just you know where stuff is washing ashore. There's only a little beach, and then there's the harbour. I, I guess I'll say anyone right. If anyone finds any books, uh, I'm I'm happy to keep hold of those. I take Getting it in. that the, the uh, I I should not say anything at this point. You didn't find a book, Hugo. There's mm. nothing for you to hand over. Um, Doesn't look like anything to me. Uh, uh, oh <laughs> I, 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 I take a book out of my pocket. I found this a little while ago. I say, holding up life as a god. This oh. book looks like it has been affected by the water and is okay. all gummed together and wet. It, I thought it, I might have a go at um, restoring it. That's uh, one of the things I used to do, you know, before. Is it, is it an autobiography yeah. by Liza and Felix? Yeah, I think that that would be fine to try and restore. Uh, I guess I'm mostly looking for books that haven't um, suffered as much. Mm. As you can imagine, that might be a good idea. Chai, <laughs> <laughs> would you care to roll me your luck? This is the final luck roll on the beach. No. Uh... Oh, excite. Chai, roll me a d7. Calling you a seven. Smash. One, two, seven. Oh, cool. Chai, you find a book. <laughs> it is now in your journal in non standard books at the top. Begins with A. Hmm. Oh, this one. Oh, oh. Uh, Cool. It is a bit waterlogged, but mostly it is just the cover is waterlogged, but the interior seems to be safe. Nice, nice. At this point, the light is fading. Uh, You've combed the beach backwards and forwards and found what you can. Um, Walter suggests maybe now we should return to the harbour master's office. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's head back. Sounds like a good idea. We certainly got a lot of our belongings, so at least we've got something. And we found and ate all those books. <laughs> it's possible more might turn up, so if we keep the harbour staff looking out for things. <laughs> yeah. The harbour master will keep looking for your belongings as they clear the debris. Come back in uh, two weeks' time, and they're all like uh, suddenly, like there's a portal somewhere. They're all like members of an occult. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say this portal. is. They gave it a lick. <laughs> we caused the occult equivalent of Chernobyl on their doorstep, <laughs> and, <laughs> and now we're gonna wander off and be like, "Yeah, find anything. If, if it's anything, it's." glowing or if it says anything to you just toss it back in it'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) if it says anything that starts with er uh just sort of run you'll be fine got legs if it's not wet i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said eduardo roll me your seminary with a bonus dice Yay, got it. You write a really nice memorial service for tomorrow. Hurrah. That's exactly what I was trying to get out of this. That's why I didn't get anything on the beach. Um, and as you are finishing up writing, uh, everyone else shoots back into the Harbour Master's building. You can hear them out in the hallway taking off hats and gloves and chattering loudly about all the exciting things they found and Cat's mysterious satchel full of mysterious books. <laughs> Do you have a good haul, everyone? Yeah, I mean, I got this nice shotgun. It's quite pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Is it loaded? No, no, it's not loaded. Bam! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was Liza's, I believe. Well, she ain't using it where she is. Jesus. Really? <laughs> really? Cat just glares at you when you explode. <laughs> I'm not even convinced that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what time is it? It's getting on for about 7 p.m. Okay. I guess we need to like work out what we're going to be doing, like, and when we're going to be going somewhere. We need to come up with like a plan, right? Mm. Well, we have got this little side excursion to Darwin that some of us can go on. Um, we should just decide who's going to go on that, um, and then while they're away, we can talk to Mackenzie to arrange um, all the things we need for the expedition whenever that can take place. I think planning for the expedition should happen and then potentially later plans uh well see what jack knows that might help us with those mm-hmm. sounds good there mm. <laughs> mm. i'm jack hello jack <laughs> i forgot <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> Did you say Felix before you say the name Jack so that I remember to look up? Jack. Yes, hi. <laughs> yes, hi, hello. I'm Jack. 
the Jack formerly known as Felix. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just change my name. <laughs> Felix too. Yeah, you can call me Felix if you like. I'll wear your friend's dead skin. Um, is that going too far? I'm sorry. <laughs> again, now, again, yeah. we need to keep you boundaries. Now, you now, to... now I'm just thinking of uh, Final Space. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy! My mother's back. Uh, I can look through the hall. Um, not of the books i already know about and that i'm not taking out of the bag but this the newer one i got i can have a look at and the picture of my kids uh, ah yes the children i'm back sorry about that i had to go and use the laboratorial convenience okay so i did find this nice head breast. does anyone recognize it do i do i <laughs> uh, i'm not sure if any of you do actually no do I recognise it? I shared this with anyone. She found it whilst alone in a bedroom and stuffed it in a pocket. Oh, is this the one from the Penhue Foundation? This is from the mansion, yeah. The mansion, hey, yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, you remember that mansion that I've been to? Um, do I recognise it? Oh, actually, yes. You oh. <laughs> a cult. Do you remember that mansion run by my best buddy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mansion. Full of stuff that I've handled. Do I recognise it? Um... Occult. I do. I do recognize it. Let's see if I tell Mitch to put it on or not. Are you one of us? <laughs> uh, it's the headdress of the eyes. It was created by Gavigan and blessed by Nyaltatep. It is a repository of magic points. Uh, anyone who's wearing it can invest magic points into it as a storage. Oh, so it's kind of like the walking cane, but evil. Also, anyone who wears it who isn't in the service of Nyarlathotep will get a little telephone call from him to be like, <laughs> Hello, why are you wearing my magical item? <laughs> why are you wearing my tiara? Jack, as you see that. You put it on and go, oh, that's where you are. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> a magical Nyarlathotep telephone. Just what I wanted. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you fail? Yes. Oh, did. <laughs> you lose two sanity as you back away from it really, really, really quickly. In I do a little scream. Can... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jack does a little scream and, like, flattens himself against the wall as far from it as possible. What's wrong with it? Like... Uh, put it down. Okay. You put Should it down. It? What's the, what? What's the matter? Like, it's just okay. A... Um. Bear in mind, I'm that's... still here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've just lost sanity. I'm not going to care that you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wh- why? I'm just for the record. Like, I guess we finished, we went back to the Arbormaster's house. Was there anything else that you needed to be doing here? He followed you back. You didn't dismiss I, him. Fine. <laughs> he's he's, well, he's learning the hard way. Um, he came along with you, I believe, to discuss your travel plans for yeah. Darwin, who was going. Well, I, I initially was just coming along to help find them, help them find stuff on the beach. But, you know, mm-hmm. it was just I, being a friend I did, to get to I, know I you. Was, yeah, I was just talking about, before we got this headdress out, about 
Darwin and who would like to go. We never answered. Yeah, him. he's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he he was about to answer, I think, and then Mitch is like, "I found this," and Jack has gone crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so that that's um, that's an artifact uh, of um, of my employer, my former employer. I say desperately, <laughs> do not under any circumstances ever, ever, ever put that on, ever. I'll um, take that. <laughs> I to you, Pat. It seems like the kind of thing that you might want to look after. You can lock this away in your box. I'll put it in the box. It is, it is blessed and consecrated in his worship. Mm. Pat, like excellent, and puts it on. Right, <laughs> you fucker. We're going to have words. If you could get that thing as far away from me as possible, I say a little bit desperately. That'd be grand. Uh, okay. Let's, let's deal with that then. What do you make of all of this weird conversation, Hugo? Um, I'm starting to think that this Jack fellow is a little eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I'm too centric. Walker's like, right, um, mysterious golden artifacts. Excellent. Uh, Darwin, who's going to Darwin with Mr. Mr. Dawson here? Um, whoever goes needs to investigate the Randolph Shipping Company, so maybe we should send our best investigators. He looks at Matteo. Um, we should well, send our best investigators. Look out to see. Uh, second best investigator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose you're telling me that I should go and investigate this then. Well, you are very good at investigating things. You did very well in Sydney. I have a question. Is anybody still alive who went into that mansion in England? Yes. Because I think they found the shipping manifest, which refers to Randolph shipping. Wait, that was was Faye, and Faye went to the other place. No. Okay. All right, yeah, I was was just saying, because whoever went in there, it would have been, like, immediately... I would have suggested them, but if no, none of us are alive or present. You as a party have for Randolph Shipping Company is a business card that says Randolph Shipping Company, Darwin, Australia. Mm-hmm. England handout 10. And yeah, the England handout 12 is the list that we found. And yeah, there's a shipping manifest of stuff being shipped out of Randolph Shipping right. to your chums across the world. So... Yeah, the main but... reason to investigate it is to try and work out where else they're shipping stuff so you can tie it together and find cult distribution centres. Hey, on which handouts? They're in Australia. Clues mm-hmm. that lead to Australia. Handouts 10 and 12. Clues that lead to Australia. Uh, okay. I like that we've got a folder called Clues that lead to Australia and every week we forget why we're in Australia, <laughs> why we came here, what we're doing. What Australia is? What even is Australia? Who we're supposed to be worshipping? Right. Why so, do you have a pokey pole, Hedgehog Man? For poking and polling. Makes sense. Is it for poking the balloon? This, yeah, this feels like a covert operation to me. It, uh, it uh, doesn't seem like that. This shipping company are the sort that's just going to let me have a poke around. 
That's why I was suggesting you should go, Matteo, because mm. you are our best covert investigator. Mm. I suppose I am. And Do we you, should um, send someone with you who is also good at being stealthy. I idly do some backflips or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're breaking up and turning into a robot. You can do really? backflips. Can't hear you, Craig. You're a robot. Oh, well. Um, oh, now you're back. Your connection's really shanky today, Craig. That's normal. You should be used to it by now. <laughs> oh, now you sound better. The more you talk, the better you get. I've been quiet for quite a while. His <laughs> <laughs> his microphone and probably fallen asleep. I think um, yeah, I think we were suggesting uh, Chai Chi goes with Matteo to do- to Darwin. Yes, Tai Chi can come along. Cool, fairly good at climbing and jumping and a bit sneaking, so it should be just might be some help. Well, Walter's like, well, Father Eduardo has arranged a memorial for tomorrow, so possibly you should lead the day after. Mm-hmm. That's what I originally planned with uh, Hugo. So maybe I'll go and arrange dinner and everyone else should have a quiet evening. Hmm. Um, Hugo, do you want to join us for dinner or would you have plans? Uh, I can join you for dinner and um, I'm staying at uh, that hotel anyway. So I'd, I'd love to stay for dinner with my new friends. Of course you can. <laughs> Yes, this is good. Great. I love that you're with us. I mean, Thank if you like, I can perhaps <laughs> I can cook for everyone. <laughs> Do you want to cook for everyone, Mitch? Why not? Roll cooking, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh. i got to find my cooking skill. I know I've got it. It's on the sea. Just yeah. like Cat and Liza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick, you cook a really nice meal for everyone that evening. It's probably the nicest food you've had in a while, Jack, since you've been on the run for a while. Yeah. Oh, can I just say that these chicken nuggets are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> They're not chicken. Oh, whatever animal they are, they are very tasty. <laughs> There was that sailor's corpse you found on the beach. Oh, <laughs> delightful. Oh, my, oh, my favourite. Humans is the cultist. Cannib- cannibalism is not illegal in the United Kingdom. We're in Australia. Shit. It's <laughs> definitely not illegal there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's illegal in Australia, is it? That's <laughs> Oh, I'm just adding another mark to the apologise to the I've got Australian friends who listen to this. They're going to be so insulted. <laughs> well, you don't have Australian friends. I do. Go on, name one. Jolly. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I could make... Uh, oh, you like Greg and um, Sphinctro. <laughs> you did ask for names. It is harder than I <laughs> Nebula, Kai, Jolly. There's three Australians I know. Well, then why why do you let us act like this? (laughs) (laughs) They don't sound Australian. Yeah, exactly. They should be called Dundee. Or, like... (laughs) Crocodile? I'm (laughs) sorry. All over how we act. We're kind of like 
cats. I'm going to go around the table. Chai, are you doing anything else this evening? Nope, quite night. Cat? Uh, come back to me. Okay, come back to you. Uh, Father Eduardo? I think I'm, I'll take it easy. I've got the memorial thing sorted out, so I might just take it easy. Does your headset have little antennas on? Me? Oh, no, it's the head strap. So just the way the light was fading on you, Flinty, it looked like like you couldn't see the um, headband. You could just see the little metal clip, so it looked like you had a little antenna. Oh, this... your little Martian boy. Yep. Matteo, are you doing anything? Uh, A little bit of meditation, a little bit of meditation. Well, meditate for me, Matteo. You've meditated successfully on the reasons of the universe, mm-hmm. and you've meditated upon your knowledge of Jack and Hugo and Chai. Yes. Hugo seems 100% above board. He's just a pilot. Nothing yes. going on there. Chai, you know, is a treasure-hunting little minx who can use weird kenjutsu powers to immobilize people's pressure points. Cool. But her main uh, interest seems to be treasure. Mm-hmm. And Jack. So far, Cat and Eduardo seem convinced that he's on the level, though Cat is being extra, extra cautious. Mm. Father Eduardo is like, love thy neighbor, which is, you know, probably normal to him. Mm-hmm. So you might want to keep a closer eye on him for a little bit longer. Yes. But he did reveal that he found the uh, book on the beach instead of trying to keep it for himself. Um, that could just be something to lure you into a full sense of security. Did I get any chance to investigate that expedition leader uh, person? Oh, Mackenzie, yes. Yeah. You did have time to investigate Mackenzie. He is quite well known. He is um, not as hard to get hold of as it seemed. Mm. He's out and about in the town quite a lot. People see him quite often. He goes to a club. Here he goes, he's good friends with the man who owns the railway and the aerodrome. Mm. And he's been responsible for like setting up several mines. Okay. Out in the outback. Uh, he mostly didn't seem to want to meet Chai because she's a treasure hunting minx and he didn't want to have anything to do with her. Stop saying minx. She's a minx though. Look at her. Look at her there being all minx like. All right. Um, that is what you have learned so far. Okay. Mitch, are you doing anything else this evening or are you just taking it easy? I think I'm going to go and have, uh, hit the sack early. Okay. Jack, are you doing anything this evening? Uh, once they've all fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... Uh, I stay up a little late to make sure that nobody breaks into my room unexpectedly, but then I, I just rest. I, I feel a bit better now that I know that they're, uh, you know, they're all in principle not going to kill me immediately. They might kill you in a few days, but they're not going to do it tonight. Yeah, if they kill me, I hope it's somewhere that no my body can't be found. <laughs> that's okay. The cult of the bloody tongue will take care of your corpse. Yes, that's why I wanted to do it somewhere my body won't be found. <laughs> Hugo, you start reading your interesting new book. I was even going to suggest that. Uh, no, I was just, 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 
and regular thing to do. I was just uh, I was just uh, giggling about the fact of uh, you know Arona wants to lull us into a secure a sense of security, which is tricky when you know you're we're used to being lulled into a false sense of security. Um, just be lulled. <laughs> what skill do I read? Hang on, I just need to do a little thing based on that one hundred you rolled earlier. It won't be a moment, Hugo. Yes, that certainly makes everything easier, doesn't it? You're whittling a soapstone statue. <laughs> With oh, why yeah, you, I found why that have I gone into edit mode? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he's probably making sure you can actually read the thing you're being forced to read. I'm trying to work. I well, wish I go into friends... whisper mode and uh, roll the language. Oh. Oh. What have you done? What have you done? Okay, let me press that button. And then I need to press... Shall I just roll a D100 to make sure it doesn't do anything funky? No, if you've got Whisper to keep a switched on, you can just click the language. Which is just uh, the button on the dice paddle, isn't it? That lights up GM. Whisper. Yeah. It... yeah. Whisper. I'm just checking before I... Dice panel on your character sheet. Yeah, at the top of your character sheet needle. Oh, I see. There's a button there as well. Okay, nope, that's fine. Sorry, I just want to make sure I get it right. Don't get it wrong. You start reading. It's very difficult, however, because this is a weird language you're not used to. But you start reading it. English. (laughs) (laughs) He wishes it was English. Well, he is Australian. Oh, we apologise. We can't do We're going to have to add that to the bingo. Return to Catherine. Yes. Me, Vanderbilt, the seventy-sixth. Let's see things I've got. I, I think I will just arrange to meet up with everyone at breakfast. Although we would probably do that anyway, but. Um, and then I'll have a look at this uh, new book for as long as I can stand to look at strange artifacts. <laughs> Your mysterious satchel has two scrolls, two and three books. Which book are you looking at? The moonly one that Matteo fished out the water for you. Uh, yes. Roll me your intelligence again as you look at the Cathat at Kudingen. I'm intelligent. Stream. You're looking at this and you're like, yes, Liza had this. Liza was reading this. Then Hastur stole it in London. Why is it here? Sanity check. Yeah. Okay. I am good. You gently put it back down on the table next to both copies of the Necronomicon you have and those scrolls and are like, hmm, maybe I don't want to open this book full of pastor traps. (laughs) (laughs) It is, however, the Book of Water. Yes. Maybe it's just ended up back here, but either way, I will put it in another bag. A non necronomical <laughs> bag. And now there are two bags full of terrible books. <laughs> and we <laughs> earn them. 
It won't work. <laughs> if they could be burned, that would be great. But Just they get can't. more fire. <laughs> they fell in the ocean, Flinty, and washed ashore perfectly unharmed. <laughs> Let's you see. can drop them in volcanoes to just bob up on the surface. Uh, no, normally the volcano explodes so they can get back out of the volcano. Everyone oh. has slept. <laughs> no one has summoned any dark gods. No one has yes. ascended to godhood. No yes. one has definitely summoned the... Uh, Amalgamation of all quantine fields in the universe. Quantine. Quantine. That's a word. It is now. Is it? No. (laughs) Today. Hang on, I've got to turn to the calendar. We started then. Yes. It is now the Monday, the third of August, nineteen twenty-five. The world ends on January the fourteenth, nineteen twenty-six. Or sooner. May I suggest we don't end the world? But, but, we'll but, take it under advisement. All my stuff. Well, happens. it was going to end anyway. The morning. Oh, I don't know why I'm speaking like this. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> this is our captain speaking. <laughs> I was rubbing my nose when I started to speak, so I'm like, good morning, everyone. If you'd like to Catherine, that would be most appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> Did you, did you, just checking, you, you did take your pills, right? Yeah, like, are you okay? <laughs> Is this a cry for help? Is Peter... <laughs> I'm not hearing a no. You all gather for breakfast in the lounge breakfast chamber. Okay. Ooh, breakfast. A medium caliber buffet. There are two medium caliber buffets. Mitch, have you cooked breakfast or have you let other people cook breakfast? Of course I cook breakfast. I'm not Roll. sucking some fool's garbage. We're all cooking then, Mitch. <laughs> I love that he's got this, got this syndrome about cooking. Like we're specifically staying in a hotel and like, sir, please leave the kitchen. And he's like, I've got a knife. <laughs> it's his coping mechanism for dealing with all of your crazy shit. Oh god, this, <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. So, as long as it's your garbage that you're serving, you're okay with it. <laughs> Can I just do with a quarter of a koala's back leg? <laughs> Whatever it was, it wasn't what you did. <laughs> the only things uh, Mitch has prepared for you, everything has pineapple in it. You have got <laughs> dippy eggs with pineapple floating in them and porridge with large chunks of pineapple in and what? everything is just pineapple. Why is there so Russet. much pineapple? Russet, I'm a cultist. I love pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> You're an ex-cultist. Oh, yeah, an ex-cultist. Sure, He's going back. <laughs> also, your name is Jack. Okay, uh, breakfast is interesting, to say the least. The coffee is uh-huh. Um The tea that comes out in the teapot is very interesting because it's just hot water. Someone <laughs> forgot to put the tea leaves in. That's Can I just say... tea, then? Can I just say I love these pancakes? 
<laughs> what pancakes? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, you mean the steak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just pineapple rings covered in uncooked batter. <laughs> anyway, cat. Still better than what Jack Summoner, you want to breakfast. Everyone has been summoned to this um, calamity that is claiming to be breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> is it like just any fresh fruit that isn't pineapple? <laughs> no, I, I, I took every other bit of fruit away, so it was only pineapple. <laughs> it didn't, didn't taint my masterwork. <laughs> but then you I decided to make it in a really sad, disappointed way, and then just don't bother having breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> And you people don't trust me. <laughs> this isn't poison, I think. <laughs> so everyone's together like you wanted, Cat. Ah, uh, yes, good. Uh, good morning, everybody. Ah, uh, good. Um, I guess when we, a few of us, remember that we spent a bit of time uh, in a spa before we moved, before we we came here. Well, you guys certainly did. I don't think Matea and I did. Actually, is anyone left who did that? Um, <laughs> no. Just you. Well, Mitch, yeah, Mitch was there. Okay. Was it? and Eduardo came to the spa and then went to Sydney. Oh. Mm. oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so I spent some time not doing very much so I could, well, feel a bit more myself. Um. Regrettably, I need to do that again, but I think it's going to take a little while this time. Ah. And so I'm not going to let it get in the way of continuing what we need to do. So I'm going to step back for a bit and let you continue. Are you going to remain here in Australia or go back home? Um, I'm likely to go back home at this point. Uh I'm still going to fund things, so I've asked Walter to take care of that side. Hello, everyone. I will be looking after the sun. Every time you talk, it is just the sun. (laughs) 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 And also, Matteo, I don't know if you're would you be able to work with Walter to continue, well, at least our current plans? Uh. Yes, I'm sure that I, 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 I'm sure that I can. What what's happening? How are you gonna get home? Is someone coming to pick you up, or have you got a secure method of transport back? Or yeah, I, I'll be just fine getting back. Are you, are you sure? I mean, bear in mind how you got here. From uh, it's, it's all right. The cult the cult have lost track of you. Like, well. The the uh, um, the, the, the track of us says the cultist that tracked us down. <laughs> oh, mm, you've got me there, <laughs> Mrs. Vanderbilt's travel arrangements back home have been arranged. She will be safe. Well, I I do trust you, Walter. So okay, and. Mrs. Vanderbilt has arranged a replacement, a colleague of hers from the world of writing who will be joining the team. Jessica Fletcher. 
Miss oh. Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> and Miss Agatha Christie. <laughs> we're, just, we're just going to be surrounded by people constantly dropping dead. Oh, wait, that's our lives anyway. And Virginia mm-hmm. Woolf. <laughs> and uh, Hercule Poirot. <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien is joining you. So, yes, in a, in a few months, I guess we'll see. Uh, but hopefully we will... Yes, if, if, yes, you'll you'll know you'll know if we succeeded if the world doesn't end on January the fourteenth. Um, well, Mrs. Vanderbilt is going to be in touch with me, Mrs. Walter, and she should be able to communicate with the rest of us via telegram as well um, from Halifax. Yeah, we can put whatever we need in to keep um, finances going as well. Uh, that's that's fine as long as we're able to continue. Because I also realise that it's really only me that's able to to keep that side going, and I think mm. I can do that better away as well. And Mrs. Miss Corley should be arriving tomorrow to join the team. But Mrs. Vanderbilt, I believe you're planning to leave after today's memorial. Uh, yes. Oh, this is such a shame. I was looking forward to uh, getting to know you. Oh, we can keep in touch by telegram. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, I will say I, I completely understand the need to, mm. you know, step back, uh, Miss Vanderbilt. But let me just say, uh, on behalf of everybody, it was an absolute pleasure to get to know you and uh, spend some time with you. Thank you for for being part of our endeavour. And I hope I you have... really enjoyed this celebratory breakfast I created for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a work of art than food. <laughs> I will certainly never forget it. <laughs> it's like I a definitely like pineapples. Yes, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you. All so, right. if people want to talk to Mrs. Vanderbilt before she leaves, you've got time now before the memorial service. I believe you wanted to talk to Matteo first. Uh, yes, I can do that. Right. Once everyone who's finished admiring the pineapple fountain. <laughs> I don't admire it. I just walk out. <laughs> this is one of these youth <laughs> euphemisms. No, no, he's taken several pineapples and arranged the cubes with a cocktail stick so you can't see them. So it looks like a spray of uh, pineapple <laughs> out of the fountain. Mm. What a nightmare. <laughs> It's not practical for eating, however, but it looks nice. <laughs> okay, uh, Chai, Chai, where are you going? As you uh, stalk uh, What's that? Where are you going? What are you doing? Um, I just, I do quickly just let Cat know before I leave, so I pop my head back in. I, I'll be in... Wait, where are we? Are we at a harbour master still or a hotel at this yeah. point? Yeah, harbour master's building. Have I got a room here now? Or yeah, they they set you up a room. Right, okay. Uh, I'll be in my room if you need me, cat. Okay, thank you. Wander off to my room. Okay, cat, you get together with Matteo in your room. Yes. What can I do for you, cat? Oh, it was just 
Um, I wanted to make sure if you were okay with this, I guess, to talk to you, because it's really only us that have been in it for the, the long run now. And I feel a bit on the spot to just say, here you go. But I worry about what might happen if I don't. Uh, yes. Uh, well, it's, it's difficult, of course, but I don't think there is very much of a choice. No. I would not want you to come to harm. Mm. Well, thank you. And yes, work with Walter. Uh, I'm sure between the two of you, just let me know if there's anything that I can do. Yes, and of course. I guess here, um, there's this one... So I'm going to take some items back with me, but there is one thing that I wanted to keep. Um, I'm not sure it will interest you necessarily, but it might come in useful. And so I I go into one of my bags and I take out one of my copies of the Necronomicon. (laughs) (laughs) Given the cat came back the very next day. (laughs) (laughs) Given, I say, the reasons for your departure, I wonder, though, if it's wise to take something like that with you. That's my only concern. Well, my current plan is to put them somewhere very safe, um, potentially safer than whatever um, you can do as a moving group. I certainly have no expertise in looking after things like this. Mm -hmm. I understand, but it's, well, I guess as you travel, then you might find that someone else in our group is going to be able to make good use of it. Yes. Um, Well, you know where I stand on all of this. Mm -hmm. I would prefer us to get as little involved in the actual... using of these things as possible. Mm, I I understand. Just sometimes needs must, Mm. and hopefully it won't come to that, but it feels remiss to then effectively take a lot of knowledge away that might otherwise be useful. Uh, I mean, you don't have to take it, but I thought I would offer... So out, out out of character, I'm a, I, I'm, uh, I are you saying that you want to keep this or not? I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm trying to give you a copy of a book. Ah, a copy, right? Okay, okay. Um, I think she wants to give you a copy of the book for you to then entrust to someone to read. Got it. <laughs> right. Um, I sh- yeah, I should be a bit more explicit on that as well. Uh, Yes, it's it's the sort of book that if, if if someone is very trustworthy and might be able to make use of the knowledge of it, then um, let them read it. Well, I suppose I'd rather just keep hold of it for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if there is someone who I think might be able to make some sort of use of it, then um, I can give it to them then. But for now... It's probably best kept under wraps, especially with some of our new um, guests to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, Pal, I'll, I'll read it for you. All of the copy of the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I'll write it in my copybook. Actually, what happens if you eat the Necronomicon? <laughs> Why don't you find out? We should give it to Mitch. I can serve it for dessert. Yeah, he, can. <laughs> he can make it into a fine sandwich. I'd point out that the Necronomicon is bound in human skin. Well, yeah, I mean that's just that's just leather. You can eat pow, leather, Matteo. Sorry, what's that? Well, pow. Oh, pow. Oh, well, it's success. Uh, I didn't know it was that low. Copy of the Necronomicon with no incident from Cat and tuck it under one arm. It's a wooden bound book with a little lock on it. Yes. It's quite big. Is there there anything I can provide to effectively keep it wrapped in? Because it's probably not just going to be out and loose after now. Yeah, well, we'll wrap it back up in a whatever blanket you have it wrapped up in. Yeah. Or bag. Do you give him a bag? Uh, if, yeah, if there's a bag. Yeah, you have a bag. It's in a bag. Does this come with a bag? <laughs> That'll be an extra five pence. Oh, God. Are there any useful tips as to where not to put it, leave it, lose it? Roll your Cthulhu mythos. Oh, Christ, it's like a fucking gremlin. It's got a big list. <laughs> Don't feed it after midnight. I'm planning on feeding it at all. <laughs> don't get it don't, wet. And don't get it wet, even though we just fished it out the ocean. Uh, well, yep. yeah, that know, ship has sailed. Um, despite all of your knowledge with Mythos, you've never had much to do with the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. And the few people who'd read the stupid thing have ascended to Godhood. So the best you can probably advise Matteo to do is be very careful with it. Yes. <laughs> right. Normal book. So, you give me this book and told me never to use it. Cool. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I think it is probably best that I keep hold of this for now. Um, and never tell anyone about it. <laughs> You'll have t- an emergency. Until um, the time is right. And then well, I'll just flip to a random page and read whatever's on there. I'm rolling um, intelligence. I'll read it for you. I'm intelligent. You do, however, also give Matteo a couple of copies of the English translation of the Iron Light and Darkness. Mm-hmm. He already knows this, but... Um, ah, oh yes. That is a which, good idea. Which one is this again? This is the one that you cast on an Yalatotep temple, and it shuts it down forevermore. Uh, unless someone repeats the ritual in reverse. It's, it's, the, one, it's the one good ritual. Oh yes, this, this is the good ritual. Uh, make sure everybody who can know that knows it and use it to keep things safe in your travels. I think Walter knows it as well. So, but yes, yes the, the only people who know this are Mitch, uh, Eduardo, and yourself, and Walter. So it would be useful to maybe teach the new people once you're sure you can trust them. Or, like Hugo, they've had the beautiful innocence of the world ripped from their eyes. Ugh, fine. Okay, so again, knowing, knowing your, um, your expectation of such rituals, but this is the good one that we have. Right. 
Mm. Hugs and kisses. Cat says goodbye to Matteo. Do you want to see anyone else, Cat? Or does anyone else want to go and see Cat? Mm. Mitch, Chai, Eduardo, Jack. I might go and see her. I was gonna say I don't I don't know her well enough, so I'll 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 skip it. Okay. Mitch, you uh, go and knock on Kat's door as you see Matteo walking away. Knock, knock. Kat <laughs> is wearing the most uh, opaque silk negligee. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> if you say Mitch who, I swear to God. <laughs> ah, Mitch who. <laughs> Mitch you look. Uh... <laughs> Michelin uh, Star Restaurant. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wishes. Oh, Mitch Restaurant. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, back in the room. Um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to come and talk to you. You know, obviously, like um, we haven't known each other that long, but it's a great shame seeing you going, like, and, and leaving us. But uh, I, I got. I got given this songbook, and I didn't know if you actually had any sort of like insight into it or anything like I should like study or or kind of look out for in it because you know obviously with um, uh, that oh my god the dead woman uh, <laughs> Liza Liza yeah that's it uh, you're doing this on purpose now. <laughs> The dead woman who was your best friend in the world, cat. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eliza, that was tiny boobs. Oh, yeah. my memory go a bit. Um, <laughs> um, Eliza, like uh, she, she was slowly sort of like telling me what I should learn, and I didn't know if you had any insight into it. Uh, do you have it there? I could have a quick look. I do. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen this one before. Um, I will look vaguely in the GM's direction. I'm just getting it for you. Uh-huh. I've got lots of spells, but I don't really know what they do. Am I allowed to just say them out by like their names? <laughs> oh, I'm, not... yeah. I'm just loading it. Um, we might as well share it with Nile as well. Nile, you have a link in Telegram now. Mm-hmm. Telegrams. Uh... I'm also really worried about this this new guy that's turned up. Like, I mean, you, you say you trust him, but like, what happens to me? Like, I just, you know, I trusted our, our, my captain, and then suddenly he's become this like dark god, and you know, opens some kind of weird vortex and teleports us half around the globe. So. I mean- I can only really speak for right now. Uh, it is sort of, it's important for us all to kind of keep an eye on each other. Um, and I think, yeah, in that case, it just happened that uh, Aiden went around and managed to get lots of stuff done underneath the radar. But at least at this moment, as best I can tell, uh, Jack's on the level. Um, you haven't checked him for tattoos yet? No, oh, but I suspect oh, that... 
Um, but all I could just say, keep an eye on him and um, use the knowledge that's there. And if things don't seem to work out, uh, let Matteo or Walter know. Well, maybe some of these songs could help. Maybe, you know, in a dire, dire situation. Do you know anything about them? Cap, looking through the book, it's all in Italian, but you can see in Liza's handwriting the uh, titles of most of the songs have been written in. But sadly, well, you're, well, look through the handout and tell me which uh-huh. one you'd like to try and learn more about. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing kind of jumping out at me. That's good. Some of the books do that. (laughs) (laughs) The monster book of monsters. Uh, I guess, for example, if I look at uh, Stars Forever Shine. Okay, hang on. I'm just opening my copy of the book, which has all of the secrets in. Why don't you give us that copy? Because he's mean. That'd help us like solve this whole thing a lot faster. This is Mitch's special plot that I wrote for him. Yay. Before he ever joined. (laughs) (laughs) What? Hang on, I'm just trying to... Can't download file. To download this file in a... Are you on those dodgy download sites again? <laughs> Just click the link to download. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I can't download this file because third-party cookies for Google have been disabled. Uh, but I'm um... Google Drive. Why does it need third-party cookies to download my files? Uh, because they need to be able to track your every movement. Yeah, probably that. Wow, Ocarina tabs are funky. <clears throat> oh no, Niles discovered a musical thing. You know what they say about music? Don't. <laughs> I thought that's what they said about pineapples. Pineapples true. and music. And that's what I'm saying. No. We can make an ocarina out of a pineapple. That's an awesome idea. I'm going to mix my pineapple with no. my harmonica. Oh! <laughs> if you put pineapple in a harmonica, all you've made is like a little pea shooter. Sorry, <laughs> <sighs> I'm having to give Google Drive permission to use cookies. That's okay. Can I have some cookies as well? I want cookies. I already ate some cookies. A banana. Oh, a banana's like cookies, but disappointing. <laughs> cookies that I had. <laughs> Not yours. All right, there we go. It's working now. <laughs> oh, I've got shortbread, actually. Hmm. Too late, Fox. I already ate them. No! <laughs> <laughs> People are always stealing these biscuits. Cat, sorry. What's that? Which spell? Uh, Stars Forever Shine. Stars Forever Shine. 
Okay, roll me your Cthulhu Mythos. Hard. I have that. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like... I'm like good. That'll do. A song in a Disney musical. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> you spend a bit of time studying it, and you're able to work out that it reminds you of a spell you've heard of that does this. This reminds me of a puzzle. You remind me of a babe. Intelligent. <laughs> The power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? I can't remember the name. Ah, fuck it. Find me other baby. Find me other baby. Ah. Aha, I see. Sorry, Foxy, you failed. You must now have your toenails removed. <laughs> Slightly extreme. Fine. We'll only remove his tiny pinky toenails. <laughs> to be fair, they're pretty fucking useless, those ones. Yeah. Uh, are you looking at any others now? Uh, are you handing this information over? I, I can do. Uh, just one question, which I'll write down. If this is just a uh, fucking like uh, like a spell to make better food or like uh, to to like remove all pineapples from the universe, then uh... oh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I guess like is it something created by the caster or is it just something that turns up out of the ether? Uh, that one. Okay, fine. <laughs> there is oh. a version that the caster can control what appears. Um, so it could be either one of them, depending mm-hmm. on how accurate this spell has been copied into this spell book. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can relay that. Uh, so, I mean, I've just looked at this one, and uh, spells and songs aren't really my thing so much, but I can, I kind of get a sense that this is is like a spell that that effectively gives visions to the caster but i guess the rest of the spells in here there could be other stuff in here that you'll find as you do it uh is there anything you particularly want to know about or do you just want the kind of idea that is this a book you should be looking at and spells you should be learning or yeah it's more like i know that there's some dangerous (laughs) contents in this book and I don't want to go fumbling like a fool through it. Mm. And if there's something that can be used to uh, maybe, like, control someone if they become a little bit eccentric. Uh, but, but I'll take whatever I'm given. Mm. Anything that you recommend. Uh, I'll take a quick look at another one. But I think your news, and I've added the information you've got to give to him to his spell sheet. Okay. So I can share that, but I can't think of a way to do it that is isn't obviously meta in the way that I describe it. <laughs> <laughs> you describe what the spell does to him in yeah. character. 
Fox yep. Bean, it's been added to your spell list. It's called Stars Forever Shine. Thank you. Which other one are you wanting to look at, Cat? Uh, let's see. Are there any of these you've already been looking at? No. He knows. Hmm? He knows. He knows. Uh, Bulk Brood and now Stars Forever Shrine. They're the only two. Yeah, they're the only two he knows. Oh, oh what a choice. Um, if we can Bulk Brood from this book. <laughs> oh, him to Seeker as well, I think, maybe. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, no, 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 I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> you know the Eye of Light and Darkness. I do, yes, yes. Sorry, Eye of Light and Darkness. So this one at the start, Old Lang Sign. I'm just... <laughs> No. Uh, okay, let's have a look at uh, Conclave of Felines. Roll me your Cthulhu Mythos. Yeah, Mythos. Bast, Bast is all right. Mm. Maybe we can get some help from Bast. Oh, also good. Okay. I'm going to explain this one does. Aha, I see. Okay. And this one has the the blessings of Bast, which is a good thing for you and those around you. But yeah, there isn't really a theme to them, other than they're all into song. Okay. I appreciate it, Cat. It's going to be a long journey ahead, and yeah. Mm. Yes, I, I'm sure you will do well. Well, we'll all die, won't we? Yes, got to look positive about these things. If you look at Conclave of Felines, uh, Fox and the Bees, you can see what it does now. You spend a bit more time chatting with Cat, and then you take your leave. I just, I guess, one more thing on that. It'd also be possible if if you dis- discuss some of these with others um, as they read more from what they know as well, that they could be able to help you in a similar way, um, just to get a sense of of what's going on. But yeah, I wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> I make my leave and go back to my pineapple room. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Flinty would be I'm really. Sorry. Oh, you just learned uh, Fox. Flinty <laughs> would like it. I'm not using that near him. <laughs> <laughs> I have concern. <laughs> so cool. Okay. Um, Does that count as uh, Bingo Ash laughs uh, manically? I yeah. think it's laughs manically. <clears throat> um, Okay, uh, the morning passes, then you all gather at the church for the memorial service. Is anyone not going to the memorial for the people who died in the ship explosion? Uh, hey, you know what? I feel like it would be a bit disrespectful if I went along. Okay, you're <laughs> staying alone in the harbour master's house. Excellent. Also, you might, like, uh, you, you turning up into the church might suddenly set itself or you on fire. I can go into <laughs> hallowed grounds. I'm not sure if I'm going... Cat's not going? I don't know. It is a memorial to everyone, not just Felix and Liza. Mm. I'm going. 
I'd probably uh, swing it, I think. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I will go. Chai, are you going to the memorial? Yeah, I'd go. Hey, everyone trots on to the memorial. Am I going? I don't know. Well, um, you. Uh, you to it, it, most of the town is also going because, you know. If, if everybody's going, then I'd go along. Private, it's a public memorial for the people who died in the explosion. Yeah, it's gonna be a real <laughs> I'd go along to this event. Yeah, are we going together then, effectively. Or yeah, you are all going together. So I notice that Jack isn't here. Jack does not gather with you as you're all gathering in the Harbour Master's vestibulums. Hmm. Okay, I will go and see where he is. Yeah, whilst everyone's putting their coats and scarves, scarves, it's Australia in July. Well, <laughs> uh, it's freezing. It would actually be fairly cool. Yeah. It's freezing. It's, it's, it's about 10 degrees out there. Ooh, gilly. <laughs> On a good day, it gets as high as 22. Craig would not do well in Australian winters. No. Well, uh, you, Jack, are you in your room here in the Harbour Master's building? Me? Yes. Um, do Cat I have a room? Ah, uh, well, in that case, then yes. Cat, you find Jack in his room. Uh, good afternoon. Dominate. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hello. I sometimes no. say that as my first word too. It's it's. <laughs> Oh, I, th- I thought you'd be going to the uh, ceremony. That's not the right word. To the memorial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I thought you'd be going to the ritual. Uh, I mean, yeah. the memorial. <laughs> oh, the Freudian slip. <laughs> we were all gathered and I didn't see you there, so I just wanted to to oh. see everything was okay. Oh, everything's fine. I just thought it would be, I don't know, maybe not in the best taste for me to go. Uh, I didn't know them very well as friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, okay. I, I mean, if if you're sure, um, uh, oh God, uh, I'll I'll come if you want me to go. Um, just a, a way of of mostly for those who to have actually died, I guess. Um, but you're welcome to come along. I just didn't want you to think that, uh. You weren't welcome to come. Oh what, well, with that with that charming invitation, I, I simply <laughs> must go. I'll I'll um, I'll wear the most formal clothes I have. Uh, oh no! Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's cult robes. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, uh, no I, I dress for a, a memorial. Nick, you all go to the memorial, Father Eduardo. Would you like to lead them in prayer? Um. Yes, okay. Oh, sorry, getting a bit tired. Um, do I roll my thing again? No. Oh, thank God for that. Now, also roll me your uh, charm, persuade, or fast talk, whichever one you have. Excellent. You lead a really nice memorial service. You don't mention names, but you'll mention, you know, the people you've lost in the disaster, all those who have been lost at sea recently, shifty eyes at Mitch's original crew. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice 
nice send-off for everyone, for the people who have been lost. Hooray. Everyone may have eight sanity Ooh. and four luck. Ooh. Eight sanity and four luck, you say? I'm oh, at max sanity. I'm glad I came to this party. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When you do nice things for the people, think good things. How much happen. luck was that? Four. Four. Four luck. Learning valuable lessons in not being a cultist. Wow, you I'm. Will a... we'll take off, in my opinion. <laughs> if a GM I'm... gives you something, the GM will take off it away. <laughs> <laughs> a good lesson. For you, Jack. Hmm? Listening to this sermon about all of the people the cult has indirectly affected over the past six months or so, it's not heartwarming. Well, you know, I'm I'm on the side of good now. <laughs> I'm fully absolved of all of my sins. Are you? Would you like to ask Yahweh that? Would you like to send a prayer to him here in his house? Uh, you know what. <laughs> gonna leave it are you just for now yeah until uh, i don't want to trouble him <laughs> okay. you re- no, really i can do with your help your prayer won't reach yahweh it will uh get intercepted yes. by the answering machine yeah <laughs> mm. the answering machine oh god hello you have reached the calling chaos i know where you are <laughs> wow! Okay, uh, you Thank you for calling the crawling. You have a pleasant church service, remembering those who have been lost to the evils of the cult. Oh, all that those, naughty cult! All those who have been taken by their dark machinations to end the world, and it's just a general service of thanksgiving for, you know, a memory for those who have lost been lost at the sea in the explosion in the ship in the harbour. It is a very nice service. And then that evening, um, it goes on for about two and a half hours in the end. There's hymns, there's a bit of praying, there's general speeches. A rap battle. There's an exciting uh, demonstration of Chai's pressure point powers on Flinty's new character. (laughs) Sorry, say again, I'm writing the recap. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) that one doesn't happen. Um, and then that evening you all return to the Harbour Master's building and Kat, do you take your leave? Uh, yes. Are you letting anyone see you leave or are you just slipping out quietly? Um, I mean... No, once I've said if I've said bye to everyone and everyone's happy, they've said what they need to to me. Nah, I'll I'll just head out and let Walter know. Does anyone else want to speak to Cat before she departs? Well, I probably would have wanted to. Yeah, you catch Cat alone in her room. She's got a her luggage is there. She's got a, a large messenger bag which seems to be full of books. She looks like she's ready to leave. She's got a coat on, but you catch her just before she leaves. Hey, Cat. I just wanted to check in. Was there anything 
you wanted to leave me to do? I mean, I know we only really knew each other for about a week last time before I left, but... Uh, let me have a look. Um, I mean, what what are you thinking of doing at the moment? Are you going to help out around planning um, yeah. getting out there? I think of all of us, you might be the one with the most kind of hands-on, we're heading off into a desert ruin sort of experience. Well, well at the moment, uh, I'm going away with Matteo to Darwin to look okay. into that, I believe. Um, um, but yeah, I mean... I'm a little bit shifty about that random guy we've just picked up, who mm. was literally a cultist recently. I know so. it's it, it, if it was ideal, but I guess what I've seen so far is it's hard to get ideal. You kind of just have to get on with yeah, things. Yeah, that's but, a fair assessment. Fair. I think if everyone keeps an eye on him, and, like I say, I've, I've, if things are genuine, then. He can only be useful, and it seems like it will help him out quite a bit too, to mm-hmm. have a break with everything that's happened. And if things go wrong, do what you have to do. Mm. Yeah, no worries. I won't hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I just look over your travelling stuff and go, on voyage, safe uh, travels. I think there is action now that I think of it and I remember what I've got. There is one thing that oh. could be useful. Um, and I make sure I'm having a look at the right. Oh, I've got too much going on. That one. Uh, what's going on? Oh, roll 20 is being roll 20 ish. Uh, I've got that, but I do have. And I'll fix those a bit. I provide one of my two sets of angst and crooks. Oh. So what? you might find this useful. I've just realized that they are going to be more use here. Uh, what, what does this do? Uh, these are a protective ward. So if oh. you hold them up in front of yourself, then it sort of provides you a measure of protection from... Um, magical shenanigans. That is really useful. Well, well, thank you, Kat. I mean, I don't know if I'll definitely be the most useful person to hold these, but um, yeah. Well, they they are here. If you think they are more useful elsewhere, then feel free. But yeah, I wish you well. Thanks, Kat. Um, Check your telegram before um, Lady Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> that is a fair point. Okay, um, do you want to describe it out, or do you want to describe it out? Um, well, let's. Well, I guess he, you you could go for it. Yeah. Um, Cat, thanks you, Chai. She gathers up her suitcases, uh, her satchel. She opens the door to her wardrobe. She steps into the wardrobe, <laughs> and the wardrobe just vanishes. And for just a very brief second, you get a glimpse of another building somewhere else. And then Cat is just gone, as is the wardrobe. I'm sensing Etienne shenanigans. No, Cat knows how to make gates. Of course she does. 
this is this is this is all fine until you realise that someone's going to ask, "Where's the wardrobe for my room gone?" You could see there was no back to the wardrobe, and Cat seems to walk through the back of the wardrobe into this other house, and then the wardrobe just crumbles into like this pile of ash, almost as if Cat has closed the gateway behind her. I prod the ash with my boot. Just ash. I sigh. I'm not going to think about that and go back to my room. (laughs) Probably wise. But Kat has gone home to Canada. She's had enough of this nonsense. She's gone home to Roger's penis. (laughs) Oh, that means we've got to take that off the bingo. No, Uh, no, no. no. Yes, yes, it says null. Specifically, it says null. Yeah, I think we'll see what happens after she's rested, but I don't know how long we'll necessarily be going, and she might continue bankrolling in that sort of way. But, yes. yeah. Canada <laughs> is no problem. <laughs> and this way, if I kill you all, I can have Cat summon a team of plucky adventurers to investigate what happened to her team of plucky adventurers. This uh, is the insurance plan, basically, to make sure we don't just end up with no campaign finish this time like last time. Uh, Cat's the all-important both A, backstop, and B, source of all the money to let us do whatever we want. Uh, (laughs) Everyone sleeps per chance to dream. Nido, roll your language. For no apparent reason. (sighs) Me, me, I'm the cursed one. Okay, fine, cool, cool, that's fine. Why are you cursed, Dorona? Um, no, I'm, I'm just saying. Everyone's like, "Oh, we can't trust him." This lovely pilot we brought—he's fine, though. Unfortunately, Nido's done the Nido on us again. Yeah. Success. Mm. Ah, uh, uh, you start reading this fascinating book you picked up, Nido. Um, it's really interesting. Clearly written in English, because you know why wouldn't it be? Because you can read it in full. Um. have one point of Cthulhu Mythos. He's no longer a baby in there anymore. <laughs> we can't use him in the Eye of Lion Darkness. Have oh, you got a backup planned, Nido? <laughs> and you have finished the skim reading, Nido, so let me just update your character sheet with a whole... <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm in the middle of doing the thing. One. Yay. I'm, I'm. You've you've successfully deflowered uh, my brain. <laughs> you get other stuff, Nido. What do you mean other stuff? There can't be other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I did read the before. thing, but well, the D four. Oh, the D four. Uh... And you fall. You lose two sanity. Uh, (laughs) Much so, Nido. You can now scroll down and read the next two pages until you see another orange GM note. Okay. And whilst you're doing that, I'll add a couple more things to your character sheet. You can tick. Give me your character sheet. 
would you say that Cat is making a quiet, uneventful journey? Um, yeah. yeah, I guess you would. I want to work out whether or not Jack has oh, made. Oh, wait, I got a bingo. Ooh. Ooh, well done. You get a reward. Yeah. Has... Well, Arson's not had one. Is that count as tearing a hole in time and space? He yes. did indeed tear a hole in time and space to go back to Canada. Uh... <laughs> Does Nido's book count as an extremely dubious gift? <laughs> it wasn't a gift. It wasn't a gift. It wasn't a gift. It's technically a pleasant day off, considering we had the memorial, which was pleasant. Yeah, it was a pleasant day off. Uh oh! Hey, Noel, you 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 thought about Roger Vanderbilt's penis today, didn't you? Yeah. Oh right, shit! It's I've on got, my, it's on I've my got character double, sheet. So, I've yes. got double bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have double bingo. What the fuck is this nonsense? He wrote it's this been, algorithm. It's been so long <laughs> since <laughs> I've had one and two come along at once. Like buses. I'm doubly bingoed for. Bingo goodness. Multi bingo. Is a Rona pragmatic, not evil? I never get bingos. No, he's no. not pragmatic, not evil. Sorry, I was just adding uh, some things to your spell list as well, Nido. Why would I have a spell list? I'm a pilot. Because you've just finished reading this book and have discovered two spells. You haven't learned them yet, but you know of them. I will ask you a question on Telegram. Once I finish reading. I'm hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. (laughs) You're not my dad, Flinty. No. Not yet. <laughs> that will take some doing. <laughs> Dan, I don't want you to have to become an alcoholic. <laughs> or be found dead under a bush. Ooh. There we go. I have added Nido his secret things. <laughs> Everyone else has a... I only had a bingo. I need to roll in some dice. Two bingo. Two bingo. Two bingo time for the hedgehog man. He's going to have the bingo times. Or if, if someone betrays the whole human race, I might be able to get three. Maybe yeah, you think this whole... <laughs> <laughs> you get 12 luck. Ooh. That's a lot of luck. A bingo is 1d10 of luck. I've been reading before bed. Very lucky. Reading before bed? Yeah, Ty. Hugo's reading. I'm going to do some reading then. What are you going to read, Miss T? I'm going to read the... the, I don't think I've ever seen this one before. Cultist Maleficarum. Oh. I'm going to have to open it and remind myself what it is. Uh, 
The name's familiar, but I can't place it. Uh. Roll me your English. English. Boom. Okay. How long... Uh, what did you get? So you got a hard success, so that's double. How many hours are you eating for, Chai? Mm, what time would it have been when Cat left? About 10pm. Oh, probably only about 3 then. That would it'd be silly to go further oh. than that. Okay, so you've read about half of the skin weed. Yep. Cool. Excellent. Okay, is anyone doing anything else other than sleeping? No, I'll just sleep for tonight. There are other things I want to do, but I'll leave them for another time. I, I call Nyarlathotep to let him know that everything is going according to plan. <laughs> no, no, of course I don't do that. Of course no, I don't do that. No. It's not a thing. As you cast summon Nyarlathotep. No. I'm not summoning anybody. You just told I'm, me summoning, I'm summoning sleep. Okay, well, you're dreaming. No. <laughs> okay, the you, next morning, Dawn... You wake, up, you wake up with a copy of the silver key on your lap. Oh, <laughs> you wake up the next morning, it's miserable, it's raining. Really thick, heavy, cold rain blowing in off the southern ocean. It's a miserable day in Darwin. Rebecca... Is it well? It's miserable in Darwin. What's it like in Port Hedland? <laughs> Port Hedland is under the sea. Oh, oh no. shit! <laughs> Not again. Oh, we've Someone advanced. Cthulhu overnight. <laughs> cat. Oops. Cat yeah. Can't, can't be cat. She's in Canada. It's a, a parting gift. It's Tuesday, the fourth of August, nineteen twenty-five. Ooh. It's time to make some notes. There are 163 days left until the 14th of January. TikTok, everybody. And now we've got two countries to fix things in. Mm. Well, technically four countries to fix things in. Well, that's 30 day, 40 days each. That's fine. We've got a calendar, haven't we? Yeah. Ooh. It's on the wall behind Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's on the beach. I'm on the beach. I don't know why I'm on the beach. Because life is a beach. Because you're in Australia. Like one's been made and it's got lines and circles on it and everything, I thought. (laughs) Here's the calendar. Yeah. (laughs) See? See, you've got (laughs) plenty of times. Hey, what happens? Uh, can we can we switch the game to that mode that Persona Five has got, where you know you just keep replaying the last day over and over? If you um, <laughs> I've only done two Persona like week skips. <laughs> anyway, Rebecca, uh, you were yes, asked hi. to arrive here, Jessica. Sorry. What? <laughs> it's Rebecca. Someone said Jessica. Um, Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> that was it. You're here to write some murders. <laughs> Rebecca, you were asked to arrive at Harvard Master's house at nine this morning, where Mr. Partridge 
uh, is ready to greet you. Walter meets you in the hallway. Um, he shakes your hand. It's good to see you again. Uh, it is. It's pretty good. How have you been keeping? <laughs> Up and down. When I heard you were poking around after information, I figured it would be much more... Well, you know... Family, if you were in our group, rather than trying to sneak around behind it, reporting on things that you shouldn't be reporting on. Mm, That's ever so thoughtful. No, I'm happy with that. You'll have to like, fill me in about what's been going on. I've, been, I've heard various things. I'd, I kind of had the, the idea that you'd, you'd arrived in Australia, but I guess that's not very well known, so obviously nobody else knows about that. Sorry, I missed that, Niall. You broke up on my end. Oh, I mean, um, broke up here. Oh, just saying, yeah, in terms of... I had an inkling that you'd, you'd turn up in Australia. Um but obviously no one else knows about that. Well, I suspect the people who are after us know we're in Australia. They just don't know where in Australia we are. Come through. You can meet anyone else. Okay. Uh, Walter steps into the uh, breakfast-torium where he is accompanied by... By Rebecca. Who looks like... Oh, um, Rebecca's uh, quite... Uh, short uh, English. Um, I don't know how to describe. Like not even five feet tall, but quite short. Uh, long black hair. Um, sort of these round glasses and a scarf, and is dressed fairly modestly, um, and is otherwise fairly full of energy for nine in the morning. <laughs> ah, a morning person. Yes, the worst. Yes. Take She's got a bag on. Um, how is it warm enough for a scarf? I don't know if it is. It's uh, about fifteen degrees, so not too bad. Not really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, seems quite interested in what's going on. There are other people here. Walter, so. uh, everyone. This is Miss Cawley, a acquaintance myself and Mrs. Neville. Oh who will be joining us on this investigation into the ancient ruins and the outback we are investigating. Um, Miss Corley, this is uh, Mr. Dawson, our pilot. Oh, yes, yes, good to meet you. Good day. This is Miss T, our spelunking expert. When it comes Hi. to ruins. Hi. T as in T-E-A or as in... T-E-A. Yeah. Okay. Like the drink. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, exactly. Her name is not in any way under scrutiny for whether or not it's real. It clearly is very real. Her papers say so. Have I heard of exactly. Uh Roll me your credit rating. Have you heard of treasure hunter extraordinaire Chai T? You've been to Japan, so probably. Mm. <coughs> well, uh, apparently not. Apparently not. She's not been interesting enough for you to report on. Yeah, I'm not that well-known. Or she is sensible enough to make sure she doesn't get reported on. Also good. Uh, This is Father Verducci, our Catholic priest. Hello. Hello. He guards our souls and all that business. Mm -hmm. Very important. This is Mr. Jarvan, our cook. Hello. Hello. Will you cook? 
Oh, I cook and I play the harmonica. He's also a brilliant sailor, which comes in handy when we're at sea. Good, good. Although, though he does have a 100% shipwreck record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Mr. Katie, one of our investigators. He's Hello. Well, finding out things we need to know. Hello. And this is Mr. Romero, who you probably know as Mr. Walker's principal assistant, Mrs. Vanderbilt's longtime friend. He is leading our little adventure into the desert. Apparently so. Mrs. Vanderbilt has had to return to Canada due to a family matter, a.k.a. out of character. She's checked herself into a very expensive asylum. Due to <laughs> having 12 children that she doesn't ever even visit. She's going to deal with telling William that Liza is not here, but that will be NPC fun. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's fine. You've just got to learn flesh shaping and then pick someone to be the new Liza. Oh. Just compare yourself and ask Liza, for Liza to assure him she's well. Yeah, I mean, the first thing Kat does is rewrite Summon Yogg-Sothoth to Summon Liza Vanderbilt. Uh, no. <laughs> Why not? Because Liza Vanderbilt is part of Yogg-Sothoth. Nothing wrong with that, you racist. <laughs> I don't want Yogg-Sothoth turning up, not even a little bit. He's literally not a race. Let's <laughs> tell William what's happened or conjure up Liza from the nether and say that everything's fine. <laughs> I'm sure Cat will call Etienne and be like, so what do we tell Liza's dad? And are you still dating her? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, I'm still dating the, the version of her that's two years younger. <laughs> oh, weird. Well, I've gone back in time to pick up 16-year-old Liza. Um, <laughs> what, from school? <laughs> <laughs> You know, for grooming. That might be a bit too young, actually, now I think about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, think about it. Travel. <laughs> 16-year-old Liza would probably stammer, stutter, and call the police on him. I'd like to formally apologise to the nation of France. <laughs> uh, anyway, and besides, Etienne's not French. Uh, oh, he sounds French. He's from French New Orleans. Oh, that is that is France. New Orleans is bloody America. <laughs> oh, whatever. America is just France, but worse. Let's formally apologise to the people of America. <laughs> anyway, um, Walter's like we have a lot of planning to do for our expedition into the desert. Uh, whilst that is happening, Miss T and Mister Romero are taking a brief trip to Darwin for supplies. Okay. Uh, so, welcome, Miss Corley. Um, this is everyone. Everyone, this is Rebecca. She will be travelling with us. Uh, as we've lost our principal writer, she will be documenting our voyage. That'll be really fun for you. Welcome aboard. <laughs> There'll be plenty to, to write up. Yes, I can write about this. I'm a reporter by trade, so I'm also generally good at investigating things. How much do you already know about what we've been up to if you're a reporter? I'm guessing you've already been tailing this group for quite some time. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. How, how much do I actually know? That How much has actually managed to get to me? 
you know that they have been following up the work of their friend Jackson Elias, mm-hmm. tracking down a modern-day reinvention of an ancient death cult and proving that some bad people are doing lots of bad things with this ancient death cult. Like Jackson <laughs> Elias used to do. He used to go out, he'd find the ancient death cult and expose it to the authorities to shut it down. They did one in England and shut that down hard. All of them, cultists arrested or chased into hiding. And they have done a successful job in um, New York as well. They they found a branch of the cult in New York that had been trying to set itself up and have disrupted the branch of the cult in Shanghai. But apparently they had to leave Shanghai before finishing off their secret stronghold. But you don't know where that is. Surely that one disrupted itself with the whole earthquake thing. Yeah. So there was a volcano that exploded in the middle of downtown Shanghai. That disrupted everyone's plans. Mm. Gosh darn it. And then, uh, then once we're done with this cult, we're going to take on the Ku Klux Klan next. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're currently, you suspect, hunting a cult that has been set up here in mm. Australia uh, using ancient Aboriginal beliefs on gullible white men. <laughs> Although it does sound like they're off on an archaeological expedition into the countryside, so maybe they're not hunting a death cult here in uh, Australia. Hmm. Maybe your source was wrong and they're just going on a treasure hunt. They're going on a treasure hunt. Yeah, it's been quite interesting seeing the the general exploit. You will talk to Rebecca. Ah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So, so I guess some of you are off to Darwin, and everyone else is planning for the trip out. I or are we so. too soon for that? Okay. So, so what? What are the people who are going to be here and going to be getting up to? I mean, me, Matteo, and Hugo are all going to be going to Darwin. How long is that going to take? I mean, is uh, it an overnight trip that we're doing? Oh, oh, more than likely, yeah. I'd, I'd probably be there for a couple of days, just to be sure. Fair enough. Uh, Darwin, Darwin. What's in Darwin? It's the... Uh, oh, that shipping company. What do you call it? Uh, Fair Shipping. No, Randolph Shipping. <laughs> Fucking Fair Shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Randolph Shipping is um, looking into that uh, shipping manifesto we found in uh, uh, well, that cat found in um, the mansion in England mm-hmm. mm. there's a few items that have been sent out from Randolph Shipping that's uh, a bit suspect, they're related to some of these groups that we've been uh, interacting with yeah, yeah. Okay. I, hey, remind me, I have some questions about that, but uh, uh, I need the GM to be here to ask them. Okay. I'm cleaning a light bulb. <laughs> it was dirty. Dirty. All right, about that, I needed to use the loop. So, uh, are people ready to head to Darwin, Chai, Mateo, Hugo? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you. Yes, Mr. Jack. Um, they were talking about going to Darwin to investigate. Uh, oh, who Randolph. is it? Randolph Shipping, right? Um, is that related uh, to the thing that I'm about to send you on Telegram? Send me a thing on Telegram and I'll tell you. I'm going to go to the toilet as well, but I'll be back. <laughs> Is the Hedgehog Man. Where have you gone, Russet? I am in Telegram, where I am always lurking. Oh, there you are. You were right at the top of the list. That's why I couldn't see you. Lurking. So I know this thing. Um, this is where they're being shipped from or to. Am I right? Yeah. So um, hang on. I'll type it back. Oh, yes. Words. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I will travel back in time to when Liza was 16. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. That makes sense. And originally it would have been going to the uh, other place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense to me. Carry on. Um, so Hugo, Chai, and Mateo, you grab a suitcase for an overnight stay in Darwin and head off to the aerodrome. Aerodrome, aerodrome. Have aerodrome. a nice flight. Mm-hmm. In this lovely weather we're having. It is pissing it now with rain. <laughs> So, uh, odds on me killing off two new characters of Matteo with an epic plane crash? 50-50. I think you'll find it's (laughs) 70-40. What? That's what my piloting skill is. 70-40, though. (laughs) Um... Walter informs you, Rebecca, Eduardo, uh, Mitch, and Jack, that Mr. McKenzie is coming over, and we're going to plan an expedition out into the Great Sandy Desert. So he would like everyone's input. We're going to gather in, well, the dining room, which is now turning in, well, not the dining room, but a sitting room, which has a large table in it that is now going to turn into a um, planning room. It's usually the Harbour Master's map table for, you know, helping people chart courses. But currently, all the boats are having to park outside of the harbour because somebody, naming no reckless scientists, (laughs) sank a radio science ship in the harbour. I was going to wonder if we actually want to plan here or if we want to find somewhere that's a bit more dedicated. But if the harbour's not open anyway, then it probably doesn't matter too much. Well... There aren't many choices for large, imposing public buildings in Port Headland. Mm. Most of them are wooden shacks or warehouses or the railway. Mm. Probably the best building we've got other than the hotel. I guess if we're gathering supplies, we'll need a warehouse anyway, but (laughs) we can get to that. Well, uh, so Jack, Rebecca... Oh. Eduardo and who else is here? Mitch. Hello. I'll you to the basin. 
Hmm. I should really archive this map of the sound wave. Archived. And uh, Matteo, Hugo, and Chai. Sorry, I'm just moving people to other maps. Did somebody really just name a big bit of Australia the Great Sandy Desert? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah. It's pretty literal. <laughs> I mean, we're literally traveling to a place called Disappointing. There's a place called Adverse Well. <laughs> Sunday Well. And Welcome Surprise Well. Well and Separation Well. And Adverse Well. <laughs> and Dingo Falls. <laughs> Good night, Mike. <laughs> Escape well. Well, at least we know how we're we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, people in currently in Port Headland, you gather in the room that Walter has taken possession of as a map room, and is like, so. Um, this is Mr. McKenzie. He introduces Mr. McKenzie. So. Good morning, sir. Sorry to drag you out in this weather. No, it's okay. Uh, Walter sent a taxi. Um, ah. But um, so, I was informed by Walter this morning that your plan is to partly use um, to fly out into the Great Sandy Desert and then travel across land. Yes, um, our pilot friend, Mr. Dawson, is taking some friends over to Darwin right now, and then they're going to come back in the plane uh, to carry all the cargo in. Well, cargo plane. It's a 900 odd mile trip out to uh, the search location where those stone monoliths are. He, He again produces the photograph of the uh, rocks that he and his old colleague McWeir discovered. So, as you can see, we discovered these monoliths carved with Aboriginal symbology in the rough area of the coordinates I gave you. So, we did find indications that there is something very deeper, that these columns were the roof of a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the tops of towers or something. Mm. Um, so once we're there, we'll have to excavate to find a way underground into this lost city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame we don't have your pilot. Um, most of the Great Sandy Desert is, um, well, as the name suggests, just sand. So if you have a cargo plane designed to land, I would suggest we aim for somewhere around Joanna Spring. Mm-hmm. Which is here. Interesting. We spoke to a, uh, a explorer, and they were adamant that uh, Lake Disappointment was the right way to go. You could land at Lake Disappointment. You spoke to me, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait, there's more questions why did you the other day choose somewhere else? Uh, did, didn't he say that if we were going by by car it would be best to go there and then follow the trail up but if yeah. we 
could yeah, go by air and we could go close. Take the railway out to Kunkudri. Yeah. And then you travel from Kunkudri by land, you go to Lake Disappointment, and then you follow up the trail. Mm-hmm. If we're flying, if you've got a seaplane, we could land on Lake Disappointment and unload. But if you've got a regular plane, even one fitted with skis for a desert landing, you want to go to Joanna Springs or Discovery Well. That's the flattest area. And then from there, it's about 200 miles to your search site by land, which is less far to travel. Mm. Yeah, I I imagine the Joanna Springs is probably going to be the one because I never mentioned uh, a seaplane of any sort. I just said a plane to go to the desert. I'm... Unfortunately, Russet would not let me play a dodo for this campaign, so it's hard to <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if you hire him to pick a plane to fly to the desert and he picks a seaplane, you should probably have him fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to let you watch it, let you know this is going to be a water landing. Yeah. <laughs> and this isn't a seaplane, so it's not okay. One of the biggest challenges you probably have will be going through the Percival Lakes. As they're breaking up. Um, once we reach the lakes, we'll have to find a fjord or safe place to cross in the jeeps, and then from there we can enter the dig site to the south of the lakes. How are we getting the jeeps there? In your cargo plane, I assume. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're not, if you haven't got a plane large enough to fit jeeps in, then I guess. We shouldn't go because we really don't want to walk two hundred miles through the desert. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can, yeah, I can. Um, when maybe later today or tomorrow, I'll try and get in contact with Hugo. Just see what details this uh, plane he's collecting. He's bought. Uh, he's hired a single seater prop engine with wing handles, so everyone will have to sit on the wings. <laughs> Um, it's a triple decker by play. <laughs> um, so one of the issues we have for doing a trip into the desert, says Mr. McKenzie, is that um, Port Headland doesn't really have an outfitting enterprise for trips into the desert. Most people would travel out to the railhead at Kunkudri, and there's a special couple of specialist shops in Kunkudri, which can provide us with all of the um, desert clothing, tents, food, supplies, camping gear that we need. So someone is going to have to travel on out to Kunkudri, uh, hire the stuff we need, and then get it shipped back here to Port Headland on the train. Can we just fly to Kunkudri and then load up there? No. There is nowhere to land at Kunkudri. Okay. Kunkudri is in mountainous hillland and doesn't have an airport. Hmm. Port Hedland only has an airfield because the person who owns the railway also really likes to fly fast planes. <laughs> Games mongoose. Yes, Mr. Jack. I'm confused. Am I here? You are here. Oh, okay. Uh, that's good, then. You, you are here. Mitch is here. Eddie is here. And New Boobs is here. <laughs> I have coffee. Noobs. Rebecca, right. that's her name. <laughs> uh, when, uh, he mentions, when he mentions people you can buy stuff you. from in Kunkudri, uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I say, it's not Wycroft, is it? Yes. Um, you know them? Wycroft and his uh, daughters run a large outfitting enterprise in Kukudri. They mostly supply miners or people heading out into the wilderness to strike it rich at some, you know... At, what, what do you call it when you go searching for um, gold? Prospecting. No. Prospecting. Prospecting, yes. Yeah, they, they, they have all the... They're the best outfitters around, really, for everything one might need for going out into the desert. Yeah, I've heard of them, I say quietly. Oh, well, they're quite a good unit. Uh, but yes, um, they have everything one could need. They're probably going to think it a bit odd that we're shipping it all to Port Headland. Um, but, well, I can always drive up there, couldn't I? I mean, how long is the drive? To Kinkudri? Yeah. Uh, it's it, 150 miles. It's 225 miles. Mm. Um, there isn't really a road. I mean, you could follow the railway tracks. Just arrange a carriage and have it pulled back on a train that's already doing the journey. Yeah, just whether it's faster to go along the the trail or to get the train. Well, the um, you could drive out by following the tracks, and you'd end up following the railway line. Um. You might be able to go faster in a jeep, but I don't know if it'd be that much faster. And you can fit less in a jeep than you could in a railway car. Very true. So I guess uh, I can supply you with lists of things you requ- you will need to buy, but one or two of you is going to have to head out to Concudery and pick up supplies. No, no, that's fine. I... I... Um, yeah, if you can provide us a list of things that we'll need, that'll, then we can get that sorted. Yeah, I will um, pop back to my office and start drawing up a list of exhibitions. Ex- if you can get me the cargo capacity of the plane, I'll know exactly what we can take. Um, okay. But I can make up a list of the basics and get that to you in a couple of hours. All right. Um, I think yeah, well, I might have to get back to you on the cargo capacity. You have McWeir's diary. You have the location on the map. I would settle down and discuss your plan for when you actually reach the location and how you intend to track this down. Okay. Ruins and all that. Uh, He'll nod and he will see you soon. He's going to go and write up some lists of things you need. What are you doing? Have we been left alone while he... Um, yeah, he, he's gone. He's got to go back to his office. Uh, who am I Who am I with right now? Mitch. Mitch. Yep. Father Eduardo. Mm. Rebecca. Yes. Walter. Um, maybe this isn't the best time to say it, but I say it anyway. Um, Mortimer Wycroft is a cultist. What? He's no. the very people that we're trying to avoid. Well, it makes sense, I guess, if we're out here for the whole reason that we're looking for them, and then the main supplier of gear to get you there is a cultist, then it's a good place of knowing if anyone's going to try and find your stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to be very careful with him. Uh, in fact, I might have to 
sit in the back of the truck. <laughs> um, Walter looks. We could always just not send you to Concudgery. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can. That's true. They don't know me. I mean, mm. how could they? But they don't know Mitch. They don't know Rebecca. We could just send them up to Concudgery, and you and the father stay here working on our ex- exhibition plans. Yeah, that might be the safest bet. They they'd probably know me a little bit by now. Yeah, you should be very careful though, because um, he he was to be my contact with them in this country. I haven't spoken to him since I arrived. So I'm expecting you to turn up. Do we yeah. trust? This, do we just do we trust this fellow that's helping us plan this trip? Oh, um, Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Yeah, I mean, like. If he knows him... Well, uh, I don't know anything about him, particularly. And also, I, I think Wycroft just is the only outfitter in Concudgery at all, or anywhere within a hundred miles of it. And in a, I, I spoke to Professor Cowles, uh, 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 Mackenzie's um, sort of colleague, and you know, Professor Cowles is like a, a researcher on the occult, and he, you know, reports his findings. He doesn't strike me as a, a cultist in that way. I mean, why would the cultist, you know, report on who they are? Um, yeah, why would they? Like, I checked McKenzie. He he builds mines. The only reason he was involved in this other trip is because he knows the outback, so people will hire him occasionally for prospecting tours or research uh, explorations. Hmm. Maybe we should just have a cover, like we're actually going to go somewhere else for a reason, and then we can plan around that, and we just look like anyone else trying to travel in the desert. Yeah, um, I'd say I'd say it's probably best to send our most what's the word low key person. Um, I, I know that cats cats not here anymore, which. Um, is probably good from the point of view of not turning up with someone that they know. Maybe not Matteo either, mm. because they do know they do know a lot of you by faces. So yeah, if we send Mitch and Rebecca, they won't know you, Rebecca. Mm. I've just got here, so yeah, I can go. Yeah, they we- have. They do have some knowledge of you, Mitch, but probably not to the same degree as everyone else. Yeah, you haven't been in a 15-page spread across the times about how wonderful you are. Yeah. <laughs> Although you did help destroy the Temple of the Scion, so <laughs> it swings and roundabouts, really, on yeah, how angry they are with you. Everyone was already dead at the Temple of the Scion. So yeah. Ironically, they'd all pulled their eyes out, so it was really hard for them to recognize anybody. <laughs> your physical description. <laughs> Hang on, let me touch your face. <laughs> well, I'll- I'll just put on a strong female accent so they won't uh, suspect me. Christ Hello. alive. Roll me your skill, cat. This cat is very low. things wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking at your list. Your, your, your Has he been replaced by one of those AIs? <laughs> uh, roll me your natural world, please, Rebecca. I can Every do that. Your natural world as you're studying the map with a bonus die because you've got a map in front of you. Mm-hmm. I can do that. 
I'd better have get better on that bonus die. Well, it's better, but I wouldn't say <laughs> no. Mm. I mean, what about if I look at it as well? Yeah, everyone's, everyone who's there can look at the map with their natural world. Natural world. Uh, oh, where's my character sheet? I can't even find natural world, so... Oh, so I don't have a... Bottom, at the bottom, under N. Yep. Uh, I don't have any points in it. Can I still roll it? You can still roll it. Oh! Luck it. Oh. Yeah, I will luck that. That's a good flinty noise. <laughs> there you go. Oh, hang on. Uh... Jack. One hour thirty-five. Okay. <laughs> Jack, the hedgehog man. A natural world. No. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Father Eduardo. Looking at the map, there are many places you can say you're going, but um, you can either be heading out into the desert prospecting, or you could be following the stock route. That's something that crazy rich people do. They travel out to Kunkudri, buy all the stuff they need, travel to Lake Disappointment, and then follow the trail. But most likely, because you're going to ship all this stuff back to Port Hedland to go on a plane, is probably to say you're surveying, like, you know, you're going out to draw maps of Mount Morris or down to uh, the Little Sandy Desert or flying really far east into the desert to map it. You don't have to tell them about the plane, though, surely. They're going to be querying why you're shipping it all to Port Hedland. Or maybe you're just going to travel up the coastal route. Exactly. Yeah, we just we're not we're not going to tell them like up front, but if no, they no. ask, we know what to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's probably going to be about to be cagey about what we're doing, so we just need something that isn't what we're doing that we could talk about at length. Yeah, so you need a general idea. So if they ask curiously, they might not be curious at all. They might just be like, "Give us your money. Here's your stuff." Mm-hmm. Or they might be like, have you seen this man holding up pictures of Jack? Wanted for questioning. Uh, Like, why he's playing with a toilet brush. Not a toilet brush. (laughs) Oh, yeah, wasn't he on that boat, the the, the sound wave that exploded in that harbour? I'm not sure they found him. Like, (laughs) Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) Exploded. Dead. A million pieces. Hey, so... um, Rebecca and Mitch are going to take the train to Kunkudri. And Matteo, Eduardo and uh, Jack are going to stay here in the Harbour Master's building. That's nice for Jack, because he knows I trust him the most. And now Jack has what he wanted. Alone. Ready to him. But then it will be obvious. Not once he frames water for it. Oh, yeah, like anyone's going to believe it's Walter. <laughs> Walter. We ought to suspect. Cool. Meanwhile, at the aerodrome, in a small little passenger plane, Matteo oh, and wait, no. um, Chai, you're all... Settling into the nice big comfy armchairs in the walnut panelled passenger compartment. There's drinks and snacks 
and there's a little little wooden oak panel door that opens up into the cockpit where you can see um, Hugo is preparing the plane while aircraft maintenance need a bunny cakes. What snacks are there in here? Um, 1925 appropriate snacks. Nuts. Uh, cashew nuts. Uh, those little... Um, Ritz biscuits. Okay. Uh, I eat some 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 peanuts and the such as a replacement for breakfast that never was. There are some. There's a coffee. Well, there's a yeah, there's a coffee. There's a heating ring to warm the kettle up or coffee mm-hmm. on. There's those little speculoos biscuits. Hmm. I did make sure that I got some quite nice stuff in. So there's even a little. Uh, there's probably even a little bottle of uh, Australian wine in there. <laughs> Go on, wine in Australia? They do make wine in Australia. But um, I don't think at this point in uh, history they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Why? Because they haven't been there that long. Vines take about 50 years, 60 years to uh, mature so you can make wine from them. Okay, it's not very good wine yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's grape juice. Maybe. It's young wine. It's young wine. Australian Ribena. <laughs> what was the name for the plane that I gave it again? Uh, the Rainbow Dash, wasn't it? Oh yep. No, no, no. This is, this is the passenger it plane. It's the Silver Comet, apparently. Silver Comet, that was it. It's also uh, a It's a nice, nice... Uh, he, uh, he wanted a non-scary name for the passenger plane. Uh, yes. There's another gentleman on the plane with you. His name is Raymond... Falion, he seems to be uh, Hugo's engineer and co-pilot. A non-player character? Oh, exciting. Okay. Um, you were all strapped in. You call back that you're ready to take off. Look, everyone should be comfortable. There are no straps. Um, there are no belts. There are no seat belts. This is a plane in 1925. It's a wooden cube with an engine on the front of it. <laughs> I like it. But at least I like you can you, smoke. I, I like. I liked how you like described that it. it's quite luxurious inside, but the actual functional part of it terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's a 1925 plane. They're not that fancy. Um, so, um, Matteo. Yes. And, um, Chai, are you doing anything before you take off beyond raiding the snack bar and having a coffee? And muffin uh, about how breakfast was nothing but pineapple. Um, no, is well, the answer. I might ask, considering the weather, and considering we're in a wooden box, are there any parachutes on this thing? <laughs> who who would you ask that to? Because. Is that like a conversation you're having between yourselves, or would you be asking me? Raymond and you, I just said. I kind of give you an incredulous look. (laughs) Why would we need parachutes? Accidents happen, Hugo. I said, this isn't the kind of plane you can jump out of. Oh, wonderful. Every sort of plane is the sort of plane you can jump out of. <laughs> yeah. Raymond, Raymond kind of like pushes um, Hugo back into his seat and goes, there are 
six parachutes, one under each chair. But we really won't be flying high enough for them to do you much good. Ah, less okay. Fair enough, though. I mean, they might catch and, you know, slow you down enough, but we should be fine, even in this rain. Hugo knows what he's doing. I wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if that was standard airline safety? Uh, under your yeah. chair, you'll find a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. First of all, the exits are here. <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. The in-flight movie is... Um, Raymond draw and is like, just take off, Hugo. <laughs> now, turn it off, whisper to GM, and then roll me piloting. Yeah. At hard because it's raining. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh, it could have been worse. <laughs> so, who's the co pilot? Sorry, Raymond. Okay, hang you. Um, all right, um, the engine doesn't start, you know. Ah. Quick, go out the front and like stand in front of the propeller, and I'll kick this a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> around with the switch and it's like, have you messed with the settings? I have not messed with the settings. I this was working fine yesterday. I rolled a one. <laughs> well, I just rolled a one, and he turns the engines on. He's like, you're doing it wrong. Pull <laughs> <laughs> the joke out and then ignite. Look, I'm used to the other one. Okay, this one's a. I've not flown this one in a while. Well. Get going. Come on. The, the, the propeller is going. It's raining. Get us in the air and get us to Darwin. Do you want me to roll it again? Yes. Do better this time. Roll 20. Yeah! No. Yeah. Uh, about 15 minutes after the door to the cockpit shuts, the engine starts. It's quite loud. It's not going to be easy to talk to one another whilst flying in this wooden cube. With... with... <laughs> But you into the sky as you start heading for Darwin. Arena. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking back to that, the episode of Praro where he's flying over the channel and it's just as loud the entire time. Are you travelling by red tape? Red line? Hopefully. Hang on. My scale on the Australia map is wrong. Uneventful trip. Uneventful trip. <laughs> it is a thousand miles, more or less. Are you headland to Darwin? I'm going to corrupt because didn't you say it was about a thousand miles to the Percival Lakes? I seem to remember that on the other map. The scale was like. 300's this, and it was like at least three of those. Just 900 to miles to your destination from Port Headland, mm. inland. The Australia map is still not showing me the right... Yeah, I didn't think so. Hang on. Right. Scream. Egg. Scrag. Oh, yeah, that's 900 miles. It's 1,500 miles to Darwin. 
it's probably going to take you about 10 hours of flying. Okay. Yeah, planes aren't fast yet. They don't have jet engines. It's got a prop engine at the front that goes... And you're probably going to land in Derby and refuel. Excellent. So, Matteo and Chai, you've got uh, five hours to Derby. What are you doing? Other than drinking coffee and eating snacks. I'm really hoping this uh, restaurant at Derby Airfield. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, just trying to get some rest. It's still fairly early in the day, so I've only just been asleep, so I'm probably going to do a little bit of reading, I guess. I will meditate. That's what I usually do on journeys. Okay. Uh, roll meditating, and are you reading your book? Yeah. Okay, roll me your language to read the cultist Malifanamanums. Menominums. <laughs> Success. Uh, Chai, you can cross off five hours of reading. Okay. Actually, you only got six hours left. I'll be generous. Yay. Have two points of mythos and roll a d6. This is so you can go mad on the plane. <laughs> I remember last time Flinty went mad on a plane. Yeah. Not go mad on the- <laughs> that turned into an exciting boss fight. If I see it, yeah. the, 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 you know where you get little signs saying no smoking? There's just going to be one of those which lights up and it's just a picture of a light and a no with a fez on the picture. <laughs> <laughs> no fezes. <laughs> okay, you lose two Sammy Craig. You've got two yep. mythos. And you have finished the skim read, so you may now scroll into skim read territory, which is the next two pages. Next two pages. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, you are having a pretty uneventful journey. Matteo, you are all meditating and stuff. You've got a normal success. Yeah. So you're able to drown out the droning whine of the um, engines and just relax. This is quite nice. You try no cultists, hopefully. Well, you never know. What could be nicer? Being on the ground and doing this. <laughs> Where last we left our intrepid heroes, four of you were planning an expedition into the outback. Three of you were in a plane hoping not to die. Yeah. Lots of hope. We we join our Pleasant heroes as uh, ace pilot Hugo Darwin brings the plane into land at Derby. But before you roll, Jack would like our attention. Yes, Jack? I forgot what group I'm in. <laughs> the other one. The, the other one. The one on the ground. I'm not planning. I'm not in the plane. Okay, you're that's fine. going to be killed by Nido. Yes. I mean... It's a poor life choice. Craig and Peter have put their lives in Nido's new character. Nido is on his, what, sixth character of this campaign? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Well, look, look, if you don't succeed the first time, try, try. try roll piloting, Nido. Try. Don't roll 100. Try, try again. Uh, 
The moral of the story is failure is no Do I have to luck it? You're currently about to crash, so you're either going to have to swoop around and do it again in the and hope you get lower than that, or you're going to crash. Or push it. But you will kill do. <laughs> Execute the published missed approach procedure. Well, I was wondering what it might be like to roll up a new character in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I just want to, like, like it, it's going to be a very short-lived character, this, if every single time I have a failure in a roll in an aircraft, it's immediate death and destruction. So no, can no, I just yeah, clarify just what level... The plane of... is going to crack in some fashion, like the undercarriage wheel fail, or you'll yeah. slide off the runway in the rain. It might not be a deadly crash, but it's... Just it look it in six points! Yeah, I, yeah it's he all fine and dandy. Five. I'm... Please, please, just spare the luck. <laughs> Push it. You can't roll on the landing and go down again. Have a I second mean, go. Go on. Have a second go. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's that's what I would do if that if I was a professional pilot. I was like, oh no, no, this landing is going wrong. We're in a storm. This is bad. Let's go for a second try. Start the fucking thing. You're not a professional pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a second run. Roll aircraft again. <laughs> yeah. oh oh. You split the difference. Oh, it wasn't God. A roll. Do you land in Derby? To the passengers in the back, it seems like a pretty normal landing in the rain. But to yeah. Raymond, he, he was Raymond is in a white knuckle ride. <laughs> Raymond is staring at Hugo like you had to go around twice. <laughs> they must sometimes, have... sometimes you have to go around twice. I'm not gonna like, like that's just how it goes. Sometimes they must yeah, but... know how close to death they were. <laughs> uh, Raymond opens the co- co- cockpit door and is like, "Lady and gentlemen, we have landed in Derby. We'll be here for approximately an hour and a half whilst we refuel. Uh, there is a airport building where you may be able to find food, drink, toilets. I think there's not actually a toilet on board, is there? Mm-hmm. No, oh, five hours without a pee. There, there's well, a, there's a... a toilet. It's kind of like you go into this tiny little cubicle and lift the lid." And there's a hole. And all the air comes out the plane. Um, yeah, the plane isn't pressurised. Yeah, you're not flying that high. <laughs> it's 1925, Nido. The plane is not pressurised. Yes. However, even if they, however, even, up. however, even if they've been, there's already the sound of running as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry right. myself from the uh, first landing attempt. <laughs> okay, uh, are you doing anything or are you just having a break, grabbing a snack in the airport? Thanks, probably it. I mean, we're not exactly gonna go running around town crowing, the wizard is here! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, live them might have. Yeah. Uh, actually, you're in Ozzabi, we're off to see the wizard. <laughs> Oh, the wonder! Oh, fuck me! He's the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes, I forgot Get about my, that. Where are my tablets? That's the that's the joke Russet is building towards this entire session. Where are the <laughs> tablets I have to take when I hear a pun? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, milk turns into it. 
<laughs> Did you hear about the magic tractor? I'll kill you. It <laughs> into a field. <laughs> it's not even good. <laughs> Fine. I, 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 I'm just wondering, like, which of which which of the party members is like the scarecrow, the lion, and the tin man? Uh, well, the scarecrow is definitely the person who needs a brain. Then <laughs> uh, we uh, point these uh, these spells out. <laughs> I think Nile might be Toto. The most one of the bunch. I'm not being Dorothy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Nile's although Nile's no longer playing his character who keeps getting kidnapped. Yeah, Cat, so Cat, Cat be... definitely been Dorothy. I think at this point I might be a flying monkey. So let's move on. I'm that witch who got really badly burned when they filmed uh, like the smoke coming up from underneath her. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> what did you say, Ash? I said you're the Wicked Witch of the West, clearly. Ah, I can live with that. <laughs> anyway, we're not in Oz. Well, we are in Oz, but not that Oz. So you have a break at Derby. The plane is refueled. Um, Raymond will roll the aircraft maintenance. He's really good at this. Okay, you pile back into the plane after loo breaks and lunch. It wasn't the best of lunch. It was like sandwiches and a bottle of fizzy pop. Extravagant. Full of cocaine. It's quite tasty, actually. And now we're piloting to fly the way to Darwin. Can they even take off? Oh, yeah. I thought you were switching back to the other guys, sorry. None of them are driving the plane. <laughs> Did I say I was switching to the other guys? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay. We're on the ground. <laughs> yeah, okay, Nido. Uh, what happens if you don't take off in time and run out of runway? Do you know? <laughs> You have to stop and turn the plane round and taxi all the way back to the other end of the runway. Look, it's bad weather, okay? Everyone points and laughs and ridicules you. I mean, you're meant to be good at this, Nido. Roll it again. Why can't we have Raymond? He's the mechanic. He just makes the engine work. All right. Oh, my God! Just luck (laughs) it! I'm lucking that by three! (laughs) Good, good. Waste your luck. Waste your luck on inconsequential piloting roles. <laughs> I'm looking forward to when you're trying to land near the city of the Great Race. Uh, you take off, and it is another five to six hours to Darwin. Roll navigate. Mm. You do have that. Yeah, please tell me uh, you got that. Ah, uh, my dump skill. <laughs> I'd like to point out I'd like to point I'd like to point to to the numbers on the right hand side which are my high level skills and these are just bad dice rolls it's not like I've not put points (laughs) I'd like to point out that I have we end up in entirely the wrong place on my bingo sheet well then (laughs) there you go shut up Everyone who's on the ground and having a jolly time. I just want to say that if they end up in entirely the wrong place, I will get an unprecedented triple bingo. 
Nico is flying them the wrong way. So twenty-three points the wrong way. If I if I get the triple bingo, I think I'll switch it for the cash prize. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's poor Headland down there. Oh wait. <laughs> the cash prize is, has a value of 0.0001p. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, no. What's up, Craig? I just realised that if we're flying from Derby to Darwin, I was going to say, oh, well, surely it's all along the coast. It'll be fine. But no, directly to Darwin from Derby is actually going inland, which means... <laughs> We could go so much the wrong way without realising for quite a long time. You're going to die. (laughs) 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 Right, Rebecca and Mitch, uh, you trundle up to the train station. It's it's not your quaint little country single platform with a little house where the ticket office is. It's a four-tracked marshalling yard with cranes because what mostly comes through here is raw metal that has been dug out of the ground and is being shipped to various industrial centres for refining. Um, oh, we don't have a story yet. Oh, I thought you had a story. Do we? Yeah, you were just not going to tell them where you were going unless they asked, and if they did ask, you were going to be travelling up the coast. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Yes, Jack. Where specifically am I if they've gone to the train station? You're in the Harbour Master's office with Father Eduardo. Splendid, thank you. Like you said, we're being best friends, yeah. (laughs) So, Rebecca, I guess we just, I guess we don't, how do we get a ticket even? (laughs) Uh, Walter arranged them, or we wouldn't be coming this way at this point. I guess. <laughs> there is a very small ticket office. Uh, it's, it's mostly a shed where the guards hang out. And uh, the train, when it turns up, is mostly empty flatbed cargo trains. But there is a single passenger tram, uh, um, not tram, coach. Um, it's the sort of made of wood with wooden benches. And there's no glass in these windows kind of. Affair. This is very last class. For the workers. <laughs> You're used to this, Mitch. Probably Rebecca, too. You're glad you didn't bring a Vanderbilt. They'd have been like, oh, this is not doable. And well, like, no, if, if we brought a Vanderbilt, then there would have been a first class carriage. I think this is symbolism that we have no Vanderbilts with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Western Australian Governmental Railway does not have first class on this line. <laughs> line exists to take chunks of metal that have been dug out of the ground from the desert to the port. That's the only reason it exists. Well, they're just the only class is first class, so we're fine. <laughs> it is dubbed the Spinifex Flyer because it is well known to be really slow. <laughs> its top speed is sometimes five miles an hour. Oh, wow. We should have driven. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch Mitch did present this idea. I think cars go faster than five mile an hour. Yes, but you're only learning this as you're, like, climbing into the carriage. And and they're talking to you. There's going to be, like, five days. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're learning this now as you're about to cl- as you're climbing into the carriage. Do you want to stay in the carriage or storm just... back to Walter and be like, "Get me a car"? No, let's get a car. <laughs> yeah, let's get a car. Sod it, carmatorium. <laughs> you go back to talk to Walter, and yes. you flat out refuse to take the Spinnerex flyer. Uh, yeah, it is a 550 mile journey to Marble Bar. And, um, yeah, it's even further to Kinkujui. Um, <laughs> about five to eight miles an hour, it would take you a lot of time. Jesus. Yeah, it would take like a week there and yep. a week back. Mm-hmm. It ain't that's the fast railway line. That's you not going to for that. That's literally, I'm reading it verbatim from the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, but it's not the sort of thing you find out until you get there, really, because you just expect your train to be fast. Mm-hmm. It ain't. At least in a car, you could average, like, 900-odd miles in two days. Oh, this is going to be a long drive, even so, I guess. Um, so we probably do want to follow the train route so we can stop at Marble Bar on the way. Yeah. Otherwise, we're, we're in the middle of, of mountain nowhere, and that doesn't sound like a good idea. It doesn't, does it? With the people that have been uh, interested in our endeavours. Mm. Okay, uh, Walter hires a car for you. It's a nice, well, it's more of a truck with a large flatbed out back so you can, like, store your supplies in it. Do we actually have enough, like, if we're bringing back stuff, will it fit in this vehicle? We've got the lists. I guess we can talk to Mackenzie and be sure. Yeah. Uh, let me just look. I've got a chart. I've got, I've got Expedition Logistics, Australian Outback, <laughs> age 74. <laughs> this is exciting. I've never had a chart like this before. Okay, so using an automobile, you're going to need... Um, the trucks can carry enough for four people, generally, supply-wise. Mm-hmm. And there are at least eight of you. So you're going to need two trucks, load of food. Or well, we could always um, ship it on the train back whilst we drive back and then take it off at the other end. If we're not going to mind waiting the two weeks or whatever for yeah. it to actually get here. I mean, we might be waiting that long, but this is... More stuff we might need to discuss. <laughs> or we just keep it all, if we left already. We just we just wait it out. What well, does the intelligence at hard, both of you, as you're discussing this? What? Sorry. Well, intelligence at hard. And my character sheet is blank. Well, that's no good. Yeah, if you leave roll twenty, not doing anything too long. Sometimes it does time out. Really, okay. I've never had well, that. I'm just going to send Mitch a message. Let me just reload the window. Bring up the character sheet. And then... We're very intelligent. We know all the things. If anything, Mitch, you're more intelligenter than Rebecca. 
<laughs> I'm just a cook. I sent Nile and Foxby a telegram and a message. <laughs> that is a very good point. You, uh, you're standing there with your two trucks <laughs> and you're staring at the map and one of you is like, hang on a minute. Hang on a fucking minute. <laughs> where do they get the stuff from? <laughs> exactly. Where do they get the stuff from? Here. So <laughs> they can't be the only people, right, Rebecca? I wouldn't have thought so. And so, if they so they must bring it in through Port Headland anyway. So maybe we just get it here. What about if we go and talk to maybe a couple of those guards over there and see who maybe because they've got to be loading these trains up to um Calcuddery and they might know who's supplying them. Yeah, we're worth asking here. We we also have the name of the outfitters so we can go back to Port Headland and ask there too. Uh but, but do yeah, you really need here. to drop that name after what, uh, you know, uh, Jack has mentioned about them? Sure, they're the, uh, they're the outfitters, the only ones around. Yeah. So it, it is the only place we can go if we have a need for expeditioning yeah. equipment. Hey, you track down the station master who is standing under the water tower reading some gauges and he turns he's like, oh, sir, mom, did you not get the train in the end? No, we, we, we couldn't really... Uh, we, we're in a bit, a bit of a tight schedule. We need these supplies. Oh, uh, yeah, the train is not the fastest, I'm afraid. Um, no, we, no, it's strong and sturdy, but... It is. It gets metal there and back again, but they won't replace it with a more modern engine. So, I don't know if you're allowed to tell us, but <laughs> would, a, would a, a guy like you be able to let us know maybe... Who supply? Where you know, there's the, the outfitters in um, Concudry, but where do they get their supplies from? Um, well, it depends exactly what you need. Uh, there's several merchants in town. Um, there's several uh, cargo ships a week. Normally, he points towards the harbour where uh, a large cargo ship is anchored outside of the harbour with smaller boats unloading it. Um, th- there's a couple of merchants who manage selling things into the interior. A harbour master would know. Hmm. That's most useful. Rebecca, what do you think? I think, well, that's the harbour master. We already know them quite well because we've been there, I guess, for a day or so. Longer in your case. Good idea. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You you climb in your trucks and drive back down into town. Well, drive auto, both of you. Okay. I'm quite sure you both have drive car. Oh, yeah. Mitch does not. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. have the people you hired the cars from, keep them here at the garage so they can be fully serviced and fueled for when you need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you wander back down to the port. Uh, looking along the street, along the seafront, there's the Harbour Masters buildings, there's several large warehouses, and most of the warehouses also have, like, an office. You can see office windows on, the like, the side of the warehouse, so, like, inside there'll be an upstairs mezzanine bit where clearly someone runs a 
business. Rebecca, should we should we just go in or do we need to talk to the others first? Uh, I think, well, uh, this is where the harbour master would be, or now we... I think we can just ask them, right? We've, we've got the manifest, we know what we need. Yeah, we've got the lists, we've got, I guess we've got the money, all the ways to make money happen. Yeah, we're still just getting equipment. I earned a bit of money on the on the on a couple of boats. I was, I've been working the you know a couple of boats and made a couple of bob. Ah, I I, I guess the the Vanderbilts pay well then. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got lots of Vander dollars, Vander <laughs> cash. Okay, uh, you find the harbour master. He's uh, in his office, staring glumly at uh, various charts, and he looks up and he's like, "Oh, um, Mr. Jarvan, and this is." Uh, Rebecca, have, have you not met yet? I'm afraid we haven't. No, how can I help you both today? So, yeah. we well, we were planning to travel up to um, Kern Cudgery because we heard that's where a sort of equipment supply was. But we figured, well, they're only going to get the equipment through Port Headland, so rather than go there and come back, do you know who supplies them from here? And can we just talk to them direct? Well... Yeah, I mean, if you're not going out to Concordia and then leaving from there, it makes no sense to buy your equipment there and ship it back here. Yeah. Uh, have you got a list? Yeah. Uh, present the lists we got. He, he flicks through the list. He's like, yeah, I can get all this source for you. There's a couple of merchants who'll handle this. Hmm. Um, do you have trucks? Uh, we got the couple of trucks here. Uh, cool. Um, very good. No, um, yeah, no, leave this with me. I'll take it down to the... Uh, uh, I assume Mrs. Vanderbilt is paying for all of this. Yep. Okay, it's not well, going to be... Put it on our account and... Still okay, no, uh, leave this to me. All right, thank you. Both of you get... Six luck. That's like your reward for not going to concussion. Our character went, hang on a minute, that's a very good question point. <laughs> I was like, come on, one of them have got to think of this. It's, it's really obvious. <laughs> anyway, Eduardo and Jack, whilst uh, uh, Rebecca and Mitch are off having a non-adventure, what are you two doing? I think we're equally having a non-adventure. <laughs> I'm like... supposed to be planning your route and stuff. Or are you just getting to know each other better? You you checking Jack for tattoos in the time ordered manner? No, I, I was not part of that brigade. <laughs> you don't want to take him to the gentleman's spa and uh, spy him through the whilst you know he's got, got his towel on. <laughs> it's a, it's a port town. There's bound to be a sailor's uh, sauna somewhere. <laughs> I don't think a priest would <laughs> invite. I somebody. read the news. Yes, you do. <laughs> A priest and a cultist walk into a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest story. One of them turns to the other and says. Uh, okay, if we're thinking of um, like planning our route, then if I look at this map and get a pen. No, no don't, don't draw on your screen with a pen. <laughs> we can't see it. <laughs> Not with an actual pen. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the advice was um, we could 
just go straight through the Percival Lakes but and try and find a f- fjord, or we can go a slight diversion and go through this gap. Are you drawing on the map? Because I super can't see it if you are. Oh, I can just see it now. It doesn't show up until you finish drawing. Ah, I got yeah, I got yeah. Sorry, my screen is smaller than yours. I couldn't see. Yeah, so you could either go like dead straight for it, or go slightly around. Hmm. If we wanted to, you know, guarantee our way through. I mean, there is something of a time pressure here. True. Um, Who's this Percival Lakes person? Better. Um, Merlin's friend, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Go throw something at Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm throw something hard. <laughs> um, right, back in character. Back in character. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I was just, <laughs> just just the seconds after that, I think I exchanged views with Peter and was like, I assassinated oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you're planning. There was a knock at the door and Walter sticks his head in. Oh, hi, Walter. Is everything all right? Yes. Um, I was just having a think. How many trucks do we need? Mitch and um, Rebecca just asked me to hire a truck. Really? I thought they were on their way to Concudgery. Uh, apparently the train travels at most about five miles an hour, so they wanted to get there faster. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, number of trucks. Good question. Um, because there's you two, me, Rebecca and Mitch, Chai, Matteo, two pilot, well, the pilot, the engineer, and our exploration guide. That's ten people, right? Yes, so at least um, three trucks? At least three to go out into the desert. Okay. Mm. Three trucks and all the supplies we need. Ooh. Uh, now, I need you both to roll me your... What shall I make you roll? <laughs> a cult? No, Jack. Oh. Not a cult. <laughs> You're with us now. You don't need to know a cult. I need you to roll me a survival skill if you have one. I think I do. I could have sworn I did. I come from Whitechapel. (laughs) (laughs) We know you come from the East End of London. I don't have any survival skills. I thought I had survival, but I guess not. It's natural world survival. Natural world will do in a pinch. Uh, I don't have either of them then. Yes, I missed it by 65. (laughs) I could spend 65 luck. Do you have 65? Why not? I did. If I spent 65 luck, I'd still have 40 luck. What? You've got over 100 <laughs> luck? No, uh, I'm not good at maths. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at your character sheets to see if there's anything else you can roll. You may roll me your intelligence at hard, Father Eduardo. 
you grab some of the paperwork that Mackenzie brought over and have a look through it and do the maths and get out a pen and pencil and do some more maths. And I'm just sending you a little telegram thingy, Flinty, so you can look all smart in character. And Flinty doesn't need you to do the maths. You can just give him the numbers and he'll do the maths. Oh, boy, I need to digest this. It's mostly that last one you really need to look at. Oh, so we... I guess we might need more than... No, we need more than three. Um, Why? Says Walter. Walter's looking confused. Like, he's clearly tried to work this out, but, you know, he normally has adjutants and assistants and, like, really world-famous explorers to help him plan expeditions. Yeah. And they're all dead now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think think basically... um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the three trucks can ha- have, uh, I don't know, up to 12 people in them. But where are you going to put all the equipment? On their laps. Oh, I guess that's a good point. We need food and water and tents and stuff. Exactly. And fuel for the actual vehicles as well. That well one... you think of that, you're going to need to actually carry the fuel to refuel the trucks with because we're going to be in the middle of a desert and there aren't going to be gas stations. Yeah. And yeah, dingo and, traps, yeah. I chip in to make it seem like I'm there. <laughs> but yeah, the um, but yeah, the the import another important thing, another reason why you need so many is because you can't carry too much weight in them either. They'll uh, they'll they'll break. <laughs> okay, how many do we need? Six trucks. Yeah, I'd say at least six. I don't think we can get a cargo plane to carry six. We might yeah. make a couple of trips. Oh boy! Um, Eight trucks, <laughs> three trucks. So if if we get our pilots to shuttle us out there in two trips, well, here's here's a question: Can can uh, Hugo put some trucks on the plane? In oh no, wait, no, that no, that doesn't get around the problem. No, sorry. Um, wait, right, so no, 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 I've, I've got it. I've got it. We take the fox there with the grain then we we leave the grain there and we come back for the fox we bring the fox back with the goose the goose immediately murders the pilots and oh shit (laughs) 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 no you've lost me (laughs) the goose summons Nyarlathotep on purpose oh shit (laughs) why are they always doing that why did we teach the goose a ritual I think they will cause problems on purpose. Um, Well, yeah, let's see how many are available, Walter. Then we can try and work out what we want. But, yeah, definitely more than three. We need more than three trucks. At this point, the door opens and Mitch and Rebecca walk back in. Hello. I thought you left for Kikukuka. It was from Cudbury. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you left there by train. Then I thought you left there by truck. Well, second plan. Funny story. We got on the train. We got off the train because as we were getting on, oh, that's the train, hilarious. <laughs> we oh, realized no, that the train was going to take a week to get there and a week to get back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and then that... Rebecca had this amazing idea, which was like, well, come country, the outfitters there, they don't obviously have all of the stuff there being made. They buy it from somewhere. And it has to come through this port, right? Anyway, then we went to the harbour master. We were like, hello, harbour master. Where does, what are the, who's supplying all the outfitters equipment? So we now have him looking for where all of the stuff is coming in from. And hopefully we can find all the stuff here in Port Headland. Yeah, he seemed pretty confident he could get that all sorted out. So um, he will do that. And we can check up. Yeah, that's, that's Wait, brilliant. We've been discussing the logistics of how many trucks we need to take with us for a trip through the desert with 10 of us. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, right? Uh, we think about six trucks to carry everything, including fuel and water and food and tents and jack. Do we have six drivers? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I can drive. Who I else can. We- I can drive badly. <laughs> <laughs> I've what's seen the, cars, I say non-committally. <laughs> what's the base skill in drive auto? I've forgotten. 40. I don't oh, think it's 40. No. no. 20. Okay, then I don't have oh, it. Oh, then I can actually drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> Not well. <laughs> I can drive a car below averagely. It's all right. You don't have to worry about oncoming traffic. <laughs> no, but you do have to worry about hitting a hidden rock in the desert and dying of sand. <laughs> There might be dunes. You like dunes. So, Walter Frowns, it's sounding to me like we either have to get the pilots to make two trips of us to take all of the vehicles and hope that, two of, that some of them can fl- drive cars, or we just go in cars out into the desert. But then we'd need more fuel. Yeah. And more water, so we'd need more trucks. <laughs> Man, this expedition planning business is really awkward. I mean, where, where's Felix when I need him? He'd have this all sorted out in about 10 minutes. Dead. I just, I just want to point out that this, this uh, you keep needing more fuel problem is the same problem they face trying to get rockets into space. So, build a better fuel. So what, so Maybe what we just need is... to make the trucks more efficient. No, so the, no. fuel boosters. No, what you need, what you need is you need more struts to hold the trucks better together. <laughs> However, the struts will add weight. The struts are heavy. More engines and no, more fuel. You just, you just get rid of the fuel tank when it's out of fuel. Yes. Uh, okay. Asparagus trucks. You need what asparagus if... fueling trucks. <laughs> or I could just teleport us all there. Or if you could find a route that's entirely <laughs> downhill. Because I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, Mrs. Vanderbilt could open gateways through time, but she went home. So that's not an option we have anymore. See if we can find some way to launch the trucks. So okay. what, um, what I'm hearing we need is some parachutes. Sorry, p- point, point of order. Walter just said opening a portal through time and space in front of Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> he was clearly joshing. He was oh, definitely. Clearly brown, honestly. <laughs> just turns to you at the end and is like, I jest, of course. <laughs> um, well, uh, what we could do, we could um, maybe talk to Robert uh, McKenzie about uh, just the trucks. Like we, it, sound, it sounds like we're sourcing all the other materials and that's all in hand. We just need maybe just some, essentially, his expertise on arranging these trips and how many trucks we'll need for the job. 
You call Robert to come back and have a powwow about this planning and expedition business. It's much more complicated than any of you realise. Yeah. And Felix and Liza used to just do this in their sleep. <laughs> yeah. They just hand Walter a list of buy all this stuff, and Walter would go and do it. He's very good at the buying the stuff bit. He's not very good at the planning these things. Ah. Uh, I thought they'd just use the truck of magical holding with the infinite fuel pump. Sadly, Liza took that with her when she ascended to Yogg-Sothoth. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, about to land in Darwin, uh, <laughs> Jai, Raymond, and uh, Matteo are clinging to one another in the passenger compartment, praying to whatever. No, no, they're enjoying lovely drinks and snacks because they have no idea what's going on in front of them. Well, the problem is, I need you, Nido, to roll me navigate at hard. <laughs> They say oh, death wait, comes swiftly on an airplane. Okay, it's coming up for about the time when you should be hearing Darwin on the radio or seeing them, but you're not. And mm. uh, all you see is desert and scrubland. I'm go ask my engineer for assistance here because maybe we're having some trouble with instruments. He and looks we're up off and he's like, "What's the problem?" Uh, well, we're not. I don't think we're where we're supposed to be. Um, can you double check my numbers for me? He leans forward and has a look at the machinery. Well, boss, I got good news. Yes. He taps the screen. The engines are working fine, but you're currently flying southeast. Ugh. You can't really turn around. Right. You don't know how to use a compass. <laughs> Did you not check this? They're both pointing southeast. Where are we? Wait, shit. Like five hours. We should be about here by now, then, probably. Oh, God. Can I uh, try and work out where we are? Uh, Roll navigate again. (laughs) Yay! You are currently... If we're meant to be coming into Darwin practically now, oh, it's more yeah, yeah. southeast at least. But we're still boned because we must be nearly out of fuel again. You've be- flown nearly 900 miles east by southeast, somewhere above the Northern Territory. I would like to check uh, maps and things. Well, I'm going to start to. I'm going to turn in the right direction. But I'm also going to start checking maps and things for all various uh, places along the way. Um, yes, I'm aware it's Australia. There aren't many places along the way. Northern Australian Savannah Desert. Uh, the nearest town that is showing on your map is Alice Springs or Darwin. And we're halfway between both. Oh, Jesus. We are boned. And you have about an hour and a half of fuel left. Okay. Um... Which ah, here's the thing. Um, now this area, if I remember, it, although it is like deserty area, aren't there also farms in this area? Uh, not this far inland. No, this okay. is mostly unexplored territory. This territory isn't explored and mapped until the 1960s. Really? Ah, okay. Really, that uh, makes sense. There are a few towns and maybe villages. 
Um, you'd have to roll me an extreme luck to see one out of the window. Group luck roll using the lowest luck out of Craig, uh, Nido, and Peter. Who's got the lowest luck? Uh, it must be me at 84. <laughs> but am I... Uh, you're on this I, plane, so yeah, you're but, part of this group. Am I aware of this conversation, though? You're I'm not, not aware. Aware. It still takes our luck into effect, unfortunately. Um, what luck are you? One second. I got lost. Uh, right, I, I understand. Right, uh, my luck is eighty-five. Well, the, I, I'm below his luck at forty-six. Well, so Nido brings us all down to his luck level. Yes. Yeah. Yes, mm. very much so. I need a, I need a duex machina. <laughs> a bingo. I need a duex machina for bingo. No, he oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah he needs the hand of God to swipe in <laughs> yeah. and save them at the last minute. <laughs> What you see mostly is, you know, is what you're seeing in your background right now. Sear, dry grass, rocks, what uh, dusty what? trails, the odd, very small river. Um, well, uh, I'm going to radio to see you. Um, first of all, I'm going to radio ahead to say, uh, to say, obviously, we've had this problem and we're off course. Uh, your radio operations at hard. You'll be lucky to get any signal out here, surely. Yeah. What constitutes an awkward liquid interruption from the beverage king these days? Um, Free space. Any sort of generalised flatulence. (laughs) Uh, That's not a thing I have for this character. That was Wallace. You don't have any radio operations as a pilot. It well, never came up good. in character creation. Well, you so, know you yeah. radio operations. You made a radiographer last time. Yes, but that was very specifically a radio thing. And there's, at no point in character creation did it say, oh, by the way, you need to have radio. So a radiographer is someone who takes x-rays. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a piloting, surely, in this use. It is not part of piloting. It is its own separate science skill, radio operations. Okay, but what if a deus ex machina said that it was piloting? <laughs> I don't think I would face. allow that. Nido, Nido just played a character who had radio operations, so he knew it was a thing. It, look, if unless it comes up during character creation, I'm not going to take it. There was already a billion things that like this thing. Came. I will allow you to take points out of something else and put it into radio operations because it's a new character. Take um, them out of pilot aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel feel yourself getting worse as if. Like... <laughs> um. Well, what about like things like electrical repair or things like that? I don't. They don't operate radios. Operate heavy machinery? Not <laughs> heavy. How big's the radio? <laughs> it's attached to a plane. It's very heavy. <laughs> um, uh, what about listen? <laughs> <laughs> that only works if you've got one of those radios. Oh, rearranging your skill points, Nido. I'm going to go be your passengers. Mateo I rearrange my skill points. What was that, Nido? 
I don't want to rearrange my skill points. There's like you I already have. have I'm already spread, you. I'm already spread incredibly thin for all my other skills. So if you don't have it quite simply. So stop belly aching about it. Okay. You don't have operate radio. You cannot get any radio signal. You're used to just picking it up and talking into it, not having yeah. to tune into signals. And there is no uh, signal out here in the middle of nowhere, Australia. Racer probably makes sense because how often is he that far from an airfield normally? Yeah, mm. normally I'm not. <laughs> You've not hired someone whose normally job this is. Hey, I'm a uh, racing man. There's no response to the radio. There's just dead air. Isn't even a crackling uh, white noise. It's just dead. You're that far from anywhere with a radio. Hmm. Why did we get in this play? (laughs) (laughs) He was only flying you up the coast. (laughs) On the plus side, our bodies will never be found. Hey, hey, have you guys ever seen the film Alive? <laughs> Actually. <laughs> I have to ask. I'm sure either Matteo or Chai or Matteo's copy of the Necronomicon can help. <laughs> Wait, what? Not even. <laughs> Chai does not know about out. Matteo's copy of the Necronomicon. <laughs> I'm assuming as you don't trust anyone else of it, it's in your luggage. It's in my luggage, yeah. <laughs> probably should Is there a spell for fuel? Nino, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing? You're flying north. Um, yes, I'm going to keep trying the radio. Um, well, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not like a professional pilot IRL. What, what is like the procedure for? If you get into this, there would be like what you should do in this situation where you're lost and you're far away and you don't have the fuel to get back. And you, but you need to. In that day and age, you probably haven't got many options, quite simply. Is to work out the correct direction and make a judgment call and head that way and then look for appropriate place to ditch once you do get low on fuel. Well, are to keep looking for a farm or somewhere that might have fuel and land before you run out of fuel and crash. What time of day is it? Uh, You left at about nine. You flew for five hours. It's been ten hours. So it's a good 7 p.m. in the evening in winter. The sun is settling into the Western Hemisphere. Um, then I am going to turn out the lights in the cockpit mm-hmm. and, uh, we're going to be Myself. looking, we're, <laughs> we're going to be looking for any, um, lights of like a homestead or anything because that would show up in the dark. Yeah, That's a good well, idea. Me, are you going to tell your passengers any of this? Uh, I'm really not convinced there's much in the way of farms in this area in this day and age. Uh, I... Bad news, folks. I will um, hand... Well, I can't leave the cockpit. I will no, ask. Raymond will take the stick. He can keep us flying north. Okay. You can go and talk to them. Okay, I will go He'll back there. for something in trying the radio. Okay. I leave him in that capable hands. 
Hey, um, Hugo steps back where Chai and Mateo are chinking their champagne glasses and enjoying a nice book and a nice donut. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Um, how are you all doing back here? Yeah, fine. Why? What's up? Um, coming in for landing now, surely. Well, I'm afraid we've had a bit of trouble. It looks like um, we've been we've gone a little bit off course. Oh, how uh, much? Um, fair ways, I'm afraid. Um, I'm having so a trouble lot of course. Uh, yes. Um, right. I'm having it trouble kind of raise... changed from a trip into an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but what but in what I'm thinking is is that we'll keep an eye out now for um, uh, safe places to set down and possibly pick up some fuel. Um, I'm thinking if we turn the lights out in the out in the plane right now, we'll be able to see and spot any homesteads around this area. Um, and then hopefully we can spot a light, set down, um, settle up some bill, uh, uh, and, and pay the locals for uh, a drop of fuel to get us where we're going. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself. I'm trying to keep it all very matter of fact and calm, and like, oh yeah, this happens all the time, you know. <laughs> Isn't Australia basically almost deserted, Hugo? Well, yes, this is a desert, but it doesn't mean there's nobody out here. Uh, I think it's <laughs> it sort of does. That's the, <laughs> why it's called that. And um, now, now you reflect that there aren't that many steps from adventure to disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a desert. That doesn't mean it's deserted. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check the etymology on the word deserted. Look, this is the plan. Of if, oh, no, that's if desert. one of you could take one side, one of you take the other side, and we'll have a look out the windows. Let's... Rather, let's stop arguing about this. With this is this is the I'm the pilot. This is what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> I am the supreme commander. Of all. Look, at me. <laughs> Look at me! I am captain now. I'm, captain. Oh, when, uh, I'm still when captain. Douglas now. realizes. <laughs> okay. Um, um, Nido returns to his seat. Chai and Matteo exchange a look. A minute after he's gone to sit down. I'll go in there and bother him. <laughs> hey, Hugo, you didn't actually tell us what constitutes a safe landing ground for a plane like this. Uh, we're just looking for a light right now. Okay, cool, a light. Any light in the darkness, as they say. Turn the lights on. Go back to the window after exchanging another look with Matteo. Well, with any luck, we'll land in quicksand, and this will all be over soon. Or maybe, maybe over a cliff. Jesus. Um, <laughs> it was going to Darwin. It was all going so well, and Nido strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> excuse, Love you, Nido. excuse me one moment. I meditate. I start looking out a window. Okay. <laughs> Matteo is going to try and save the day with meditation. Roll me a... Hard meditate to contact the searing llama at uh, Shangri-La. Um, <laughs> because he's probably your only ticket out of this right now, since you are flying over an uninhabited desert. Look, sometimes cool stuff happens when I meditate. So, 
I just like the idea of just Mateo winking out of existence and leaving us here. <laughs> well, I failed my extremely high meditate skill, so that's oh, good. No. You can luck that. You could luck that by two. Yeah, yeah but I'm not going to get a hard that I need. Oh, oh, Dying in a desert. Can you push it? Do you want to? Everyone is talking over Craig. What were you saying, Craig? I was saying for, to, to actually, comp, you probably need an extreme for this, don't you? Actually, I should push it because um, uh, uh, the consequences of failing are not that bad, I think. <laughs> you experience a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> um, you come um, back to the wrong archaic deity. <laughs> I am happy to make the call on this, Pete. No, no pressure. <laughs> well, I, I've got like I had a fairly small chance of failing in the first place, so like I think the 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 worst that's likely to happen, at least, is that I don't have a good enough success. Um, I or I just have another mild failure. Remember, um, if you push it, it's automatically a critical failure. All right, yeah, that's true, but it's but still, that's a that's a sixteen percent chance, not impossible, but not that likely. We might as well try and maybe have a critical failure. And Let's if you, you do have a crit, at least it will turn this dire situation into a hilarious situation. <laughs> that's true. Let's let, let's contact. I don't know the sandbat. Noden, so that would be a good person in this situation. Uh, no, Snowden was kidnapped by the Arthur <laughs> Hooray, I succeed, but just not a very good success. <laughs> uh, you are meditating, Matteo, on this situation, but so far you are not gaining any insights. Okay, um, I, ke- I keep working on it. Be the other I'll person. come back to you for another role shortly. Um... Chai, you're peering out the window at the northern territories of Australia in 1925. Yeah, and it's fucking deserted, isn't it? it, I'm just going to look it up in my Australia book and see what your topics are. The pages are blank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. (laughs) This region intentionally left blank. Blank. It's the most boring map ever. Seems like nothing to 10,000 people in an area the size of, like, Western Europe. It's like that map of the warehouse that Asturias wants. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very good square. Uh, I I still can't believe he did that. He just drew a square and he's like, there's your map. And we're like... That's a square. <laughs> <laughs> it was accurate, was it not? It's not even a square. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, beautiful. We're flying over the western tableland, which is Savannah, and we need. Uh... Oh dear. Love to be lost on a plane. At least there's no snakes on it. Yet we're in Australia. They're on the grounds. Or oh, you just haven't noticed them climbing up through the landing gear. Yeah. Imagine being on a plane and the pilot's like, oh, "This is your captain speaking." Does uh, anyone have a map? 
Oh my god. <laughs> We've experienced a little technical difficulty which will result in us uh, dying. Um <laughs> well, no, 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 it'll just be the bit from airplane. It'll be um now I just like to make sure everybody's calm and happy and everybody's good feeling good and by the way, I just want to ask just as a just as a point of interest, is there anybody on board who can fly a plane? <laughs> right. Well, it, it's designed. We we know that it's fine. It is a hundred percent deserted between Alice Springs and the coastal monsoon region of Darwin. Christ, it's fine. We knew this. There are <laughs> some Aboriginal villagers. Oh my god. <laughs> Not sure they're going to have or whatever it is this plane has. Incredibly infrequent as well. I think, uh, yeah, I think Matteo trying to literally pray for a Deus Mac- Machina is literally the I mean, you might crash into Uluru if you're lucky. We don't have a cat on board, do we? Uh, <laughs> not unless anyone knows how to turn themselves into one. Mm. Oh, sweet, merciful God. <laughs> they were flying to Darwin. I had to ask, um, okay. how how did this go so wrong so quickly? Because you have a plane called of Cthulhu, and you have a dice rolls where you can roll two dice badly once, and you're dead. <laughs> but not, not just you. No. You can kill a platoon of people. Meanwhile, uh, Raymond is staring despondently out the windows and is like, there's nothing out here. I don't see anything. He's got a pair of binoculars in the vain attempt that they might show a glimmer. Nino, roll me your pilot aircraft. Chai, roll me your extreme luck. Peter, roll me meditation at hard. Uh, okay. Oh, extreme luck! <laughs> hang on, hang on. What's that down there? Ah, in the middle of a desert, a kerosene refinery <laughs> with a convenient airstrip. <laughs> Another I'll, failure. I'll, I'm I'm going to spend five luck if it helps keep us going a bit longer. Yeah, I'm pushing this again. How is this plane trip so cursed? Spending five luck. There we go. It's yes! everything. <laughs> Everything right. I'm going to take Chai's extreme luck and combine it with Matteo's additional skill one at hard. Uh, Matteo, you managed to reach a moment of perfect zen. Mm. And you are sitting on a white marble balcony halfway up a castle made of silver stone. And there's a really, really old man sitting opposite you wearing like a uh, llama wool poncho and mm. drinking a cup of tea and he's like hello Matteo uh, this is the time that we speak it sure is how can I help well I feel like you already know that but um, you must uh, ask for help I may not presume The fog will be thick, but ask them to follow the red light. The red light? The red lights will lead you to where you need to be. Thick fog, red light. 
Thick fog, red light. Okay. Chai, uh, you're peering definitely out of the uh, windows. Matteo seems to be meditating and getting ready to embrace the cold uh, shadow of death. He, he's clearly at peace with the world now. <laughs> <laughs> when you see suddenly this thick, almost gelatinous grey fog seems to rise up out of the uh, table land below you and engulf the plane. Neat! But there is a single point of red light zipping ahead almost alongside the plane. Well, that's weird. (laughs) Uh, Hugo, you are in fog. Thick, thick fog. Any chance of seeing a remote homestead is now dashed. Oh, this is a there is, however, a spot hidden check for you. Whilst I just quickly run to the loo, and you all contemplate on how nice I'm being. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Um, you got an extreme and a hard, so it was in the rules. Success. Who's who's the old guy's name again? Um, Searing, thank you. I, 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 kept, I had flaming in my head. I knew that wasn't right. Yes. I used to make that mistake as well. Very close. Very flaming. <laughs> that Searing Llama does get around. Hey, uh, hey, for extra fun, why don't you look at the red things really closely? <laughs> why do you know what they are? Uh, yeah, they've, they've, this, this has happened before. Yeah, oh. I, I've got yeah, a feeling yeah. I know what this is. Act tongue? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. It might be, but maybe <laughs> it shouldn't be. Ooh, dear. <laughs> it's like, they're alive, but maybe they shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine.com. Almost a gem. Okie doke. Plus, you know, he like murderized all of us last time. He wouldn't he wouldn't do that like three times in a row. Yes. Uh, it is a birthday <laughs> session. And not only that, he's been trying to up his call of Cthulhu Mojo. <laughs> Surely the mojo does not include casual murder. Uh, yeah, it's Call of Cthulhu. It's meant to be high risk. The thing is that okay. sometimes the murder murders you. The, the, surely that phrase, Craig Norrie, goes high risk, high reward. I'm not seeing. Uh, yes. You come out of your meditative trance to see Chai crouching by a window, staring forlornly into the fog. Oh, no, yes, indeed. Loop. Um... If there was a red thing out there. I don't know so, what it was. It just zipped by. I need to rush over and say, follow, follow the red light. Follow it. Follow it. Follow the red light. No time to explain. Do do the thing. Follow the red light. Follow follow it. I'm guessing that's to Hugo, not me. Yeah, no, that's uh, the, to anyone who's willing to listen. <laughs> okay. Oh. And, um, I open the cockpit door. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> follow the red light. Follow follow the, the red light. Follow it. Follow it. I passed that spot hidden, by the way. You see the red light. I kind of look and go, okay, I mean, that's the only thing out here. Um, you know, I 
Now I, I turn the plane to follow the red lights. Um, I go, is that another aircraft? I don't recognize it. Just follow it, man. Says um, I. I know. Yeah. I, I, I am. I am following it. I'm just like. Roll your pilot for me. Oh, I was hoping there wouldn't be another roll. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. You've got <laughs> luck. You keep missing it by six. The wailing and the gnashing of teeth, etc. <laughs> How, Nido? How? <sighs> just bend the luck. <laughs> you're quite low though now maybe you should push it otherwise you're gonna actually I don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should push it said Craig remembering he was on the aeroplane <laughs> <laughs> pushed oh, no sorry not pushed uh, sorry um, you are following the red light the fog is thick. The temperature is dropping. You cannot see anything. But you are religiously following the red light, flying through the fog. Everyone roll power to extreme. Oh, jeez. Okay. Extreme power. Power. I'm not going to succeed. I've got a bad power. Regular success? What would have my extreme have been? How do I see that offhand? You can check verbose when you roll, and it will always tell you. You yeah, could divide the score by five. Roll it again, just so I can see what my extreme yeah. is an over-difference. Uh, so it would have been seven. Uh, Matteo's already failed, though, so... Yep, I surely have. Fuck it, fail together. <laughs> <laughs> Four fails. You almost feel your attention drifting. Your thoughts aren't quite aligned anymore with the world outside and the world around you. As you almost feel like you're in a trance, you're not sure how much time passes. But you slowly shake off this strange lassitude as you realise that Hugo is bringing the plane down to land, you have left the icy fog banks behind you. On your left, the glacier pours over the side of the mountains as you slide down through the air to land on a crisp, clear, snow-covered field, (laughs) sliding along the side of a river. Um. To your right, the mountains rise into the sky above you, And to your left, there is a large valley. And towering over the valley is a palace of silver light. Um, So, uh, speaking of that, what is our current lassitude? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't know what your current lassitude is. You've just woken back up. Um... Well... Well, this is, um... The engines gently sputter to a halt. Okay. I, so... I, I mean, I mean I'm, I, I'm, I'm waiting here because, like, I don't understand. I, I would... I need some... I turn around to Matteo. This does not look like Australia. 
<laughs> um, true. True. Yes. Fucking hell. You, you guys don't need spot hidden, do you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Games Mongoose. Yes. Uh, two questions. One, is the Searing Llama a famous NPC? Uh, he comes in another campaign. But Shit, he, he is, he is though, he is. Okay, and was this technically Duex Machina? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Double bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Four bingos. <laughs> One session. Very we end up in entirely the wrong place, yeah. Um... Oh, shit! <laughs> Have you tripled? No, no, there's, oh, there's okay. one I need. There's one I need for the old triple. They have landed in the wrong place. 15, <laughs> 15 luck. Yay! Uh, oh, and uh, everyone. No, no, no. In no. game or out of game, I said, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, I, Russ, it. Um, Craig, what did you say? People keep talking over Craig and I can't hear him. Time for booze. Is that, does that have to be IC or OC? Uh, either <laughs> works. In which case. <laughs> Are you, you're creating it for yourself, though. Yeah, yeah that doesn't count. <laughs> well, someone else have a fucking drink then. Uh, <laughs> I normally would have by now. Craig, Craig, it's time for booze. Yeah. Hold, on. Hold on, let me take a sip of this vodka that I have to hand. Bingo. Good. Mm. Have ten luck, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> have you got a triple bingo over there, Hedgehog? No, no, I, I misread. I was looking at the wrong thing. But what a day if it would have been. I know, it's day. crazy. Now Nino can speak. Fox now B got bingo as well. Fox B got bingo, look at him. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so many bingos. I'm going to have to it's crazy. It's my first bingo. Yay! Seven luck. Very good. Yes, Nido. Do you want me to roll sanity now? Because I can't really do anything in character at this point because my character would not... I, I My character does not understand what's going on and how this has happened. No one needs to roll sanity. Okay, I'm very... Okay, it's just... I'm very confused because somehow I've landed this plane and I am fine yeah, with this. you're very confused, but you feel at peace and calm about it. There's even okay, a trail of people you. holding torches walking out of the little village at the base <laughs> of the palace. <laughs> and uh, they're ringing little bells. Ching! I let myself out of a plane. Chai opens the door. It's brisk and cold and the sun has set and the stars are magnificent overhead. You're in this bowl-shaped valley surrounded by tall, tall, white, snow-capped mountains. I dance a bit in the lovely brisk air. What are you doing, Michael? Are you also getting off the plane? Uh, you can take yes. I suppose I am. Raymond and Hugo follow you off the plane. Hmm. I make sure the plane is off, and like I'm kind of like in a sort of like like I've done everything that I should do functionally, and now I'm like, oh, <laughs> where, what, what happened? Ladies and gentlemen, we have safely landed in who knows where the fuck we are. <laughs> like, you may undo your seatbelts. Uh, the procession from the village approaches and young women approach and offer you all warm alpaca wool uh, ponchos to wear to keep you warm. 
and the young man leading the procession bows to you all um, and says something in a language I don't think any of you speak, if any of you speak Tibetan. Mm, no. <laughs> Tibet. I try Latin to see if they respond to that. He looks baffled and tries Mandarin? <laughs> I look baffled and try Japanese. <laughs> he Does looks... this count as we forget to bring the interpreter? <laughs> <laughs> I think they forgot to bring sensible people. <laughs> if that doesn't work, I move on to Arabic and then English. <laughs> Do you speak English? <laughs> and the English and then British, which is English, but said louder and slower. Uh, in the end, he just bows you all in gestures towards the village. Oh, I didn't get to take knowing useless languages. And follow. They lead you up to the village. Uh, there is a hut. It's quite a nice brick hut, and you're led inside. Inside, there's a large table laden with food. There's a fireplace warming the room, and there are four doors um, with your um, names written on them in a language you can read. You just look at the door and think, that one is mine because it's got my name on it. Uh, the young man bows and he steps back outside and like the uh, the curtain that covers the doorway is put back down. Point of order. It has my name on it. It has your name on it, Craig. With a capital N. N? You know, name. Your name. Oh, y- y- yeah, okay. <laughs> Why can nobody have normal things? Craig has a normal thing. Yeah, I'm very normal. But apparently not a name. I am so normal. I dig into some of the food. Craig, there is a tray laden with what looks like a perfect Japanese meal. Rice, sushi, fish. There is a bowl full of kangaroo bollocks, deep fried, just for you, Hugo. I don't know what the national dish of Australia is. I'm assuming they eat strange bits of kangaroo. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure it's not deep fried kangaroo bollocks. <laughs> we we apologise to the people from Australia. We apologise to the people of Australia <laughs> for their the weird national, eating habits. Is, um... the, national di- the national dish of Australia is a lamb, is a lamb meat pie. There is a lamb meat pie. With a mere garnish of kangaroo bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's ceviche for you. Marinated fish um, with zesty uh, citrus um, overtones and, you know, accompaniments. I love it when you try to describe food. <laughs> <laughs> Overtones. <laughs> it's it's raw fish marinated in lime juice, chilies, and onions. We know what ceviche is. Just to be clear, did this categorise as we forgot to take a translator with us as well? With a citrus subtext. Yes, to be fair. it does, Craig. Double bingo. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm feeling very annoyed here given the fact that I spent all these points on not getting the bloody bingo. Ten luck, Craig. Ten luck. Um, this is clearly Ashley tops up everyone's luck. The episode. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go over one hundred, am I? You can no. go to ninety-nine luck. Uh, yeah, four. 
And never again will this happen. No. We the next session, we are so fucked. Yeah. Like he's noticed there are a lot of us with high luck values. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be roll city. Gosh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm impressed I've managed to double my luck today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Yes. Okay, the three of you are eating this lovely meal that has been prepared for you with your favourite foods in this hut somewhere in the world. You don't even know where. Somewhere with mountains. It could be anywhere, for all you know. If you hadn't moved us to a piece that's got the Himalayas written on it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't know the in character. (laughs) There isn't a large map saying the Himalayas and Tibet circa 1939 floating in your vision, Craig. Well, I hope not, because otherwise we've travelled into the future. And Chai doesn't know that's possible, so that would be concerning. <laughs> Talk to the three of you. What are you going to do? You're just sitting around in this lovely Peruvian cabin. So we're off course a bit then. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I'm I'm remaining a bit confused and puzzled because did anyone like, recognize that language? No. Oh. So okay, Hugo, you going to talk back? Um. I- I mean, I, I, I mean that problem of my character is brand new to the wibbliness. I don't. You guys might go, ah, oh, yes, this is the wibbliness. Something this is not weird to you, though. This feels a hundred percent normal. There is no sanity checks, no weirdness. Okay, well, my, my, normal. My problem, is, my problem is, is it doesn't make any logical sense. So I don't know how to process this. Out no, of character. Your character, Hugo, feels normal and calm and relaxed and like there's nothing wrong. You're in a weird place, yes, oh well, shrug. That's about the likes of it. There's nothing weird about this to your character right now. Okay. Uh, no, um, I'm afraid I can't understand a thing. Nah, me either. Doesn't bother me, but they seem nice enough. I mean, if they, they wanted us dead or anything, we'd probably already be dead, so I think uh, we're fine. Actually, I, I have a question, which is that, you know when we did a power jack... <laughs> Um, and we all failed the power jack. Mm. Um. Uh. Did, what? I I guess would we have noticed anything went wrong? I suppose is the question. I don't think I see. We realized you just that. zoned out, and you're yeah. here. That's all you know. Yeah. Right, because that that affects how I respond. Uh, I I say um. Uh. Well, uh, all I remember is that following the red light would take us to the place where we needed to be. So this is where we need to be. Meditation. So did it just like pop into your brain? I spoke to the Searing Lama. Cool. Who's he? Sort of a... Who is he? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Like, how do I answer that? Just a wise person. Let's leave it there. Where did you talk to him? 
I don't know the astral plane or whatever. What's the color? I don't know or care. <laughs> that just oh, that's just rude. <laughs> um, I, I'm just sort of sat there eating my food going, so do you think they accept what do you do you think they accept dollars and ex- do you think they've got fuel here that we can have because like we were running on fumes before I'm going to need we're going to need some more I don't know they didn't look like they had much of a gas station here mm. they still got plenty of good food yes but the plane doesn't run on food <laughs> yeah, at least we're not dying. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a better situation than the we, we were in before. I'm feeling so much better about this than where we were. You know, where we were looking out, giggling at the darkness. You know, Heck, let's live here. <laughs> I am not opposed to this motion. <laughs> I feel like we do need to get back to what we were doing. Yeah, probably, but right probably now, eventually. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Australia... Back in the real world. (laughs) Mitch, Rebecca, Father Eduardo, and uh, Jack, you are sitting around. You've been working out expedition supplies, how many trucks you need, the kind of fuel you need, the amount of water you need. Um, We speak to Robert McKenzie in the end. You did speak to Robert McKenzie. He sat down with you and went through a load of the... uh, Supply requirements with you, how much food you need each day, um, how much water. He reckons we should probably take, if we're going to fly inland and then travel from there, we'll need about seven trucks, he reckons, to be safe. I was close. Um, Because you'll want extras as well. You don't want to take just enough. You want to take... Uh, In case one breaks down. More. Uh, food, water, etc. Um, and that should last you at least um, for 14 days. Okay. And that should then be enough. Um, and the useful thing is, is if we're going to fly out, set up a staging post, like a base camp in the desert, mm-hmm. you don't have to fly out what we need. We can do Five trips. We can fly out extra fuel, extra water, extra food. So it's all there waiting at our base camp. And then we travel into the desert to find this excavation site. Once we've found it, we can then set up a new base camp and people can fly more supplies over from the base camp. I see. Yes. So so we do this in stages and be sensible. We we fly everything out we need to the base camp in the desert near the um, the well, whichever well we end up going for. Um, Joanna. Joanna Spring. Yeah. Then, once we find it, because we're probably going to have to excavate. If this place is buried, oh. once we find it, we're going to have to dig down to it. So we set up a new base camp and fly in more supplies with our ace pilot that you hired. Mm-hmm. We love you, ace pilot. <laughs> I'm so glad we have a great pilot. We're praising you, Nido. Be praised. Wait a minute. I'm getting news on the wireless of a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> Disappearing. Not, not... 
Um, so yeah, we we set up a base camp that way we can take more supplies than we need, and then we travel from there once we've got a base camp set up. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Do we still need seven trucks if we're doing that many individual runs? Well, we still need to be able to carry enough supplies with us whilst we explore the desert. Mm-hmm. So we want six trucks to explore with and a spare truck parked at the base camp. Okay. Either for spare parts or, you know, if we need to, someone else can send out another truck. Mm-hmm. We need radios, radios that can contact base camp and the trucks. I can see hedgehogs very closely. There are all these <laughs> tiny people in my computer. That's the people you're role-playing with in a game? Hang on, I'm trying to shake them out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's just a matter of... So every, so have, have we been able to procure all of these supplies that we've needed? Um... I believe most of them are being sorted out by the harbour master. Yeah, we I left mean, them. I, I've never done an expedition into the outback from Port Hedland before. So, um, good catch on not going all the way to Concudry. I was talking to the harbour master on the way in. I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, yeah, the bit that we were struggling with was mostly around the trucks and uh, the fuel and stuff. In terms of food and tents and all that stuff, yeah, the harbour masters kindly helped us out with that. And again, you can set up miniature fuel dump so say we travel a hundred miles into the desert we stop we dump our um we dump supplies we travel back we pick up more to go further mm-hmm. etc and we we do it progressively we don't have to rush i mean we're not on a deadline in <laughs> these video feed about a minute behind for everyone else too who's flinty well, no, no, when I see you, you're about uh, ages behind everybody yeah, else. He's behind but... me. He's in sync. Everyone else no, is no, behind me. Just no, Flinty no, is definitely way out of sync for me. He said all of that without opening his mouth, which was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> so he, it must be my attack, because now Nido is completely out of sync. He's in sync for me. He's, uh, he's slightly out of sync for me, but only we, by a, a second or so. Last, last solid two minutes here. That's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he just speaks and he's sitting there like this. <laughs> <laughs> I really noticed it when he just suddenly started going. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Spanish TV. <laughs> Flinty, you need to. Flinty, you need to like keep your mouth moving all the time. That way, when you do actually speak, it's always in sync. Oh, okay. <laughs> So let's go to the harbour master and check that he's got all of our equipment because we need to make sure the I'm, I'm sure the uh, like uh, Drac will be back soon with a trip to um, wherever they were going. I think yeah, they were going to be gone for a couple of days, and they only. Left Darwin, you think they'd have called in by now? They must have landed and been in the hotel. You'd think they'd have been on the telephone. Let us know they arrived safe. Should we? Yeah. Do you reckon? Oh, the hotel says Walter. Walter goes the, the hotel. The harbour master must have a CB radio or something. They probably had a radio across or telephone across, right? Yeah, the landline, the telephone lines run all the way up the coast. Oh, yeah. Let's just double check that they've landed okay and how they're getting on, and then we can maybe hit a bar, you know, relax. 
Yeah, there's not much else to do now whilst the supplies roll in. We can all prepare for... We will need to get clothing made, like clothing that fits us for desert exploration. But there's someone in town who will do that, so we'll um, see them tomorrow to get everyone outfitted. Walter wanders back in and is like, slight hiccup, everyone. Oh? Oh. Um, They never arrived in Darwin. They should have been there an hour and a half ago. They left Derby on time. And then passed out of radio range and haven't been seen since. But they had such a skilled, passionate, lucky pilot. <laughs> I, I like that Nido is just a disembodied head in a cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of him. <laughs> Filled buried, with rage. Buried up to his neck with ants crawling on his face. <laughs> I mean, maybe they had to turn back and then had to land in Derby. I'm sure they'll call us in the morning. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hugo came... Yes, Jack? Um, I sent you a telemogram. Oh, a telemogram. Oh, God. I sent you a telemogram back. Right, 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 right. Morning Post. Um, okay, hang on. I'm going to send you another telegram. Okay, okay. Um, okay, uh, Walter's going to go to bed. Uh, he will see you all in the morning. Um, he, if anyone has any questions, let me know. Um, Rebecca, Mitch, Eduardo, are you doing anything? Um, I, I kind of forgot there was, um, because we were j- planning and stuff, there was something I needed. Where is it? Where is it? It's one of these spells. Uh, I need to craft a small silvery ball. Would I have been able to get something like that today or? Oh yeah. I mean, lots and lots of raw metals dug out of the ground come through in this town. Picking up some silver is easy. Okay. Uh, can I just assume I got some today, then? Yeah, you got some okay. today. Um, in that case, in my room, uh, before we go to bed, I'd like to practice Moonlight, because I've not learnt it yet. Roll me a hard pow. Hard pow. Yeah. I need more practice. He's is, he is running like... like... 40 seconds behind. It's frightening. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I wanted to do. I, I didn't pass, so I'll just try again tomorrow, I guess. He's writing me a telegram, I think. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> not just staring furiously at Roll20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> <failed>. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was writing your own message. Uh, yet you practice moonlight. Uh, Mitch, are you doing anything tonight? Learning any of those magic spells you can toodle on your harmonica? Yeah. I think I might uh, just uh, sort of look in, because I can just, out of uh, character, I can just like look at them and learn them, right? I don't have to yeah. like... You don't have to play them, but you can learn the music. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to like learn um, Soaring Jig. Roll me your hard pow. 
Oh. I can luck it, right? Or can you not you can luck it if you want to luck it all the way down to 35. Oh, That's God, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, you could learn another one. You have time as it's just short, simple music tunes. Uh, in which case, I'll do um, um, Hymn to Seeker. Okay, hard success. Hard success? Yeah, power again. Uh, power. Is, is oh. that power success like last time? Okay, you have learned how to play a hymn to Sakaar. You don't know what it does, but you know how to play it now. <laughs> Yay! You've got time to learn one more tonight, if you'd like. Uh, let's go for Soaring Jig again. Okay, roll Soaring Jig two. Oh revenge. no, you've got a hard success, so you don't have to roll. You got extreme. You don't have to roll again. You just you've just learned it. Two or harder. So you've learnt two spells. You don't know what they do, but you can now play them flawlessly on the harmonica. Why are we equipping him with a battle harmonica? What? <laughs> He's our bard. Uh, very metal. Uh, Everyone needs a bard. Jack, what are you doing tonight before bed? I'm waiting uh, for you to look at Telegram. Oh, well, I was running the game. I'm looking at it now. Looking at it now. I know, I know. It's, it's fine. I'll just tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> I sent you a message. I I see, I see and understand. Excellent. Mm. What are you doing, Jack? Um I'm going to go and see Walter with this newfound revelation that I've had based on information that I know. You find Walter in sitting in bed reading. Walter, I say, sitting on the end of his bed because <laughs> I just come into his bedroom for some reason. Well, I'm assuming you've knocked and he said, "Come in." Oh, all right, that's better. I, I just skip that bit, kick the door down, and snuggle up to him. Climb <laughs> up through the window and hide behind the curtains, just peeking out. <laughs> Walter, I whisper into his ear afterwards. Um, well, this is for me, uh, Jack. As um, Walter allows you entry into his room. Uh, is that a rifle in your pocket, or are you just unusually tumescent? Where are you, character sheet? You've gone away, have you? Okay, come back. Okay, he definitely is holding a pistol under the blanket. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Walter, I say, uh, um, leaning against the wall. Hello, Jack. Um, Will you betray us and I have to dispose of you, or are you here to be useful? You really should start trusting me. You'll live longer. I'll trust you once you prove you are trustworthy. All right, how about this? We're blundering into an obvious trap. Yay! And why do you think that? Um, well, when, uh, when I was sent to Australia, mm-hmm. um, I was supposed to meet up with Wycroft in Concudgery. Yeah. He was going to take me to the site where we're going now. The site where we're going now is absolutely riddled with cultists. So we definitely know they're there. 
Yes. I mean, our information suggested that they were at this location, mm. but we were going to check it out. Yes, they are definitely there. Also, they're being led by someone who may seem familiar to you. Which member of the Carlisle expedition is it? Uh, their psychiatrist. Huston, right. Yeah. Great. Well, now we know that they're definitely there, so we don't use radios, we don't advertise our presence. We need to sneak in there and put them out of action. I was thinking that we should probably buy more guns. I can buy us more guns. How much dynamite can you fit in a truck? I'll check with Mackenzie in the morning. Yeah, I just thought... I was just thinking on, like, some of the stuff that I knew, and that seemed like it was important to tell you. And now I have. You and have. now you know. Now I will trust you a little bit more. <laughs> so maybe you can take your hand off that, what I'm really hoping is a pistol <laughs> under those sheets. Not until you're out of my room. You could <laughs> still be leading us into an elaborate trap. It wouldn't be the first time someone has infiltrated our party and turned out to be a dark sorcerer. Wait, when did it happen before? There was uh, Timmy on the uh, Dark Mistress. Turned out he was a uh, beloved of Nyarlathotep and tried to cast us into the void of space. Do I know of Timmy? Uh, you don't know of Timmy, but you do know that the, the big boss's yacht, personal magical-powered mythos yacht, disappeared a couple of months <laughs> back. <laughs> um, I, I give a little shrug. I, didn't, I wasn't in on that one, sorry. Then there was poor Aiden. We think he got corrupted in London. He must have, he must have been nabbed whilst uh, he was alone at some point and he got tattooed with the dark avatar of the Scion. And you, want, you want to stay away from statues. That's how that happens. <sighs> then there was Antoine. We think, we're not sure what happened to Antoine. Antoine doesn't know what happened to Antoine. <laughs> do, do I know what happened to Antoine? No, you, you were with them until you turned up here. I shrug again. I'm like, oh, you're losing a lot of people, but not all of this is enemy action. I mean, Antoine summoned Nyarthotep and helped him kidnap God Odin's. Oh, don't say that name, please. Nyarthotep. Good evening, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> you do ah, you know, to... Oh. Actually, now I think about it, we're probably not warded. Hmm. He pulls the notebook out and scruffles through it and then, like, sketches a symbol on a page. Scruffle, scruffle. That, uh, that scrying, the anti-scrying stone thing you've got was slowing them down. Well, I mean, it, it was until it stopped working. The anti-scrying stone is currently with Matteo. Hmm. Oh. He ushers you out of his room. He's like, I'm going to um, just ward this building. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's never any thanks, is there? I, I, go, I go and look for a snack. Thank you, Jack, for not <laughs> leading us into the obvious trap. Now we can turn it around on them. <laughs> <laughs> if what, you betray is, us, I will feed you. This is just how I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason that you join cults. <laughs> right. Uh, we will wrap up there for this week as all of you go to sleep and um, the others settle in for a lovely time in Tibet. Yeah, Tibet. Admittedly, Nido was meant to be flying them to Darwin, Northern Australia. 
So what you're saying is is that I was very efficient in my flying and I managed to get them even further than they wanted to go. No. no. You've taken them to a mystical city somewhere in the Himalayas. Works for me. Well, this is going to be an experience. Sign us out, Peebo. All right, uh, join us next time for the exciting continuation of Shite of the Navigator. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, let's go.